0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Bottom of the Bill. We got Dustin Monk of Dustin Monk in The Hustle here today. Yo. Thanks welcome. for being here, man. Thanks for having me, not guys. Problem, Absolutely. Dude. Um, I know you're not drinking, but before we get started, we have to do the obligatory cheers. Yeah. No worries. He's just <laughs> drinking straight-up vinegar. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's straight vodka. Nah. Yeah. That's <laughs> hardcore, dude. Um, we have, uh, again, just want to ma- make a mention of the Orange Blossom Review coming up on December 3rd. Make sure you get your tickets for that. We got the Wood Brothers and Blackberry Smoke and some amazing bands on that festival with us. Yeah, I can't Congrats wait, man. Uh, you guys. Thanks. Shit, yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, it's down in, uh, Lake Wales, Florida. It's a camping thing, so we're very excited about it. Um, and then we got some other stuff we're going to be announcing soon as well. Um, and then, Bill, you got anything you want to announce? This is coming out. So, if you're watching this right now, somehow on your phone at
1: Swanee, get us to the campground stage. We're going to go. Greenhouse Island is about to play in an hour and a half. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's, where, that's where I am right now. If you see me, I should also be wearing this. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween, by the way. Is that yeah, it? Y'all didn't get the memo, apparently. We didn't no. get the memo. <laughs> you're just not really into <laughs> hol- like celebrating
0: holidays you look like a dog's boner a do- <laughs> <laughs> speaking of halloween <laughs> that's such a good that's one a, that's a pretty solid solid
2: jab oh, right man. there yeah
1: a dog's boner that came to life and sprouted eyes yeah there's
2: actually a halloween show going on tonight at 1904 oh really oh that's right riff dude oh yeah halloween right. oh, yeah. i forgot oh, yeah. about that I just literally so, so I'm, a, I'm a full-time barber that's what i do and uh and I, I was guys. just uh, dude come see me man so I work in Saint Augustine, which is would be the only catch, which is a hike. But, um, my last cut I did today. Well, uh, yeah, my last cut that I did today. Uh, he's actually going to it, and I was like, "Holy shit, dude! Riff raff! Like, have you ever like?"
1: <laughs> oh no, no uh, when I <laughs> my main. He goal is a is to character, bro. Oh, like, yeah, like, I,
2: like I told my I told my uh, my
0: buddy I was cutting. I was like, uh, "That's gonna
2: be uh going to be an interesting
0: night. <laughs> oh, for sure. I don't think anybody actually likes him for real. I think he's just like a big like just an ironic it's like a act. a gimmick, a gimmick kind of mm. thing, man. Yeah. Uh,
1: Hannibal Buress has a bit about him, the stand-up comedian. He goes uh, that he went to Riff Raff show just cuz he was in the same place at the same time and what he says he does is he just plays his music with the lyrics and then he's like his own hype man dude that's, <laughs> he, you dude sure. honest <laughs> that's to god like so you laugh
2: at that but that's like legitimately like what a lot of rappers do now oh, it's like yeah. an oh actual common thing and it's really weird um it is weird cuz I, I i i come up doing hip hop and stuff and it's uh we would play the beat obviously you got to play the beat but like we would rap to it but like i didn't and i may have a friend being a hype guy but there was no like i'm not singing over the song like what what the fuck is that but that's, like, a thing. Like, they will play their own music, yeah. and they're just like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just, like, and everyone's just like, holy shit, like, losing their mind. Even and
1: with the lyrics playing it too. Yeah, like, yeah. literally,
2: it's like, take your album, play it through yeah. the fucking PA, and then just make sure your mic works so you can talk over so, it. Yeah, it's that's like, what, what it is. Fuck? Yeah. That's, it's that's, kinda,
1: it's, it's weird, dude. It's at, weird. At that point, it's just a meet and greet.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, like, it's it's it's, I think people just... Are there because of the presence of the person? That's exactly watching. what it yeah, is. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Which yeah. is interesting.
1: Well, it's right. not much different than when you go to see like any of these other big name acts and they're just lip syncing everything. You know yeah. what I mean? And they should because no one's going to sound awesome in a stadium like that. Like just singers
0: or whatever. Especially you know the what pop I mean? singers are like dancing around and yeah. moving a lot. It's just impossible. To yeah, exactly. That whole thing up, you know.
1: Did Michael Jackson actually sing all that stuff and all the all the, the shows? I just want to believe.
0: That I don't he know. Did. I, I think he did too, because you can kind of
1: hear I, ever, a It's bit. almost
2: like if he didn't, like no one ever tell me because he just was so like I've seen tons of like performances from him on YouTube and he's just yeah. so insanely good. <laughs> like oh yeah, man. I mean, I I, I don't his know movements and shit. He yeah, he dances and does. I heard arc- he was kind of a uh, uh, I don't want to say an ass, but I heard that he was. V- he could be difficult to work with.
1: Yeah, he's a little bit. He's a bit of because a Because he knew. Because he... Oh. <laughs> Just a little bit. No
0: Rest in peace. I played the fifth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bro, you know, people always say that about, about big artists, and, like, there's a there's a thing that happens with them being assholes or whatever, but, you know, with someone at that level, that one show costs, like, Bill, <laughs> that one show's costing them, like... You know, five hundred thousand, maybe a million dollars, just to put the one show on, and that's on, that's on a, on a leg point. of tours. Yeah, that uh, if, if you're touring like you know thirty cities or something, every show is costing you that amount of money before you recoup the money on whatever you're recouping it yeah, on. Yeah. So, at that point, it's like, don't fuck it up. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like, yeah, uh, make sure you give me my fucking space in the green room. Yeah. Make sure you let me get into my zone because we have a, we have a million dollar production we're, we're about to put yeah. on and everyone here paid really good money and they want to see a perfect show.
2: Well, yeah. And, and I, it's, it's, you know, at that status too, you're not dealing with like, uh, you know, 500,000 people or, or 500 or 8,000. I mean, you're dealing with like, like, Fifty thousand. yeah exactly you know, it's, well, maybe even more with michael jackson who knows like his shows are probably insanity yeah yeah
1: but that's the thing though is like you're just going wh- whenever the crowd gets so big and you're just going to see one person it's not like that person gets any bigger and that's just weird to me that people are going to pay so much money just to be like in the nosebleeds like
3: i think that's them that, that's britney spears right there yeah, yeah
1: well that's, that's
2: one weird. thing i'll say like like before we got started, I, I was I was mentioning to um, Anton that I uh, me and my wife just went and seen uh, Marcus King and Chris Stapleton in Virginia Beach, oh. and like literally we were like at the secure I don't know what you call it like the barricade thing yeah so we're like as close at as the you rail. can get yeah um, and it it is uh if I'm gonna pay like some of the money that like I paid good money for that but it's like if I'm gonna go see a show like that dude I can't be that guy that can like. Like I, th- I think he moved his arm. Like I think, yeah. I think he's singing now. You know, oh, what I mean?
0: see if he's, if he's yeah, if singing he's, or, or
2: or like the whole time you're just watching the big fucking screen anyway. Right. Like, well, shit, yeah, gotta you're gotta just so watch far this away. On YouTube. Yeah, like, or, <laughs> or like at home, or you know, or whatever. Totally. So.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm actually when I go to shows, I like to be more. I don't like to be up front. Oh, I don't want to be too far back either, though. There's like a sweet spot where the sound is like perfect, and that's what like, mm-hmm. like right in the middle, and that's where I kind of want to be. It's close enough to see them, but really, it just it's like just the best to hear everything, you know? Yeah,
2: no, I will say that. I mean, well, they did something that I've never seen. They had, um, they were almost like these tower type things where they had big ass monitors, and they had them like. Rows all Mm -hmm. the way down So if you're up front Like we could still hear Really awesome Oh I see Okay Which is sick Because normally You have the big row You have the big row But if you're up front You don't hear shit Yeah it's all stage volume Yeah Yeah. it's all stage volume Which is like Hit or miss Like you're gonna hear The drums louder than anything Because they're right in front of you You know smashing You Uh, know Right
1: I remember I was always going to Disco Biscuit shows and we're like we want to be in front of Barbara because we want to see him like jam and then all you hear is his amp and it's just so goddamn loud. yeah it's annoying until and he until he learned how to turn it around and then mic it that way who'd have thought but dude it yeah. goes
2: it goes into and I'm gonna sound like a fanboy here but like yeah. I really like Stapleton a lot like especially vocally like I draw sure. a lot of inspiration from just that style of singing but um, it goes into what you were saying a minute ago is like you go to a show like that and even though you know like the person is. The person's at their peak yeah. uh, of their success, basically. it's uh, There is something to be said. It's like, just him being there was cool. Right. Which I think, coming back full circle with a show like, maybe Riff Raff or somebody like that, it's like, I don't think the people go there even
1: caring if they perform. It's like,
2: I just think it's fucking cool that I'm here and you're here, and we're in the same building together. Yeah. yeah.
1: I wonder if it, they'd make more money if they'd be like, hey, I'll just not whore or prostitute myself out, but like for an hour, you can just sit in a room with me and we get like 10 of you at one time, uh, $250 a pop big name artists, like a thousand dollars a pops. Like you can sit in a room with me for an hour. You don't even
0: have to leave your house. It's kind of like a meet and greet. No, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, dude, the
2: biggest for artists like that all day long. Um, you do, dude. All right. Think about this. Think about, and, and let's go way bigger than him. Let's go to like Chris Stapleton or something. If he did, you pay, fuck, I don't even know $3 for a ticket, right? And it's like a raffle. And whoever wins it just wins, like, a day to kick it with Chris Stapleton. That'd be dumb. Dude, think about how much money that idea would make. Not that it's all about money. I don't want to come across as that guy. It's a
0: little bit about money, though, guys. But it's a little bit. (laughs) But I'm just saying –
2: Three dollars, like that's nothing for like me as a fan with him or somebody as a fan to be like, oh yeah, here's three bucks. Right. But for him, if you get a hundred thousand people give three bucks, yeah. Oof, that's well, a how lot much you know you gotta do is just kick it with someone for a day. Just, a just don't be a dick people. and kick it with someone for a day. Yeah,
0: you know? that would be. That's uh, like every single day you got to do that
1: though. How much? How much do you think uh, we could get on like a Fresh Prince of Bel Air bachelor auction situation with side hustle? You can join if you want. What do you mean? I mean, like you've seen that episode where they they go up and people bid on who gets to go on a date with them
0: i've never really watched that show to be honest with you okay would well, you get the premise anyways yeah. you're killing me right now yeah
1: the, the take everybody from side hustle put them up on an auction like hey you can bid and uh you have a night you can have a night with billy Bagley. yeah it's gonna be pretty
0: interesting <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like like the episode of the office when they uh when, when they when they all like uh bid on on like Certain things that each member of the office oh has God, to that offer. That show is so right? good.
1: Okay, yeah, okay, the office then. Whatever, you'd whatever like you can the, think. You'd think of. be like
0: Michael Scott. Nobody would want to. Yeah, on exactly. anything <laughs> Yeah, <you have laughs> exactly. Offer. I don't yeah. think.
1: I bet. I've I've got the
0: one with the most colorful personality. You do, but no one knows that about you off the off rip. You know. Yeah, I mean right I'll now. Wear I mean, s- I'll he's, wear the squid. He's, dude. he's killing it right now. Yeah. I'll, I'll come in hot with the puppy rocket Dig. Let's go, oh, puppy rocket Jesus. That's a good band name. That's a that's. Yeah. That Side Hustle's next album name. Ooh. Puppy Rocket Dick. Yeah, Puppy yeah, yeah. Rocket Dick. We can do
2: it. PRD, though. We want to keep it. We I, do, keep I do friendly. that, too,
1: man. I'll, I'll acronym anything if I can, <laughs> man. PRD uh, all day.
0: So, speaking of <laughs> new albums, or next albums, anyways. What a segue. You just... uh oh, just about to comment on that. That was classic. Yeah, I'm getting pretty good at this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you just released a new album called Gold Rush. Yes. Uh, what was the inspiration for that album, and... Uh, How did you put the whole thing together to make it happen?
2: Um, So that album um, was written with uh, an actually a different lineup than what I have now. Uh, We were we we all decided um, a while back to kind of just part ways or whatever. But anyways, uh, incredible musicians. um, And as far as the inspiration, if you listen to the album, I'm sure you can pick up on very quickly. It's kind of a melting pot of a lot of different genres going on. Um, For me, I've always wanted a project that I could do that with because I come from a lot of different music backgrounds and we can get into that in a little bit. Um, So I wanted a project that I could like kind of push the boundaries of what I could get away with, with like incorporating different genres, but it's still being cohesive. Like you can still listen to it as a project and be like, okay, cool. It still works. Yeah. And it's weird because there are songs on the, a couple songs on the album. I think if you were to pull them one by one, it would be like, hmm, this is interesting. Like this, like maybe you like it, maybe you don't. But you would be like, I don't know if this fits. But I think collectively, we made it fit. We made it work. Um, So I think the inspiration for me was I'm a very big Gary Clark Jr. fan. I'm a very big uh, Chris Stapleton uh, fan. Marcus King, excuse me, and amongst a lot of different just other artists. And then, but then other people in the band, like, um, our old guitar player, Mike, he was very in Almond brothers band. And, um, and you can hear that influence. You can hear that on certain songs, yeah, the, way he played, the way he played lead and stuff or plays guitar or whatever. Um, he's also a big Marcus King fan. You can also hear that on some of the songs. So I think it's cool, man. Like we all just brought our own thing to the table. Um, and just was like, okay, let's get in a room. Let's do our thing and just see what happens. Um, and then obviously, as we progressed and as we got better as a band, like there were certain like elements that were like, okay, we went too far left with that or you know we we found ways to to make it work, which for me like I'm a huge um soul fan just just fan of like soul and r and b and stuff like that, but with attitude, yeah, which I, I if if I
0: had to describe our band in a way, I would probably just call it soul with attitude yeah, you guys definitely had like is your voice is so mm-hmm just powerful and soulful but like the band behind you is a straight fucking rock and roll man yeah like, and then there's like other influences for sure and i, I do want to comment on some of it because i made some notes in some of the songs i really uh enjoyed a lot yeah uh but uh yeah like you, it's definitely versatile but, but it is all very cohesive as well you know
2: that's cool yeah I, I was actually it's funny uh me and a good buddy of mine um charlie uh he actually uh, owns and runs Exit 13 Studios, which uh, we do a lot of video work with. Um, but we I w- me and him were talking the other day um, about the album. And I was like, man, I wonder how people are perceiving it right now, because obviously it's out in the world now, you know, totally. when, once you you work so fucking hard on something and then it's like, OK, here it is. It's like it's I think like Spotify will tell you how long an album is. I think ours is like forty two or forty five minutes or That's something like length. that. And, it, and it's it's so funny, like. To so many people, that number doesn't mean shit. And to us, it's like, dude, we took years to make that 42 minutes. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's true. But we were talking, and and I was asking, I was like, man, I wonder if people are thinking – like, it's too much of, 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 you know, paint splattered on a canvas kind of thing. So it's cool to, like, hear you say, like, it's cohesive. It's cool. You know, we, I've had a couple of people tell us that they dig it. So it, it's uh, it's nice to know, like, okay, this hard work that we did, like,
0: didn't go to shit. Like, it, it paid off. Like, it worked. You so. want to hear paint fucking splatter? Listen to our album, bro. <laughs>
2: Dude, I did. I, I've listened. There, I think I'm, like, two songs away from listening to the whole thing. And I don't even know how that happened. I think I, like, got a phone call or something. Um, full transparency, but there is a song. And I think I told you this at the open mic when when I seen you the other night. Um, God, I I want to say it's the second song, maybe the third song in the record, but I'd have to go through. I, I I would have to see your song names and I would know it. But um, but I like it. It's like y'all have reggae, definitely. Oh, it's a too. Yeah, yeah, it's the third it's song. Yeah, and and I'm gonna like honestly, I, that is one genre I just don't like. I don't hate on it. Like, it's just not my thing, personally.
1: Yeah, same with me, man. Exactly the same. Like,
2: I can listen to it. I can listen to reggae yeah. for, like, three or four songs. But then I'm like, I I th- anybody who, who's listening to this, I don't hate reggae. So, I don't want to get, like, comments like, you piece of shit, you know. But, um, but uh, no, nah, it was cool, man, because I normally don't jam to that. And I was like, this is tight. Because yeah. it wasn't just reggae. It was, was like, reggae, yeah. it, was re- it was like y'all had – it was reggae influence, but it was, again – it, it y'all sprinkled in other stuff. Yeah. which I'm a big fan of that. Like I like when people like band, I've been in bands in the past where it was so like, Hey, we're this genre. And, uh, if you do anything else, like that's a no, no. Yeah. Like I remember one time cause I used to be in a pop punk band, which I'm, we'll, we'll get on that later. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I, but like I would try to do runs cause I like doing vocal runs coming from soul and R and B and type stuff. And, they'd be like, I remember one time we were in the studio. They quote unquote, dude, you're not usher. Stop doing that. Oh god! <laughs> and I was like, damn bro. Like, like that. <laughs> I was just like crushed everything. Only Plus usher we're in the studio. I'm like, we're in front of this producer and we, we had drove to Philly to record this record. We stayed in Philly for like a whole, a uh, whole month. And, um, I was like, "All right, well, I'll just go fuck myself then. Never mind, you <laughs> know. Like, damn, you know." And I had written the vocals like that, so I'm like, "All right, well, I guess I have to write, em a write them a different way now, now you yeah, know." You kind of just man. killed the whole thing were that I was
1: trying to do. Were you just trying to do like a boys to men song, and he got like sensitive? He's like, "You can't do that here, it's Philly." <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's pretty good. I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, do you, are you the are you the uh, the main writer on this album?
2: Um, that's a good question. Um vocally yes like vo- anything vocally and melodically anything that deals with the lyrics of the vocals that was me like through and through um, as far as the guitar playing which is how every song started every uh, except someone to hold um, our old keyboard player she actually wrote like the the piano for that and then I came and kind of like rearranged it a little bit okay because I had heard something in my head you know vocally or melodically and I was like hey I think if I think what we did for the course was originally the bridge. And I was like, no, leave that the course. Like, just trust me. And that's what we did or whatever. Um, But, yeah, I would say the guitar plan really was probably 60-40, 60 being uh,
0: Mike writing a lot of the riffs, and then um, 40 was me. Uh, So Mike who? Ireland. Mike Ireland. Okay. He played all the lead stuff on there too? Yeah, that's all him. Yeah, Yeah. he's a great player, man. Yeah, I uh, (laughs) I did not try to –
2: take any any lead parts i was like nah dog you got that yeah <laughs> um he's, he's great man
0: he said he did he crushed it so
2: so there's a song uh haunted uh haunted who knows haunted who knows um different man and then the two acoustic songs that's the only songs i play guitar on oh, okay yeah every other song is all them gotcha like they they wrote the music or they would write like like sometimes he would write a riff and I may be like, Oh, what if we do this? Or, you know, we kind of, it was a very collective thing, man. I can honestly say that, like that, that record, like, um, like I said, even though like they're, they're in different projects now too. Uh, so they're still all playing music. Um, but I can say I was very honored to be able to write with them because you, I mean, even to this day, man, if you were to put us in a room, we would write, we would just write well together. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a cool thing when you've played with someone for so long and you get that chemistry with them. Yeah. Like you guys have played together for a while. Like, you, y'all probably T- don't. Fucking tell me about <laughs> it, bud. <laughs> <laughs> y'all probably don't even have to, like, look each other. Like, y'all know what the other person's going to do.
0: Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, you probably know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, you just
2: feel it. You're like, oh. This is what should happen next. Yeah. Well,
0: so I'll I'll agree that we definitely know what we're going to do. I will say that we probably aren't going to like the idea, though. <laughs> that is true. We bought, <laughs> we bought heads constantly. Oh, yeah, butt heads. Well, okay, I've it, been there.
1: Because if you don't, then somebody is going to uh, take the reins and then put out something bad.
2: If you don't bump heads, it means that somebody doesn't give a shit. Exactly. exactly. So that means, so, yeah, I do Someone's care. being for lack of not lazy. I don't want to say lazy, but, but just being passive. just nonchalant passive. That's yeah. A, yeah, that's the word, yeah.
0: Yeah. So And it's uh, I think it's important to to, you know, be in the in that creative space and have those hard conversations sometimes. Like, hey, I don't like what you're doing. And sometimes uh if you're close enough after a while, you can just tell the person, I think that's a terrible idea. Oh yeah. And that's the point that I think everyone needs to get to. Oh man. Um, it, it, uh, (laughs) for us, for us, it, that was something that was,
2: was tricky, man, because you know, we, we practice like typically we would practice once a week, which that in itself was amazing. Um, because it just made us obviously so much tighter because we were constantly playing. Um, one thing I will say there, there was like three, it was three songs. If I'm, correct. There was like three songs that didn't make it to the record. Okay. That that was like a bummer, but it was just one of those things like, what a lot of people may not know about this record is like, man this, it was like two over two years in the making. Wow, man. Because normally that wouldn't be the case, but what happened was we wrote, um, we, were rele- we were releasing songs as singles, which most bands in 2021 especially like, not even just bands, but like artists, pop artists, R&B artists, like You know, I've watched I've watched tons and tons of like videos on this where people are just explaining like singles are pretty much the The way to go, uh, the way to go. You know, you uh, you invest less, but you gain more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And and instead of taking like 10 to 12 songs or however many and trying to like shove them down people's throat when people's attention span sucks nowadays, you you make each thing its individual project. Right. Um, So am I too close to the mic? I feel like am I eating it too much? I, we had discussed no? this. For everyone watching <laughs> for everyone watching, so I don't sound like a weirdo. God we <laughs> we'll give it some context. We discussed me not being too far away from the mic. Well yeah, I maybe I shouldn't have said a, a, a damn
1: thing, especially if you're a goddamn singer. I didn't yeah. think twice <laughs> about that. But yeah, if you could just hold it like here. You don't have to put your mouth on it. Yeah, yeah. I I I project. I don't know where that's been. It's not my mic. I project it's, yeah. it's been some weird places. Yeah. I get
0: it. I put it in some weird places. Uh yeah, anyways. You're all right. But yeah,
2: so so uh what the hell was I saying? Before singles I was versus record? yeah. Singles. So when we first started the record, we released uh, "Different Man," "Haunted," "Nothing on You," and then "Bad Woman" was the last one. Those were the four singles we had put out. Well, what ended up happening was whenever we decided to do the album, it was always they were always going to make it to the album. But I was like, we ended up. I ended up. I ended up going to uh, our producer. Shout out Josh Cobb of Rockbot Studios. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. He kills it. Kills it. Um, I'll touch more on that in just a second. I've been recording with that guy for like 10 years in different projects, but um, he's fantastic. Um, I went to him and we remastered it. So then I was in like this weird position. I don't know if you've ever been in this position before where we had songs out, but then I'm about to release the album with the songs that are already out as c- that I had released the singles. Yeah, it's a weird But situation. with new masters. Uh, so I'm like, well, what the fuck do I do? Like, do. So. Cause you, I had already built up plays on that those songs, so I was like, "Well, fuck it." So I just took them down.
0: Oh, you took them down. Interesting. Oh no. Just, so yeah, I you could have the uh, like the good master. Yeah, the of good, it. The, the remasters
2: of them. It's wa- not that the masters were bad before. It's just um. It's just, yeah. It's well, cool. we had recorded one two years ago, and then we recorded the last like the last few songs on the record like a year and a half later. Obviously, a mix. like. Just different. Josh did, did a great job at making them match. But what was happening is like the other mixes were a little bit ballsier. Yeah. And I was like, that's one thing that I strive with the way I perform and the way I play and and, and the way that I have anybody that plays with me play is even if we're playing something soft, like I want some fucking stank on it. Like I want some uh, some some. Uh, I try to put a little umph in it. Yeah. And so he boosted all the mixes, and then I was like, well, damn that's a tricky situation because like let's just use different man for example what was i going to do release gold rush you have different man gold rush and then single gold rush but single gold rush doesn't sound as ballsy so i was like well just re-upload it Maybe yeah, you don't it like it it sucked because yeah i mean i am gonna be honest dude it wasn't like we had a shit ton of plays but i was just like whatever like we you just left
1: you lost all that uh, sorry took away all that ground that you had on yeah. i get it yeah. yeah i don't i don't think it was necessarily a bad thing. One thing that irritates me to no end is when you go on to like one of the uh, uh, artists like, I don't know, like David Bowie or Rolling Stones or something like that on Spotify and it's like, you can hear, you can listen, they have all the albums listed uh, uh, by the year that they came out but based on when it was remastered, and it makes me so angry. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, well, which one was first? I don't have to, and then you have to scroll all the way down to the bottom so you that can just listen to the. I did not know that. Yeah, that happens with like like stuff of that. too. Like
2: I've, I've looked and I've wondered, but I, yeah, that's that's
1: interesting. I mean, and you do, I guess there's like a little bit of like you know uh, nostalgia about going back to listen to the way that they were really re- remastered and then digitally remastered now. It, which one's better? It doesn't really matter, but just just put them right next to each other. I don't understand why you got to be like, well, this was remastered in twenty fifteen, but it came out in nineteen sixty seven. This was twenty seventeen, right. but it came out earlier than that. Yeah, right, that's weird. Super put annoying. The year, put
0: the year it came out. Spotify Unpa- sucks. A popular opinion. <laughs> Spo- that's my unpopular opinion. Spotify sucks. No,
1: I don't think it sucks. It's, it's just it's not great. Spotify, it's not great yet. Spotify
2: yeah. sucks, depending on which side of the fence you're on. For I just, a user, It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. For an artist. It's,
0: it's just it's just like a fucking maze that i don't understand i'm not even talking about like what they pay artists and stuff like that cuz that's a whole separate conversation just in order to get recognized on the platform it's it just doesn't work like any other platform and I, and i don't think anyone has the key i just for that.
2: i just think it's getting on a playlist yeah that's, that's, yeah but that's the like my, my, my old band dude we we have a song right now that is uh over two million streams. Yeah, I saw Good that. For you, I dude. saw that. I was actually—that's
0: something else I want to ask you about in a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, but before we get on to all that stuff, uh, can I say my my thing about say, how to fix Spotify?
1: Yeah. Or just one thing is, uh, it's nine ninety nine a month, right? To 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 listen to all the music you want. All that music goes to Spotify, and then they redistribute it. I'm just saying, just maybe like let if they want to, if you want to. <laughs> distribute yeah, it to where that, you want it to go, and be like, I want this person to to get it because all my money is going to Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber, and it should be going to like fucking uh, Kringle or whatever it's called. So go I on Bandcamp
0: and and support on Bandcamp.
1: I know, but like I I wanted it. <sighs> Are those artists on Bandcamp?
0: Uh, probably. I mean, there's a lot of art. I I, I don't camp? know. Bandcamp's still a big thing. Oh yeah, think. yeah. Really? i Didn't
2: know that. like like, I, like, my old band
1: was on there, but I just didn't know if that was still, like, S- Still a
0: thing, especially with independent bands. Still I a just big think one. that's
1: how you would fix it, without a doubt. I yeah. mean, because, like, I would never, ever... I mean, not that there's anything wrong with them, but I, I don't want to listen to Justin Bieber or Ariana Grande, but they're getting all my money. And right. And makes me mad. Yeah. Because fuck them. Yeah, no, I feel
0: you. <laughs> hey, everyone. Just wanted to take a second to talk to you about one of our favorite music venues, Blue Jay Listening Room. Blue Jay is a space for true music lovers where every ticket is a backstage pass. Silence your cell phones, enjoy a nice glass of wine or craft beer, and be part of an intimate experience unlike anywhere else in Jacksonville. Hear national and local artists sing their original songs and share the stories behind them in a space carefully curated for the premier show going experience. I personally have seen some of my favorite shows here as well as having played in some of my heroes. Not only is Blue Jay a wonderfully unique experience, has become a staple in the Florida music scene. Mention Bottom of the Bill on your next visit and receive 10% off your tab. Blue Jay is located at 2457 3rd Street South, Jacksonville Beach, and be sure to check out www.bluejayjax.com for news, ticketing, and events. Uh, I definitely hear that. I don't, I don't know what the solution is to that problem. I just said
1: I just said giving them the option, like, hey, this. They did have 99. the
0: option before really? before streaming platforms. You went to the record store and you bought the record that you what want. What is wrong yeah. with you?
1: Okay, why are you talking about forty years ago? We're talking about right now. I'm saying
0: that 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 <laughs> that, was that, the that was the option was back the option.
1: then. Yeah. Okay, so I'm saying the n- new option going forward
0: is just to do that again.
1: Yeah. Well, no, on Spotify.
0: On Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, you kind of have. You-
1: even though it's kind of
2: like, I feel like it's becoming outdated. I mean, you, iTunes still exists. Yeah, that now is that true. Was the thing. Like you buy an album, you can do it digitally. Yeah. Um, speaking of like just totally off topic, what distributor do you guys use?
0: Uh, we use CD Baby right now because I'm lazy and I just haven't done the research on who else to use. <laughs> I know the distro Kid is kind you of like the distro thing Kid, right yeah. now. Yeah, um,
2: they're well, cool. Uh, I, w- I will say this. This is gonna make me sound really dumb and very unprofessional, but whatever. I don't Shoot, care. Shoot, let's do it. Like, a lot of my client. Well, I have some of my older clients. Um, uh, they were like, um, <laughs> they're like, oh, you know, we went to iTunes and bought your record, man. We're supporting, and I'm like, yeah, man. I don't even know where the fuck that money went. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know if, my, like, like, because I'm like, I started thinking about it the other day. I'm like, yo, does DistroKid keep up with that? Because if not, like. I don't know whose bank account that's going (laughs) to, but somebody's getting the...
0: Like, appreciate the buy,
2: man. So DistroKid does
0: (laughs) So So DistroKid doesn't keep up with that. Uh, What they do, they, they handle, like, certain... And this goes for most of the distribution platforms. They might handle some mechanical royalties, which is, like... A different thing than record sales uh-huh. and i can't i don't know the full spe- specifics on it and the differences so I don't, I don't want to comment too much on that but who is collecting the royalties is that you're probably an artist with bmi or ascap or CSAC. Mm-hmm. uh and when you register your there. when you register BMI. your work with bmi then BMI tracks those sales so oh. BMI pay, send, sends you a royalty check after a certain amount of time
2: but from iTunes like from
1: a Yeah so okay, the, so, okay. so they
0: collect it so BMI is the one that's tracking the, the all all of the all of the royalties basically that, that okay. you're getting
1: are we getting royalties
0: it's such a it's such a small amount how am I, well, let's say like fractions of a of a penny on yeah. every play <laughs> dude, from dude, Spotify dude, it's getting
2: big dude. It's, dude Spotify
0: i think i think that you might like Make people people can buy it directly dream. from certain platforms like i've seen Stuff come through from CD Baby, where it's like a purchase, and a certain amount will go to to, to our account on CD Baby. Yeah. But uh as far as like who's keeping track of the sales and like who's paying you out, typically that Dude, would be your royalty collection agency. It's, it's rough. It's yeah,
1: rough. Band, I'm book Bandcamp for sure. You, you buy it for a download and everything. Well, yeah, Bandcamp streams my old band has,
2: and, and that's from Spotify. You said, yeah, it's from Spotify.
1: Are you seeing any of that? Where is it? You uh, don't know? No, Somebody's no, no,
2: no. Um, that's a it's a long story uh it took us a while to get into it um one of my old friends um well i say old friends he he passed away last year sorry sorry um, appreciate it yeah mike davis rest in peace brother um that was the guitar player of my old band he was the creator of my old band so it was like his baby you know kind of thing um he was like he passed away and he was the one who handled all of that stuff so it was it was it was very tricky um you know not to get too deep into that but um we were going through TuneCore core with that band um and man it's like i'm ch- kind of going through a thing with them right now trying to figure out like yo i see the number of streams and then i'm seeing the pri- it's like what the hell is happening that's important But it's like in in my head i'm thinking like oh those don't match but then like you Google the percent, and I'm like, oh well, shit, maybe it, maybe that's just how it is. But I'm
0: like, your distribute your your distribution company does. Uh, have certain things in in there, which is why DistroKid is so good because DistroKid doesn't actually take take a percentage of the royalties. TuneCore and uh, CD Baby and all the other ones they take a, take they take a percentage, a percentage right. which, is, which is why it's a lower rate up front to to, to like register songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, DistroKid, you might I think you pay like a monthly fee with with DistroKid. No, dude, DistroKid,
2: not to cut you off. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, dude.
0: DistroKid is literally we pay. Um,
2: so there's there's a uh, it's twenty or twenty-five dollar. No, like literally a year. Twenty or twenty-five bucks or thirty-five bucks for a year, and you can up. I think for the thirty-five, which is what we have, um, you can have. You can be multiple artists. That's
0: what it is. Yeah,
2: and like literally, I could have five different acts upload as many albums as I want to for thirty-five
0: a month. I mean, thirty-five a year, not 35 a month. A year. Oh wow, that's which wild. is insane, dude. Because CD like Baby crazy. charges you for a yearly thing. I'm pretty sure then they charge you per. Upload too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like $20 or something per song. That's what I'm saying.
2: DistroKid like, and I only, I found out about it um, from a buddy of mine, Gary. Um, he plays in a, a punk band down in uh, Orlando and he mentioned it to me and um, he, he plays in a band called Pangolin and he was like, yo, um, you got to check out DistroKid. And this was like, I don't know, over two years ago when we first started when we released different man was our first song we released. Um, and that's how I found out about it. And it's just been awesome, man. Yeah, like, it's super easy. And which is what I like. I think um, I'm going to go with them. Probably not the next time around
1: greenhouse did too. District Be district tomorrow. Actually, you can nice. also do
2: the which CD baby probably offers this too. I'm sure. But the synced lyrics, which I haven't done just yet because I recently got a new computer, um, but it's like you play your song and you press the space bar like on the lyrics. And so then whenever like you're on an Instagram story. That's how people's lyrics pop up. Oh, oh okay. interesting! I didn't know that. Like you recording yourself on Instagram and the lyrics come up. No, you yeah, can, yeah, yeah, You can make your own songs do that
1: too. You just have to do that service.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: which huh. is cool. It's cool. It lo- it looks cool for uh, sure. I sat
0: there and wrote fucking for hours lyric videos for our stuff. Like I could just got into CD Baby and just press the space bar. It's all
1: a learning experience, right? Yeah, I
0: guess. Um. All right, so I'm curious. Uh, so you mentioned a producer on this album. Yeah. Uh, what What was his name again? Josh Cobb. Um, Josh Cobb. Yeah, so uh, he runs Rotbot
2: Studios, um, Based out
0: of Jacksonville, or
2: yeah, it's not. Uh, I don't. It's not too far from here. Um, it's uh, in Riverside. Okay. Yep. Sweet. So it's um, like right around the corner from, uh, or not far from, like European Street and stuff. Right okay. Around like that, that little pocket right there. Yeah. Um, it's super sick, man. Like he just, uh, he just upgraded his whole studio. I mean, he's like a, like he built the studio at his house, dude. And it's like, like, it's like a house, but it's a studio in his backyard. and It's awesome, man. Um, and what's so cool is, um, I started working with Josh with my old band. Um, and then when that split, uh, and I'm being vague right now so we can cut into that later. Yeah. Um, but like I had several other projects or even just features, like even if like I've had people do a project and they're like, Hey Dustin, do you want to sing on this or whatever? Um, or, uh and i and i've just been working with josh for so long man he's awesome uh i think the good thing and I've worked with different producers it's just i've worked with him the longest and the cool thing about him uh for anybody who wants somewhere to go record like i'm telling you like he's he's a beast the good thing about him is like he gets what you're going for right out the gate like he's so versatile with different genres like i've worked with people before that I have to sit there and explain the idea so damn much that I'm just like <sighs> yeah like totally. and they don't get it i'm just like look fuck it like i the idea is cool but it's not cool now like it was cool but yeah. you ruined it like yeah no, you totally. killed the hype of it like i don't even care anymore totally. <laughs> um you know like and, and and dude i've thought about it before i'm like i wonder how many good ideas like went down the drain because i just couldn't convey what i was trying to convey to the fucking producer like yeah, you know true. like this is what i'm trying to say man you know um and the good thing about josh like yeah he just he he listens he takes it in and he's like all right i get it um, and it's cool. And he's all about he is all about making songs sound big. Yeah. You know, which sometimes maybe that's not what you want. Sometimes I to be like Josh. I'm not going for that, you know. Yeah. Uh, or whatever. And and uh, but but he, he he really listens and he just understands. Um, and I and he, another thing with Josh, too, is like um, I've went in there before. This was before I was doing band stuff. <clears throat> And if I didn't have a buddy that was available for that day, like with a guitar solo, he's an amazing guitarist. So I'd just be like, hey, man, just just do a solo. Nice, like, man. That's just, awesome. Just just play bass on it because you're going to do it better than I will kind
0: of thing. So, yeah.
2: So it's sick, man.
0: That's awesome, man. Um, so how much of a role do you play in a lot of the uh, production ideas as far as like, you know, little things like, hey, we want reverb on this guitar here. Like, you know, just a little. Um, kind of
2: stuff. He he played a a a, um, a decent role. I mean, a lot of our songs, as far as structure, were self-produced for the most part. Um, but he has a lot of he he had a lot of ideas as far as like uh, he definitely helped us with harmonies um, because everybody typically wants to go to the third, but you know you can you know there's all these like weird harmonies and you can do different intricate harmonies. He's good at figuring the cool what I call the cool harmonies out. You know, it's like oh man, I wouldn't have thought to do that one. Yeah. Or if you do multiple ones, um, uh, the other the other good thing that uh, the other thing that he's really good at is, um, you know we we didn't record this uh, to tape or whatever. You know it was obviously it was like individually tracked. Yeah. And uh, but he did a good job at recording and mixing in a way that, especially on some songs, that it does sound like we all just pressed record and did it. Yeah. And th- and that was one thing that we wanted. We were really going for. Um, like there was a there's a song on the record nothing on you you know there was definitely uh some uh, black crows vibes going on that song you know yeah yeah and and, and and with the tone of the guitar and stuff like that and um so he did he did a good job at uh helping helping with the tone of everything and and um as far as structure though I'm trying I'm sitting here that's why I'm fumbling my words because I'm trying to think of if there was like A specific uh, part of a song I can think of, and I can't think of one where he just straight up wrote it or anything like that. Yeah, but he definitely, he definitely will give you like one thing about Josh for anyone listening, knowing like if you're thinking about going to record with him, uh, he's very blunt, and that's one thing I like. Yeah, it, it, it. Sometimes I'm like, motherfucker, you know? (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) But, but that's what I like about him is because he'll push the best out of me. And um, I can be very stubborn. I can be very uh, this is this is the right way because I said it kind of thing. I can be like that sometimes. And uh, and and Josh, um, he does a good job at tastefully being like, hey, man, uh, I know you think that sounds good, but uh, yeah, no. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. <you> know? <laughs> that's, Don't do that that's and, and for their job. That's got to be hard. Like I've, I've told Josh that before. I'm like, man, that that's a that's a skill in itself, knowing how to uh, let someone down easy.
0: That's part of. I'm th- pretty good at that. Yeah,
1: letting people down easy. Yeah, yeah. I would say. But do you think that uh, he's more of a producer like that or an engineer?
2: No, 100%. Josh is a producer. Okay, cool. Which is which is, um, and I won't I won't get into like pricing and stuff like that. But like. Um, I will say you get what
0: you pay for with Josh. I will yeah. leave it at that. Um, that's what a producer is supposed to be doing though. Like, they they they, they like, they're supposed to push you to get the best out of you. Yeah. And then also they're, they're there to lend an ear for like, you know, a third party perspective on the tunes and give you like different ideas. Not even necessarily arrange stuff, but just give you an idea of like, hey, I think it'd be cool to put delay in the vocal here. Yeah. Or, I think, absolutely you know, like, that kind of stuff. And you I know? think
2: it's I, I think when you when you walk into like one thing that he does, like before you before you get there Like, you discuss the song that you're going to record. I've sent Josh the shittiest uh, known-to-man, like, voice memo recordings, right? (laughs) But him being a producer, and I've worked with him so long that I used to be like, I don't want to send this because it's not good, but, like, I've known him for so long that it's like, he knows what I'm thinking, and I know he can hear through the mess-ups. And that's what he'll tell you, too. He's like, I encourage that. Like, send me that because – and then – off of the scratch track He uses that to build a scratch track um, I mean you go in and redo a scratch track But he, he kind of uses that to help him with a scratch track That's part of his process Yeah, yeah. And he can go ahead and start getting ideas So when you come in It's cool because uh, He also And this is another thing he does he, He'll ask you like What artist do you think this, so- this song Like this song's style is Like not Not Like necessarily like The genre But like sound wise Like sonically And I'll listen to like you know, let's say I hear a Gary Clark Jr. or whatever song, and I'm like, I like the way the kick is in that, and I think that kick type of kick would be cool in this, and he picks up on all that. So normally when we roll up, like, he's got his coffee, and that song's already blaring. Like, he's already got it playing through the speakers. Oh, that's awesome. And, and he kind of, like, he catches the vibe from that, and he's like, okay, how do I take your song, even if it's, and especially if it's a different genre, that's even more, like,
0: props to him for being able to do that. And he
2: gets that vibe from whatever you're doing that's awesome Does that makes sense yeah the totally. way i explain that okay. yeah
0: totally totally man that's awesome you know what's so
1: weird is that we've been talking about uh recording a lot with people uh and and i've always I've always uh I've never been in a room with a producer uh, telling them like what to do but bandmates kind of do the same thing with like because you can only rec- well that's not true you can record more than one person at a time most of the time it's one person in the studio and the other person in the listening room or engineering room and then you tell them what to do but I've always just wanted to be there and just see what a producer is doing and and anyways. it's
2: it's the whole thing like um I've never seen. It. I've never. I've recorded. I've recorded. Recorded. <laughs> recorded. Um, I've recorded um, an EP before. This is like way long ago when I was young, and it was. Uh, it was interesting because it was. Ju- it was actually at a uh, Vision Sound. Do You remember that place? I don't even know if that still plays. I feel like I've Orlando? heard of it before. It's it's uh, in Orlando, in Orange Park.
0: Orange Park. Yeah, yeah. I've heard uh, of it. I think I Chris Richard was
2: talking about that place on the show a while back ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we recorded an EP there in my old band a long time ago. Like long time ago. And uh, it was interesting because we had an engineer. Like, there wasn't a producer. Yeah. It was just an engineer. And the sucky part about that is, like, that person's not gonna, like, their job is not to all the stuff that we're talking about. That is true. Like, it's just like, hey, man, this is the amp you brought in. Cool. We'll get a good tone. Like, we'll get, they'll make sure, you know, you get a good tone on everything. But other than that, it's like they just press, press the big red button and right. they're like, this is what the fuck you got. You want it to sound better, be better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, <laughs> like yeah, You know
1: what I'm saying? That is true, though, because that's, that's the way that I, we've ever always recorded with uh, uh, Jason's. Sadewe, so, so yeah. So, so so uh, Anyways, uh, uh, but yeah, he'll just be like, whatever you want, dude. Yeah. He, he will always give his like tone of like, what what would you do? But like, if there's any pushback at all, he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, maybe we need like mm-hmm. Stonewall to be like, no. Do this. I know it will sound better. Yeah, it's definitely that's
0: definitely been what we do. It like like with our stuff is it's completely self produced, and we have like yeah. the engineer I've worked with for a long time, and he's a great engineer because mm-hmm. there's, that's a whole different skill set—not just pushing the buttons, but also knowing how to just be in the room with people and just kind of being a fly on the wall versus like you know yeah. trying to like step in as a producer, right? Uh, so um, he's very he was very good with that kind of stuff, but it's always it's been for sure like. We're all listening to the, to what's going on, and then we're putting our input, and then the mixing, the master, or at least with the mixing, I was I was there for like every step of the mixing. Mm-hmm. We're we say, hey man, I don't like this part here. Bring this part up. Do this. Do yeah, that. Do this, do you it. know what I mean? It's like so. It was definitely a completely self-produced record on our part, but yeah, but, I mean,
2: but I think that's cool, man. I think I think producers get a bad, um, not producers, but the act of having a producer, should I say, gets a bad rep because. Um, like, me, for example, like, again, especially when I was younger, it was a lot worse. Like, I was I was very, like, my song is my song. This yeah. is my baby. Like, yeah. I don't want anyone to touch it. Like, I created this shit. Like, leave it alone. Like, I want it. This is how I did it. I want it out in the world. Um, And what I learned was, like. Just like with anything, it helps to have an outside perspective. Yeah. Because if when you're in a band, or let's say you're not in a band, you're just a solo artist, whatever, even if you're a solo artist, there is a good chance, not always, definitely not always, but there's a good chance, like you've shown your song to some friend, like, and got your homie's perspective. Like, a lot of times a producer is just a more educated version of that. Yeah. yeah. Unless time. your friend is just also a producer or musician obviously. But like if you're just showing like a random friend a song, like which I think is a good as a side note, I think is a great thing when you're when you're recording songs, show someone who isn't a musician, don't say shit, just see what their first initial reaction is. Because if their first n- initial reaction is like freaking out, then you know that that's what the general audience perspective will be right because if they're not a musician like it kills me like (laughs) i'm gonna go on a rant for a second here there's so many musicians and artists that like pay too much attention to uh and it kills i've had this conversation so many times with different friends they're like uh man i can't play that because like a guitarist will laugh at me or i'm like i don't give a shit like what another musician like it's cool to impress another musician but i'm like my general audience 80% 80% of them or 90% of them isn't a musician. Right. So like, I'm not shooting for that. You know, if pe like, like I was telling someone today, like again, going back to Gary Hart jr. Like I'm a big fan and I seen, um, a comment one time on YouTube where someone was like, just dog a couple comments actually, um, where people were like dogging him because he only plays in a certain scale or whatever. And I was like, Dude, everything I do in music comes back to one question. Does it sound good? Yeah. I don't give a shit about theory. I don't care about rules. I don't care because I went to music because it doesn't have rules. Yeah. Like, that's why music is cool to me. That's why I grew up skateboarding because no rules. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, and I'm not knocking theory or anything like that. Like, it's cool to know those things, but I think that they can also be a hindrance to a cert- to cert- some certain degree. Yeah. Like, for me, it's just like, yo does it sound cool does it sound good and does it move me if it moves me i don't care what anyone said about it like i feel it and if i feel it it's right to me right and nine times out of ten half the battle is if you feel that shit on stage they're gonna feel it in the audience right you know what i'm saying so anyways i had to go on a rant there because i just i I, so many like my old band like like we used to have these conversations where it's like we were a pop punk band and it was like um and we were in the vein of like Newfound Glory, I guess, and stuff like that. And it was like, we can't do this because this isn't pop punk enough. I was like,
3: who cares? Yeah, you
2: know what I mean. Like, we had we just had fun playing it. Yeah. Like, like if we all hated it, that's a diff- obviously we didn't like it. Fuck it, scrap it. But like, if we're in the room and every one of us liked it. That's an extension of who we are and what we like. Who cares if it's...
1: I get I get a lot of kickback because a lot of my songs have uh, four on the floor beat like, nth, nth, and it's like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, our drummer and most everybody else in our band is like, it's just the same thing over and over again. I'm like, everyone fucking loves it, though. So shut up. Yeah.
0: But there's Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a thing though. No, when there's it's not really a thing. Every just like you said, if song, everybody
1: likes it though. Yeah. Oh see, look at this. When it's every song, about when, music, when every song come. is like, He's like that? A it just box. sounds it, You are trying to just put me in a box that I can't even
0: No, I'm trying to sand. expand your horizons. No. I'm trying to allow, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to open your mind to new possibilities because no. it doesn't have to be four on I'm the floor. you s-
1: You're trying to smother me. It, it, it's different. You're it's stifling me. Yeah. <laughs> it <creates> so <laughs> me. it's it's definitely I am squid I, I, on out of here, dude. I, yeah, please do.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, this thing's so uh, damn I It's the biggest dad joke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: just made that
4: joke.
0: Can yeah, we that's just that's that actually, the actually whole, happened. The whole setup was for the squid. So there's an aspect. Perspective of what you're saying that I agree with. Yeah, uh, there's the other. There's like this other side of it though, and I think that it's not really even disagreeing. It's just kind of building on more what you're saying. Yeah. Where there's there's people that use theory as like as the the structure like a roadmap. It's, yeah, like which 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 is. Cool. Like using the, like, that's what that's what theory is. It's a roadmap, right? Yeah. But it doesn't mean that there's not all these hidden paths along the way. Yeah, yeah you can like, take
2: and, and I wasn't and saying like I think knowing I knowing theory is awesome. Like I want that to be understood. Like I don't I don't <laughs> because I suck. But I think it's cool. <laughs> I think it's cool to know um, stuff like that. I, I think my point was more just like saying, like I've played with people before where and I won't name names or anything but I've played with people before and I've did something that to me sounded cool and they were like you can't do that. Right, that's the problem. And I was like, yeah, like like okay, take a band Again, I I don't know hardly anything about theory. But I am pretty sure that a band like Rage Against the Machine, yeah, didn't give a shit about that. Like yeah, to pro- some degree cuz they did like likely. some crazy they did sounds that were just like so like the stuff he did with his guitar was just like Dude, you're breaking all kinds of rules right now.
0: Like, right? Like, or maybe I'm
2: crazy, but...
0: No, there's there's definitely... I mean, Tom Morello probably knows his shit, but there's there, there's a thing where where you can... Like, for me, for instance, right? Like, I spent a lot of time... For a long time, I didn't know any of that stuff. Like, I just didn't... I was just guessing, yeah. right? I never took lessons or anything. I just read... I started reading books and, like, learned about it. Uh-huh. And then what, what started happening was the creativity didn't go away. Right. I, it's, I, I still look, I, I still always try and find like the best way to play something or, th- or like just try and listen to see what, what wants to be played. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, but then there's other times where I'm stuck on something and I can't figure, like, I don't know where to go. Yeah. That's when I go into that moment. Okay. Well, yeah, what that can I sense. do yeah. here? Right.
1: It's a tool. Yeah.
0: I'm going to be honest. Like yeah. I'm literally writing a song like literally right now and I'm
2: trying to write a course and Again, full disclosure: I'm way more of a vocalist than I am a guitar player. Sure. Um, I grew up playing drums, so I can definitely, I can definitely hold it down with rhythm and stuff like that. Um, but there are times where I can sing, I can sing what I want to do, but I don't know the chord that goes with. You're halfway there, but what I'm doing? Yeah, you know I'm I saying?
1: mean, you got the notes. You just got to figure out the, what them notes are. So, so I don't <laughs> want this to think. Yeah, yeah, I don't want
2: this to think. I don't want this to come across like I'm like knocking theory because I'm not. No, of no. course. I, I'm just like. I think it's cool to just let something be. Like if you do it and it sounds cool and everyone in the room is in agreement, like it it happened. You yeah, know what I mean? I like agree. there's no like and, and I, um and again, it is cool to have like like by by all means, like if you're going from the whole perspective of just playing from and I'm gonna go back on not go back on what I said, but just dial it back a little bit to get more context like if you're playing just for the general audience let's be honest the general audience is not go- the, you know Joe Schmo walking down the street he's not going to hear what any of us would hear the way we would hear it because we play music he doesn't Right.
1: I, just, I would say yes, but more of the fact they wouldn't be able to define or explain right. what it is What it doing. is, But they'll notice that it's complicated or something. It's like, holy fuck, remember, see this part? Of this is way yeah, different yeah, yeah, than yeah, yeah. I ever heard. Yeah, so okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit of disagree with you, but keep going. No, 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 no. I, that's, that's what this is, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Why, just, that's we're we're just what the just podcast ta- ta- just is, just right? It's a couple kids hanging out when you boil it down. We're just yeah. talking. <laughs> when, you, when you boil it down. Yeah, we just yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> Well, no, did you boil squid? I'm not a lobster, dude.
0: Yeah, you can boil squid, bro.
1: Wow, bro! Bo- I got tentacles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, no, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, <laughs> that I, I, wasn't a setup
1: for that joke. But but like, <laughs> I'm just gonna go. with it. Yeah, it was a setup. Was yeah, a setup. <laughs> you did it on purpose. Uh, uh,
2: own it, dude.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so stupid. You have the bourbon over there, dude. Bro. At this yeah, point, yeah. if you can own that fucking costume, you can own the joke. All yeah, right. Okay, cool. Well, i stupid. <laughs> I'll think of some more
2: dad
1: seafood jokes. I, um, I
0: agree with you, though, bro. Like, I, I believe that there's a lot of people out there that use theory as. Like the end all be all, right? And that's the problem. Yeah, jazz. No, theory is the exact opposite of that.
1: Oh, I thought you were saying that you agree that jazz is a problem.
0: No, 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 jazz is not. Jazz doesn't use theory as the end all be all. You need to stop jazz. Uh, Okay, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but like as long if like, I think that if you understand it and can use it as a tool when you need it, versus letting it, and then also still get as creative as you possibly can. But Moderation, though. right? Exactly. And that's I think I think yeah. that's what a lot of bands do. You know, they're like
2: if you have someone that gets like super, super uh, insanely knowledgeable and they're just like music nerd, you know, like like they know all the stuff, left and rights, everything with music. Not. And again, that's awesome. Like, I think I legitimately respect that. Um, but I have played with some of those players and it's like, dude, you're hitting all the notes but I don't feel anything that you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're hitting, you're melting my face in the sense of what you're playing, but there's no feeling to it. Cause you're just, it's like, it's like, you're just reading a book Yeah. You know, with your hands. Like you're just going, all right, this is what I do right now. But there's no, like, there's no feeling, not all the time. Obviously I'm speaking generally, but, um, and then there's like, I've played with musicians that think, Every single time you play a certain thing, it has to be the most complicated, like, thing on earth. And it's like, dude, we don't have to, like, you know, it doesn't have to be a Picasso painting every time. Like, sometimes, like, I just want to hear something simple. But then sometimes that can get boring.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I
2: think I think that's the, for me, at least throughout my years of songwriting, and I'm just Dustin. Like, I'm not saying, you know, I'm just, what who who am I? But... In my opinion, I think knowing how to like pick your moments um I've used this example a lot with people and, and I've said this saying for for a few years now. It's like if everyone shines at the same time, it's too fucking bright. Ooh. yeah you I can't look that. at it right
1: That's great, man.
2: That's that's your boy. Right. Yeah. Copyright. Quote. Trademark. take Trademark. Like my shit. Yeah. I, love <laughs> I, like well, I
1: think uh, an even better point is uh, those artists that have like find that thin line where they have all this crazy music theory that gets all the attraction of musicians and then also aren't dense enough to, uh, you know, scare away the general audience. Like uh, uh, like Bruno Mars's new stuff, oh, like yeah. Dua Lipa or, or uh, even Volpec, really, where it's just like this is incredible. But at the same time, it's so simple and digestible. That's what you got to do. If you if you it's can balance, if, man. If you it's balanced, man. It's balancing act. You that it, but like when it's just like just the craziest things you've ever heard it's 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 incredible to witness as a musician, but at the same time you're like I'm not I am not Dude, my this favorite at a party or something. My yeah, favorite yeah, musicians
2: like yeah. like some of my like you don't have to be exceptionally good Guitar, you don't even have to be exceptionally good at singing to write a song that captures someone. Of course, dude, Johnny Cash was incredible. He was not that great of a singer. Let's be real about it. Yeah. Or a guitar player, for that matter.
1: I'd say Jim Morrison's even better example of that because Jim Morrison was not an incredible singer, but he wrote some fucking incredible songs. I will say. Yeah. But it,
2: but it captured you. You yeah, feel Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm yeah, yeah. And anyways, I well, could go on a rant about that all day. No, there
0: there because because the, the the real captivating thing about any artist is just that it's the artistry it's not about the talent all the time right mm-hmm. there's a talent in being an artist and like that's the full scope of the thing like being out being good enough to where you can you know get the the job of you know singing or playing guitar done right but like there's this other thing there's this x factor right yeah. that comes with being the artist like that, that that just nobody can really explain it's like why is jim morrison why? Why did he get as famous as he did? Wasn't that great of a singer? His his lyrics were okay, but the, he had, he has certain kind of charisma about him, right? Yeah, he's a front man. Yeah, and he's it's like
1: one too shabby to look at.
0: That, yeah, all he's those things, boy. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh Johnny Cash is another guy, right? Like a guy who's not, not super talented or of a singer, right? Didn't even really write that uh any songs, but just had a certain charisma about him and it and, 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 yeah, and his that voice was, key. was, so, that and, was key. And, his, and his voice was so unique to, yeah. to to what he did. It was different. Yeah. It
2: wasn't just his song, like 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 you have a lot of artists who who um whether they do this consciously or subconsciously or you know, whatever, but their charisma or their um their style like just them as a person like let alone from the songs becomes a whole brand in itself yeah exactly cash's attitude was what made people like him because it was just like like and i don't even like all of johnny cash's songs but it's just like a lot of the stuff i've heard it's just like it's like dude you're fucking cool like you know what i mean like the way he did stuff it was just like it was so especially back then when people weren't like now you shoot someone a bird, it's like, oh, just go ahead and say fuck you, man. Like, you know, it's not that crazy. But like back then, it was like, it was like, what, what was it? The, um, was it Folsom Prison? It was live at Folsom Prison mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. When like the front of the record is just, you know, it's like the famous poster. It's everywhere. But like he's shooting the
1: bird, and it's yeah. just like,
2: that was so badass back then. And
1: he was like an all black. Yeah. Like,
2: who fucking goes plays a prison dude? That's fucking
1: awesome. It's yeah. Hard, right. like, yeah. It's hard to like separate that from the music too, because when you hear that song or you hear that album, you're like, you're thinking about like everything that has to do with Johnny cash and everything. that's why I want to see like, I don't know, somebody on another planet or something like that. Be like, here's the first time you ever hear Johnny cash. What do you think? And then what would they think?
2: Yeah. But that, but, but but attaching, attaching imagery to, and we could go on a whole different podcast about that. Just branding, but attaching imagery to, what people are hearing sonically which obviously that's music videos or anything pictures whatever like that goes into branding and marketing and it's so fucking important like yeah, it yeah. Is. because people <clears throat> nowadays i have to be able to visually see what i'm trying to attach myself to i need to see something right um and 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 that's what's so cool with people like Johnny Cash, or just any of the any of the like those type of people, man. Those people that are just larger than life. Like it's like their whole persona is like they have a whole thing. Bruno Mars is another person. Like mm-hmm. Bruno Mars, his entire style, which is like this funk soul thing, especially like lately. Um, and then he has the what's the group? Uh, Supersonic. Silk Sonic, yeah. So, or Silk Sonic, yeah. um, With um, Anderson Park. Anderson Paak, yeah. who is so tight. Yeah, he's but so amazing. But anyways, like. Like, though, but and him too, Anderson Park. like, they have a style that is just like, it's not just about the music you're, you're writing. Like, now
0: your style is a whole part of the mix Yeah, it's a too. whole brand. It's yeah. a whole thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, um, but it's, anyways, it's an aspect, of, it's an aspect of, uh, of, of this industry that I think a lot of people, that aren't in those places like New York or LA don't think about as much, you know what I mean? Because it's just not as like important in a lot of ways. So I'm curious with this album, have you thought about that and how, like was there a strategy to like kind of bring it to market and did you have like a, like a follow up strategy for when it came out and um, how do you, how do you, have you tied in your vision for the thing into the music?
2: So honestly, to be complete, the, to just put it out there, uh, the, the strategy that was initially, um, Put in play changed when when the lineup, when we dispersed, um, I was faced with a decision of, uh, uh, you know, uh, and, and in it, and it like we're all still cool. I just want that to be out there. Like yeah. it, it's all good, whatever. Um, but uh, whenever that happened, I was put in, a, in an interesting position because the record was not released at that point. So I could have just been like, OK. Take these songs, like, just write and do some new stuff. Obviously, we had already put thousands of dollars and all kinds of time and money and energy into writing this record. And, and again, like, it was like two years or something, because then you had COVID and that, like, killed everything. So it was just like it just releasing this record just took for fucking ever um, longer than it should have, to be honest. But it ended up being better thing. But getting back to uh, your question, um, I think, uh, <laughs> wait. <laughs> What was your question again? So,
0: That's well, my train of thought, dude. <laughs> no, no, I'm curious. it on his costume, dude yeah. it threw me off. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was getting hot. I had to take it off. <laughs> yeah,
0: sorry. you're very distracting over there, Bill. I'm I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know who you me.
2: were. Like, I, I, <laughs> I know. You know, I do I'm half at, the podcast with one person, and now
0: you're a different person. Well, my
1: hair is about <laughs> as red as his damn suit. So yeah, I was just about out. to say that actually. <laughs> but no, sorry. Getting uh, back to no, <laughs> it's
0: okay. Um, so, so it's just we were talking about the marketing, the planning, all that stuff. So when we
2: first started, like I'd said earlier like we had released some singles. Right. So the idea was and this is like this is a standard, you know, you can Google this like YouTube or whatever. It's a pretty standard uh, strategy, Um, but it's you release a single. You wait however long you release another single, typically six to eight weeks um, or four to six weeks, depending on how quick you're trying to ramp it up. Each single gets its own marketing plan. Like each single is its own entity and project. Um, And then once you get you know, X amount of songs, you can release a record. That was my idea. Release four or five songs. Right. And then release the record and it be in market it as in like already, you know, what songs you already know and love featuring six new songs you've never heard before. Like that kind of thing. Right. Like that's what I was going for. And, and I'm going to be honest, like a lot of the shit, I was just kind of trying, this was our first record. So I'm just trying it. You know what I mean? Um, I was never the guy in my old band that ever handled any of that stuff. So a lot of these roles that I, especially now, um, Cause now I'm like, I make every decision now. Um, you know, I, I, lead the band, I, I book, I manage, I do everything at this point. Um, for a little while we were with a management company that's been put on hold or whatever. So, um, so it's just, I've just been handling all of that. Um, and to go real quick, cause I heard Mike that when y'all were talking to Mikey, like you can never respect it truly until you've done it. Yeah. 1000% correct. Yeah. Right? Like, Like, uh, shout out to Wayne Cannon. Um, that was our, our old bass player. Um, I I will give him props, man. He did a lot of, lot of work, a lot of groundwork, um, before, before it transferred to me. So, uh, thanks for that, dude. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, the strategy changed because like I said, I was in a position where I was like, oh shit, what do I do? Um, so just to get it out there, I've been sitting on these songs for a while. I was like, I just kind of was like tired, man exhausted i was like look i just want to release this but i still needed a few more songs and there was some acoustic songs that one i'd been sitting on for a long time uh with a different recording and i was like well i re-recorded it and then they were really meaningful songs to me uh, to these the two acoustic songs on the record um both true stories so uh yeah i just said screw it let's do it let's put it out there um i think this weekend i'll be getting up with a good buddy of mine who helps me with marketing and stuff and um I'll be running ads and stuff like that. Oh um, yeah, well, we just recorded a music video this past Sunday. Okay, actually. cool. Yeah, yeah. Pl- uh, when do you plan on releasing that um, yet? I don't have a date without giving too. Well, screw giving too much away. Whatever. <laughs> we did it. We did. We did the video. Um, I'm very excited. I don't want to give too many details, but uh, it is about. It's the song "Since You Left" on the record. Okay. Um, I'll give that. That'll be my teaser on your okay. podcast. Y'all right. it first here. But, um, it's a song about my granddad when he passed away. Um, ironically enough, I had recorded that song, uh, with Josh Cobb, same, same guy that did the record. Um, since you left in bad Seed, So both acoustic songs in the record were recorded with different people, not Josh Cobb. Okay. Um, with COVID going on and everything, and then I was in a time crunch and he was booked. I kind of just like, I have two other friends that record, um, but I did since you left with uh, Jared Jordan of J Oh Studios. yeah, we just said them in the podcast recently. Yeah yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I did. I did um, since you left uh, with him. He did a great job with it. Um, so shout out Jared. Uh, so I went and c- recorded that song with him, and um, I had well, I did that song, and then I did Bad Seed. With a buddy of mine, Michael Taylor. I don't know if you've ever heard
0: his name. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I know him or not, but that's a great song that I really like that one a lot. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Lyrics are great. Thanks. Yeah, I'll explain that song's meaning in a
2: second. So, The Since You Left was about my granddad passing, and we did a video this past Sunday, and it's really cool, man. Um, I'm really, really excited. Uh, I actually have a necklace on here that. So, You'll you'll see all of this in the video. Um, so without giving too much away, it's a string. My wife made me this necklace and it's a string from my granddad's guitar. Cool. Um, so it's 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 really cool. Like very cool. We did a lot of. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's we. We're, I don't know. Hopefully in the next month, ish, a month, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of editing to do on this video yeah. because of the style of video that we chose to do. It's a pro, like it's a lot.
1: Um, Is, was it like a live performance kind of video music video or uh or has it got a story no well it's it's more of a documentary
2: type feel to okay. it, I guess um, I'll just leave it at that okay. I don't want to give, I don't give too much yeah right. for sure for sure for sure but yeah um, I'm excited to see it yeah yeah uh, uh, and then Bad Seed um, that song man I'll give you a backstory on that song um, So I wrote that song in a hotel room in Savannah. Uh, My sister was in ICU. That's what the song's about. Um, That my sister dated this guy for a while, um, and at four in the morning, I had gotten a call. I think it was yeah, it was four four thirty in the morning. It was from my mom's friend, Um, and at the time, first of all, I'm waking up at four thirty in the morning, so I'm just fucking out of it. And I see that my mom's friends calling me. I'm like, that can't be good. You know what I mean? Like, one, she never calls me, and two, why would she be calling me at this time? Um, she's like, call your mom. Your sister got hit by a truck. Your sister oh got gosh, ran over. Man. Like, ran over. Sorry to hear that, man. So I'm like, holy shit. I'm freaking out. Uh, my wife, ha- my wife woke up from the sound of me just like basically hyperventilating in the living room because I don't know. Like, I think she's dead. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, I call my mom. She can't even talk. It's so like, okay. So I literally just like, I'm like, I'm out. And I drove to Georgia. Um, and then my sister got life flighted from Jessup, Georgia, which is where I'm from. Very small country town. Yeah. She got life flighted from there to Savannah to the trauma center. Um, what ended up happening, the reason why she got ran over is her ex-boyfriend, uh, beat the shit out of her. Um, and then ran her over with his truck.
1: Oh my God. And then
2: backed back over her What with the, the truck. hell dude? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I've told this story, uh, on stage a couple times, but not like in super, super, like, because you're on stage, obviously. So I don't want to, like, you know, do too big of a soapbox. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was, it was crazy, man. She, um, I don't even, I, I can't even name all of her injuries. I know she broke every bone in her hand, had to have, like, a complete total bone realignment surgery. Good Lord. Eight broken ribs, broken scapula, oh two God. punctured lungs. Um, her eye was, a uh, hemoglobin. What do you call it when someone, like when someone gets punched in the eye and it looks like blood,
0: so hemoglobin or whatever. Hemoglobin, it's like yeah, yeah, it's like an internal bleeding yeah. thing. Yeah, yep. her eye was like
2: that and blackened, um, busted lip, hematoma. So it's yeah, called. hematoma. Yeah, yeah. Um, ruptured uh, spleen. Um, uh, who knows how many pulled bones or not pulled bones, pulled uh, fucking ligaments and stuff, and pulled muscles and stuff. And dude, it was crazy. And uh, she almost died, so it was super crazy. And so um, I was in Savannah. Uh, I was probably only ten minutes from the hotel room and i wrote that song in like 30 like maybe 30 minutes like lyrics and all like the Whoa. Most And when i went to record it um i made a a big uh uh interesting decision to not put regular drums but I was 808 kicks was gonna say that yeah and and it was it was an interesting decision um i i, I popped in my head and uh we kind of touched on this earlier but i grew up doing um i grew up doing hip-hop uh I I brief backstory. I I did poetry as a kid. I didn't know it was poetry. I just knew that I don't, I don't party or drink or anything. And I made that decision at an early age. Um, that, so I haven't drank or even tasted alcohol since I was like 14. So Damn. like, um, it was just, I don't know, seeing some bad shit as a kid and was like, fuck that. I can't do, you know, but I'm cool. I can, I can be around it and shit. I'm not whatever. But, uh, so anyways, um, I, uh, I keep losing my train of thought. I like 808 kick. 808 yeah. So the 808, sorry, man, are you good? <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Um, because I grew up doing hip hop. And so I always wanted to like, eventually come back to that at some point, you know? And that was, that was a risky decision to put that on this record. Cause I was like, there's only two ways. Like people are going to love that. I put an 808 on this or people are going to be like, you're a band. Why did you do this? Yeah. And I was just like, I took that whole, like what I was saying earlier I write music for people, I do, but I write music for me first because it's therapeutic for me. And then if you relate to that, cool. If you don't, that's fine too. I'm sure there's other artists you can relate to, but for me, I was like I have to make this decision for this decision for me. And my buddy Michael uh he did it and dude, it just right when we heard it, we were like this is cool. Like some people aren't going to like it, but I dig it and let's just do it and 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 i did it and i think the cool thing about going real quick to gold rush the reason why there was strategy and how that record came about like it wasn't by chance that that record is a mix of different genres i like a lot of different genres so if you want to continue doing that how do you do it you make a record that opens a lot of doors right you make a record that allows you, like, okay, now if I do another song with 808, people aren't going to be completely like, what the fuck? Right. You're like, well, you he set did it on standard, Gold Rush. the standard, right. He yeah. did it on Gold Rush, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, that's what that song's about. So it was super heavy. Like, um, first couple times we played that song and since you left on stage, the song about my granddad, like, I couldn't even. I was just, like, fucking boo-hooing yeah, on course. stage. you that's know. Good. But I just let it roll, you know? Like, when you're on stage, what are you going to do? You just yeah. keep going, you know? Well, uh, yeah, I, mean, I Not th- to get all heavy,
0: but... No, no, no. That, no, that, no that, that's uh, awesome to hear the backstory about it, man. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's, it's a great album. I love it. I think everyone should go check it out for sure if you haven't by now. It's really just an amazing record. So, Thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate that. Do you think yeah, we man.
1: could show one of, uh, that song? What's the name of that song, again, with the 808?
0: Uh, Bad Seed.
1: Bad Seed. Is there any way we could uh, play that song on the podcast?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's
1: not got a music video or anything, does it?
2: No. we uh We should have one that that's probably again i'm giving out all these like oh uh, yeah that's right that's right no you're good you're good no you're good i'm giving out all these uh spoiler alerts uh we will be doing a video for that song okay
1: Okay. well let's listen to uh uh bad seed by Dustin Monk and the hustle off of gold 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 rush yeah here it is They say love can hurt
3: But not like this The man that you once thought he was well that all went to shit We almost saw sure But he lost himself You've seen the devil in his eyes As he turned that place hell. The way the picture frames your heart's desires, some it can't be saved, they belong to the fire, bad seed, I hope your heart bleeds, and it kills you from Say love. house desires, no one here can save me, I belong to the fire, I'm a bad seed, so when you pass me, just kill me from the inside out, I'm a bad seed, you'll never change me,
0: What an amazing song, ladies and gentlemen! I loved it, bud. Hundred percent. I really do. That, that that was one of the notes that I made about about the song. It was some of the songs that that, I, that really stuck out to me, and I noticed that you made that decision on that. Not that, and I was just like, yeah, oh, that's cool. That you use the eight hundred eight kick on this. It yeah. Starts off very like acoustic and almost like an early two thousand stain kind of vibe, and then all of a sudden that kicks in. You're like, oh, here we are. This brings us back to like today. You know what I mean, it, dude? It, like I said, man, it's it's definitely. Um
2: it, it was, it was by no surprise that, uh, um, what well, not by no surprise. It, it, it was a thought, it was a very, it was something that we sat in the studio and was like, do we do this? Because we had all the means set up. Like we had the kit set up, like we could have did real drums, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and it's an easy beat. Like, and I grew up playing drums. That was my first instrument. So I could have played drums like to it. It just was like, I was like, nah, man, like I want that shit to thump, you know what I mean? And, uh, and again, we did it and it just was like, and then another decision on that song was we had a guitar solo. My buddy, Michael, he shreds a guitar. Um, he he used to come in when I was doing my solo stuff. Um, Cause after my old band split up, I did solo stuff for a while. Like I released a solo EP that was kind of like old maroon five ish, like kind of in that vein, sort okay. of like Sunday morning, morning type, type vibe. Cool. And um, there was tons of songs on that EP that I was just like, Hey man, I don't, I don't shred a guitar, you do, and he would come in. So anyways, like when we were doing Bad Seed, he had played the he had played a solo and I was just like, man, like I think I'm just going to whistle the solo. And that's what we did. And I did yeah. like an actual whistle solo. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And it it gave it like a it has like a westerny, like westerny kind of almost vibe, but uh But yeah, man, it was it was uh, it was it was that was an interesting song. Which I think that's a cool thing about music, man. Is like coming back full circle to what what I was discussing earlier, and we were talking about is like, I think sometimes putting yourself in such a box, like you can you kill what could be. You know what I mean? Like you kill the future a little bit. You kind of stomp it out a little bit. Yeah, because you know, like give it a shot. You know what I mean? Try it. If it sucks, like. You know, you ain't got to ship it yet. Like, you know, That's what I mean, if my it, whole philosophy If yeah. it sucks. Like, just don't fucking use. dude. So many times we used to spend at practice like with Gold Rush and it would kill me. We would sit there and bitch about an idea. And I'm like, I look at the clock and I'm like, we could have already done the idea and 10 other ideas in the time that we <laughs> just bitched about this one. Yeah. Like, just do it. Like, hey, what's the idea? What's the chord? or what? What are you trying to do? Cool. Run it. One, two, three, four. Boom. Run it. How's everybody feel about it? Yes, 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 no, no, no. Fuck it. Keep going. Yeah. You know? But you also have to have people that um, not saying mine weren't, but I'm just saying like you have to have you have to be in a room with people that are mature enough that can go, Okay, I'm not gonna get butthurt and I'm not gonna get my feelings. Like, dude, it's not personal. I'm not saying like I don't like you. I just don't like what the hell you just played. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? like, yeah, exactly. Has nothing to do with you personally, it's just like whatever you just play, like I'm not feeling it. Right. Like you know, and then and then it would be a, well I am, well I'm not, and that's why, dude, it's just so. If you're in a band and you're watching this, just fucking take a vote. Like, stop overcomplicating it. Just everyone raise your hands, and if your idea, and if it's your idea, everyone's voting on it. it gets no, don't be a little bitch. Just, yeah, just accept it and move on. Move on, yeah, move absolutely. On, you know what I mean? Um, now, if it's an idea that that you just it, you know, like you keep coming back to, maybe it's something to be like, hey guys. There may be something here. Yeah, there have been those moments on both sides, like Mayan and some of the other guys. Like there was, there was a dude. Perfect example. Perfect example. And and and, and again, I'll give shout out to everyone that wrote on this record. Um, uh, the breakdown and who knows uh, when it goes. Fill it in my soul. Anyways, it's like a big breakdown. Yeah, right? yeah. And the timing of when the notes change, it was it was very like. I don't even know, man. Like, I suck at knowing a lot of bands, full disclosure, too, because it's the time of day that people listen, I'm normally writing or like that's what I'm thinking. Um, but like that part was very like. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like it to me, it was like Pearl Jam ish. Yeah, something I can like see that. that. Yeah. And I don't I don't not like Pearl Jam. I just don't. I don't. I couldn't tell you one. Like Pearl Jam song like I, I don't I probably don't know half the songs you guys know because I just didn't grow up listening to half of that stuff. I grew up listening to like rap and hip hop and stuff, which is so weird that I wound up <laughs> in where I'm at now. But uh, but yeah, like we did that part and dude, I just could not wrap my head around it. I was like, I don't like like it wasn't starting where I wanted it to start. and I just couldn't. I was like the note shouldn't change there. And and that was one of the moments that I had to humble myself and go, OK. You guys are all incredible musicians. You know what you're doing. And I listened. And once I wrote vocals and once I really, like, took it in, I was like, that's literally my favorite part of that whole song. That may be one of my favorite parts of the whole record to honest. Yeah, active. I remember that part, Because actually, it's yeah. just aggressive. Like, like coming from the background I come from, pop punk, we would tour with hardcore bands and stuff. So I'm used to energy. I'm used to stage dives. Like, it is it, – I wanted to go to a genre that doesn't have that energy, but still bring that energy. And that's why I sing with like, that's why I try to bring that like punch when it, when I perform is because I, it's not that every song I don't want every song to be, it doesn't have to be a stop your fist and like fucking rage song, you know, like you're just, a, it's all aggressive, but I want you to, I want it to move you a little bit. Yeah, totally. I never want to be background noise. Totally. You know what I mean? Like that shit kills me, dude. Like, like if we're playing, and like I look out, and we've all had those moments, and you see someone just on their phone or something, I'm like, you
0: son of a yeah, person. totally. That's
2: when I'm gonna hit my biggest run that I can pop, biggest <coughs> note. Like I may blow my voice out just trying to get that one. I'm like, I'm gonna do something to where you at least you're gonna hear me. You may hate it, but you're at least gonna look up. Oh yeah, I say that I shit
0: all the time. Man. I'd rather people hate me than be indifferent about it. You know what I mean, dude? I,
2: say, I dude, I started saying this. This is this is a good one. Try this. When you see someone on their phone, like if they're not paying attention, like, Hey bud, since you're already on your phone, um... Why don't you go ahead and follow us, man? At sidehouse <laughs> Yeah. <Go ahead. laughs> yeah. Give us a
1: follow. Yeah. yeah. Like fuck, you're already halfway there. Maybe yeah. they're just texting all their friends to come to the show. The show. Because it's so good. Yeah. This fucking guy with the <laughs> positive outlook, making me feel like shit. No. no. I just always have to tell hey, to myself, hey, maybe you know they're texting
2: I mean? their yeah. grandma. They love them. Yeah. Thanks, yeah.
1: man. Now I feel shitty. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they're on. Maybe they're on Venmo giving me their paycheck. You know yeah. Like they're they fucking could be. Billy the Squid over here. Yeah. With the positive now vibes. He, now he wants Dude, to be positive, right?
0: Squid like Billy the
1: Kid. That's Fucking <laughs> amazing! How did I not think of that already? That's like okay, yeah. great. I didn't <laughs> even do that on purpose, I know, dude. But We're that's throwing so these zingers good. out here unintentionally, there. <laughs> Billy the Squid, dude. Yeah, that's so <laughs> fucking good. I don't know, to think about that. Gotta get a cowboy hat for Halloween, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, all
0: right, so I I, uh, I want to kind of bring it back a little bit and yeah, just yeah. talk Absolutely. about like where you came from and, your, and and coming up and all that stuff.
2: Um, so my first introduction to music was my granddad. Um, he just would sit around and he would play he would like make up funny songs you know what i mean um which i do now like off the top of my head but like he would see like what you were wearing and make a funny song and it was the first t- time i ever seen someone like play guitar and, and and stuff and so instantly like it just did something and then for me like growing up um my playing guitar other than like the first couple chords which he taught me um I got in I really got into like at least playing the playing guitar side of it. I would listen to something and if I didn't couldn't find a music video or even if I could, I would just try to look and go like, Okay, second fret, index finger. Yeah. This is what he's doing with his hand. And then I would go, Holy shit, I did the chord. I don't know what the chord's called, but I did what he did. Yeah. So weird. Yeah, right? It's... But you didn't...
1: No offense, but you didn't just go to the next step, which was like, that's what that chord is, and then, like, write it out for a I did eventually, once uh, YouTube and
2: shit came okay, around. Okay, okay, okay. But even still, like, a lot of my playing I do when I'm trying to write a song. So I just figure out what goes with my voice. Yeah. But I never... I never go... Like, I never know how... Like, okay, unless I'm, like, with a guitar friend, and I'll be like, what is this guitar chord? And they'll tell me. Yeah. But, like, otherwise... I'm like, well, I don't even know what I would Google right now to figure this out, and in the moment I'm so focused on writing the song, like I just don't think to do that. I'm just like, whatever, fuck it, I figured it out. This is the chord, um, but yeah, I mean, over the time, like you learn covers, like you just start learning chords because it just tells me what the chords are, you know what I mean? Right. But um, but yeah, so that's how I started, and then um, I really got into hip hop. Like again, I was writing poetry, didn't know what it was. Got introduced to like. I was a huge Tupac fan, so shout out to y'all uh, up here. You you guys can't see it on screen, but there's a picture of Biggie and Pac. We've talked about this a lot in the podcast. Yeah. I'm this a huge a, Tupac fan. A, yeah. Billy's
0: never heard a Tupac song in his life. I don't no, even know why it's that a That is well.
4: not true. I just don't
2: know any okay, Tupac.
0: Okay, hold on. Hold on.
2: What's your favorite Tupac song?
0: What's my favorite Tupac song? Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, I would have to say probably... Man,
2: or even if you even if you hum the melody, I may know the name of no, it.
0: No, no, no. I, I, I there's like a bunch of songs running through my head right now. So I'm just trying to like pick one. Uh, I really like uh, Hell for a Hustler. I think. Which which man, so, you may have stumped me. So Hell for a Hustler was more like an Outlaws thing. Uh, okay, I, I, I definitely know his, Outlaws. The, yeah, that was like his hip hop group. group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was more, but like he had two verses on that song, on that song. Like w- one I'm literally going to listen to it when I leave here, bro. It's so fucking. There's no heavy. way I haven't heard it. You but, probably heard it. Um, either that one or Hellraiser. Okay. I'm going to listen to both of those, man. Th- I, those are I'm my just, two favorite too. I fucked up. I'm like, I'm You've a, I'm a Tupac
2: fan and I'm like, shit, you picked the two. Songs. Oh bro. I went
0: fucking deep when I was in high school. I was like, I went deep into Tupac. I watched that like a, did yeah, you ever uh, get into the seven-day conspiracy? Oh that yeah, 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 right. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and then uh, there's um, I had a book uh, I still have it at home. Uh, the rose that grew from concrete. Oh, I love that's
0: another good song, his, his, bro.
2: Yeah, but but the book he released the Mama's book little was girl, like yeah. a, uh the poetry book. And yeah, it's it awesome. Um, but uh, my favorite is Better Days. Better Days is a good one. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I
1: just really like this picture because it's a picture of two friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then anyways, once upon a time. Yeah, yeah. Once upon a time. That's yeah. a
2: whole.
1: Well, that this right this there. whole room and this podcast is all about hanging out, and so they're just hanging out. Yeah. With this, so yeah. That's right. why I like it. It Mom, was a, it was a gift from my friend. They uh, did
2: it. They both did a freestyle before that.
1: I, didn't, I don't even know where that was or when they were taken it or anything like that but I love that picture there's a video um,
0: yeah where they, they both were like freestyling and stuff I just think but it's a good speaking picture speaking of the rose that grew, grew from the concrete uh, Mama's Mama's just a little girl as well which is like one of my favorite Tupac songs it's like he, he has like that whole little interlude that he does dude. about that and it's just like he, he the uh, perspective that he, that he just puts on the whole thing you're just like god damn man
2: dude grow like honestly man like, grow, like growing up um, there was like like there was just some shit that I seen that probably shouldn't have had to see uh, growing up. Like, um, like this is out there. This is knowledge. But like my mom, uh, my mom was an addict for like some years or whatever when I was a kid, and it was it was like some crazy shit. And so like I think that's why I gravitated towards people like Tupac and stuff because it was like someone that I was like, first of all, I feel what the fuck you're saying. Well, on in some regards, like, some of the shit he talked about, I had no idea. I, like, I it was, like, you know, guns and drugs, like, wasn't my thing. But, like, the song is, like, Better Days. Like, dude, I can't even tell you how many times I just listened to that song, like, whenever I was down. And it just, like, brought me up, you know. It was, like, the yeah. one thing. I was, like, fucking cling to that shit. And, um and but he did things with Aggressive. And, yeah. And, and he spoke. That was the difference between him and Biggie, you know. Biggie was definitely more lyrical than Tupac, like, without a doubt. Yeah, I like, think. better. And I, think. I think. I don't I think. think so.
0: You don't think so? Oh man! Don't just don't, so unpopular
2: man. opinion. Maybe that's one of them.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people would agree with you that Biggie is more lyrical, but I don't. I just don't see it, man. And I've t- and I've listened to all of the one albums that Biggie had, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's I got more t- than one. No, t- there's a lot of shit that came out after he died where they remixed stuff. It was similar to, to Tupac as yeah. well, where they, they released a lot of stuff after he died. But that the, ten, was, the ten, what
2: is it? The Ten Commandments was that hit? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, and and like. It just it or not ten uh, ready to die. Ready to die. Sorry, Which yeah. Had that song on there. I just like I, like Biggie was not my just. He's got like his flow is like heavy and like it's it's like you know he's got like, a good flow It's and
2: totally different vibes though. Yeah, like like Tupac, Tupac. There's a lot of lines that he would recycle, like he would use again. He did do that, um, yeah. Like elementary, penitentiary. Like he rhymed those two words like yeah. ten million times. But the difference is, Biggie was. He came from a, a he came from the craft, whereas whereas. Tupac came from a, I'm speaking to you like in a sense of like it was more like it was more of like a, a pre, it was more of like a, like a uh, the fucking word am I thinking of activist yeah it was it was very like uh, uh, you know I'm speaking to you I'm moving you um, and he spoke from his gut like he he, he came straight from the diaphragm. You know, it was never like da 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 da. It was like you're gonna hear me, gonna fit. It was like boom. Yeah, okay, I didn't blow your microphone. No, that's all right. Yeah, but, um, but anyways, yeah. So, so like, bro, there's just some shit. That that just, he- yeah, I just clung to that man as a kid, and then um, going back to your original question, like that's where I started. Right, the singing didn't come about till later. Um, well, I sing a little bit with acoustic, kind of, but not like it was more just like me dicking around like i didn't really start trying to sing until like i was hanging out i grew up rapping um and i rapped all the time like like rap but i was like the poetry rapper like my name was the poet that was what i went by and um i was always the lyrical guy but i was also the only one in our group that could hold a tune so it was like you sing the hook you sing the hook and i always sing the hook i was always the hook and then like the third verse guy like always um So anyways, uh, that's how that started when I was 19. Me and my buddy literally packed up all our like scrap. Like we literally went around town, like finding maybe even we stole some shit. I don't even know, but just like scrap metal that we could like load up in my truck that I had at the time, this beat up little Dodge Dakota and we would take it to the scrap yard and then we moved to Jacksonville because in my town, we didn't even grow, like we didn't even have like a venue we had this one place called the tea company that like we had for like a little bit. Um, and we had like some hardcore bands actually from here, uh, like from back in the day, uh, had, had played there. But, um, anyways, like we didn't really have anywhere when I was growing up. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to try to do music. Like, it ain't happening here. So we had some friends in, in Jacksonville and that's how I wound up in Jacksonville. And I was, uh, We moved in this apartment, my buddy split on me, and I just had this apartment by myself. I was like, shit. Damn. So I ended up getting uh, a guy that used to live here in Jacks. His name's Brett Packer. He moved in with me, and we were roommates, and he was in... Hopefully you guys are still following me. He was in a hardcore band from here back in the day called Set Apart, and some of those members wanted to start a side project pop-punk band. Well, I... Like, I guess was singing in my room. I don't know where the fuck he heard me sing. I guess a room or shower or something. And Brett heard me. So Brett goes back and tells them, like, hey, Dustin sings. Thus, that's how I became a part of my old pop punk band, We Still Dream. Okay. And then that whole thing was born. And I was 19 or 20. This was back in, like, 2008. Um, If I could do math properly, I would tell you very quickly, but I can't. So let's not do that. 13 years ago? Yeah, there we go. All right. There we go. Sharp. Just a squid. Billy the squid, everybody. <laughs> Just a squid, dude. <laughs> so so, <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good, dude. I'm
1: PRD. Uh, more
0: yeah. Billy the Squid.
2: More
1: Billy PRD. the squid. Yeah. Oh, I was like, what's PRD? Yeah. I don't Puppy Ragged. Not behind
2: the scenes. It doesn't stand for behind the scenes. It stands for Billy the Squid, BTS, dude. Oh, oh my God. Wow, this fucking hits on that's different so levels right great. now. There we go, right? BTS. Um, so <laughs> so that's it. Hashtag so uh so yeah, so um we did we did this band and um it dude
0: the best times of my life with hands down yeah like, so let's talk about that so the band forms and then what happens we went
2: we went on our all right so we got lucky um we went on a tour with um these are a bunch of old hardcore bands that were big at the time uh, red baron uh call to preserve thickest blood we did a couple dates with them these were all bands that were like back at that, at that time were like big and hardcore you know and uh, it was weird because here we are like pop punk bands, you know, and I'm trying to sing all pretty over fucking fast music and shit. And uh, but it was cool. Like, like we got, you know, we had a lot of friends in that community. I was always the outcast because I was just like the weird Georgia kid that like didn't come from the hardcore world. I, it wasn't like a I didn't know my roots. I just was like oh, I'm just doing this shit because it's fun and it's with my friends. And yeah, I just want to play music. I think music's cool, you know, um, so we toured our first tour was like three weeks. We made it out to like Arizona or Albuquerque and we, we made our way back. I think throughout our time of being in a band, we did 15 tours in us and then we did a UK tour. Fuck yeah. Whoa, yeah. Cool, man. So, uh, we did, um, that was kind of our, li- I think the longest tour we did was five weeks, six weeks. Oh, yeah. We were going for a while. Um, Man, and it was nothing glamorous, man. It was like we had a 15 passenger van and uh we ate fucking Taco Bell and McDonald's every day. Yep. And um slept in a lot of gas stations, uh parking lo- or Walmart parking lots. Um I meant to say ate at a lot of gas, ate sta- just too many gas stations. Yeah. Um and just yeah, dude, it was like Paid my fucking dues. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Paid my dues. There's a story I tell this all the time, and it's just it, it'll always be the funniest story of my life because it was one of those moments where like you look at yourself and you're like, "This is me. This really happened." Um, we uh, we had played we had played a show in Pensacola, and it was so hot. It was a summer tour. None of us had showered in probably three days. Like we're all just gross and grimy, Ugh. right? It was just awful our bass player liked to sleep with his hand in his pants and in his boxers and he snored so you can just imagine all of the smells that were happening at the time right it was it was rough yeah well the thing that sucks about being in a band especially when you're on tour is unless someone else in your band is a vocalist no one understands being a vocalist like if we don't get adequate sleep Our instrument doesn't just magically work. For sure. Like, and if our instrument breaks, we can't just go and buy new strings. It doesn't work like that. It's like, nah, shit's broke, dog. Like, it's not working. It's it's not working. Like I'm not I can't do this right now. So and people it's like insane trying to explain that to people. So, anyways, um we played and we were like, fuck, man. And so we we drove, we couldn't find anywhere to crash. Normally on stage, like, anybody got a place we can crash tonight? Normally you have like one party dude or somebody like we stayed at tons of kids like like they came to the show and like they're like our mom said you could crash there. And that was always awesome because it was kind of weird because the kid was young, but it was awesome because the mom would cook us like dank ass breakfast the
1: next morning. I was like, this is tight. <laughs> yeah, you
2: know, and let us wash our clothes and obviously take showers. Well, this night didn't go go that way. So I'll speed it up a little bit. We end up going to the beach. Just we're like, all right, we park by the beach. You get like a cool breeze. Right. and So. He's fucking snoring. All I can smell is his nutsack. And I'm like, this sucks, dude. <laughs> I'm like, this is awful. So I go with my sleeping bag and I sleep on the picnic table, right? And I'll never forget this, dude, because it was the moment where I felt so sh- – I was like, my life has come to this. I wake up. It's like 6 in the morning, right? And I wake up to the sound of, like, the the tractor that, like, grades the beach or uh-huh. whatever. And I look over, and there's this kid with his mom, and they're like putting up decorations for like a, a birthday party, and the kid's just like looking at, like staring at me with these dead eyes. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, I'm I'm looking at him, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna own. It. Like I look like a bum to this kid, and my hair was like long then, and I, I'm like, no, again, we haven't showered in, like three or four days. So you can imagine the oils in the hair. We played in a pop-punk band, so you know we're sweating our ass oh, off. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like, every song's fast as shit, you know. And I was a, I didn't play guitar in that band. I just was full front guy. So, yeah, I'll just never forget that. I had to tell that story somewhere, but I'll never forget that moment of just being like,
0: oh, God, dude. What the fuck like, am I doing? What the
2: fuck <laughs> am I right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is terrible. Yeah, so, man. Yeah.
0: So. That shit happens though When you're out there For that long man You know It's just like You get, like you don't always get a shower you, yeah. don't, you don't always get a meal You don't always get a bed It's just like You gotta just figure shit out and, you know? and dude
2: Back then Like I swear to god Like Like it kills me sometimes When like I hear people like Especially if they just Like If you talk to a band And like they're not really going for it. They're not really like, re- like recording music. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Full disclosure. But like if that's what they're doing and like they complain about these little things, I'm like, y'all have no fucking idea, bro. Like, oh, you yeah. have no fucking clue. I drove nine hours one time to a show. Swear to fucking God. Nine hours. We get there. The only person there was the promoter lady. So we played to the other band we were on tour with. We got paid collectively like the tour package, not me, not Dustin in my own pocket both bands got paid collectively $22 and 50 cents. So I had to go to the other band, drove nine hours to get there and give them $10 and 25 cents. Nice. Swear to God. True story. Yeah, no, I believe that. And that, and, and that's why I'm like, that's why I'm like, like now I'm like, dude, I've, I've set like a certain, like in my head, a certain price point And I'm like, nah, dude, like, this is what I'm getting paid or I'm not playing <laughs> because yeah. like, it, like, unless I can see the benefit elsewhere. Yeah. Know? Not that I don't want to sound like, no, oh, yeah. like I'm, I'm a dick or anything, but it's just like, nah, man, like I already, already paid my dues. But like, it wasn't always like that with us as we progressed, Like we did have some, you know, better paying gigs or whatever, but in punk world, dude, they don't give a shit. Yeah. Really. I know. We talked about it with Mike. So it was for here, the yeah. love of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I will say, um, we released, uh, we had two EPs, we had two EPs, uh, and we ended up releasing two full length records. Right. One record was on Eulogy Records, uh, which w- you know, used to be a big record. Uh, uh, Newfound Glory was on it at one point. Dashboard was on it at one point. Uh, we did that, um, had some music videos. Um, our last record we did with Josh Cobb, which still to this day, man, was like my favorite record because you could hear the maturity in it. The problem was, and we released that on Anchor 84 record, uh, shout out Cody, um, for maker 84 it was a cool cool uh it was a very cool experience to release that record and we put our all into it the problem was is like we understood songwriting we didn't understand shit about business and by the time that we were around people that did we had lost i think some of our hype and um we were we were seeing our crowd kind of go down a little bit um and then lo and behold Fucking fast forward all these years after the band is not even 14. We have two songs. We have one song with a million five hundred thousand. We have another song with over two million streams. I I'm saw like th- that. Yeah. yeah. I'm like that shit would have been fucking cool when we were still a band. Yeah.
1: We just had another guest on who is in the same boat as you though, who was saying that literally is like we didn't have those streams and then they all broke up or whatever and stopped being a band and then that just all of a sudden blew up. Just so like, we, I'll okay. tell you how that happened for us. Right. Yeah.
2: This is how it happened for us and it's honestly just pure luck. We broke up. A band that we used to tour with um they're still they got back together um they're still a band to this day uh, heart to heart um we uh when we broke up heart to heart was going through some weird like member transitions and they were in need of just the same amount of members that my band like weed had broken up so three of my members uh mike davis uh again rest in peace love you dog uh him mike monahan who's my current drummer which is awesome that my drummer now is the drummer that I played and did all these memories and lived on that's the road. Cool. With oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the homie. Like we've we've went through some shit, bro. I could sit here and tell y'all stories just from just from tour life like forever. Um but anyways, um Mike Davis, Mike Monahan and the Mike white. That's why everybody got called by their last name. Cause we had too many fucking mics in our band. Yeah, three mics. One time we had another mic fill in. I swear to God, it was like, <laughs> it was just uh, Mike's and Dustin. I was like, this is terrible. Oh. And <laughs> then Dustin monk and the hustle. My old guitars was Mike Garland. So it's yeah, just like, Dude, every, 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 just every mics everywhere. Right. So anyways, um, they went and played with heart to heart. Uh, they toured with, um, comeback kid, um, comeback kid and four year strong, both mega huge bands. And, uh, pure noise records heart to heart had got on pure noise records which there was another band on that tour oh story so far again big ass band they were on there too uh so mike davis and uh, and i guess somebody from heart to heart got cool with uh i can't think of his name the owner of pure noise records he had started a playlist that was mega huge playlist called pop punk's not dead it's just like or he maybe he didn't start that playlist but he had ties with that playlist like whoever ran it uh through his label Pure Noise and yeah. Pure Noise was blowing up at that time like for sure like they were like super super trendy in that world and um anyways like I guess they heard our music and the two songs that got the most plays were they got put on that playlist so it's crazy because I think we're at like 14 or 15,000 monthly listeners yeah and it's just insane because I'm like yo, we're not even a band anymore. <laughs> that was like <laughs> me, like a thousand pounds ago. And yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. So, uh, it's just crazy, man. Um, but it's awesome, especially like since losing Mike, like it's cool because again, like, he created the band. Like he, he was one of the founders of the band. And, um, I just think it's awesome that like his legacy gets to live on through those plays, you know, through those streams. Totally. Like I see that and I'm like, Hey man, yeah. like, Your shit, your shit got recognized, dude. You know what I mean. So it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. So
1: just so crazy to me. That's all you need. Okay, we were talking about greasing some wheels uh, this weekend. I don't want to go into detail about it, but like that's one we could grease, right? Playlists. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta figure out how to get on them. People do pay for sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, I just I I still just hate the thought of paying people to get you to.
0: Get your stuff out there, uh, but a lot of the playlists, like wh- like what you're saying, is that uh, they are started by labels that represent certain yeah, bands, and you know, and then yeah. and, and because you have it, the curate, you have the, the curators, curate, yeah, you yeah. have like the people on Spotify that they they, they like Spotify curates playlists mm-hmm. as well. And you have just random people that, 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 cr- that put together playlists and like, they actually do like there's people out there that have like, you know, 20, 30 playlists right at a time. That's their and job. Some Yeah, people. totally. Dude, this shit is crazy. And, and, and people will buy that space. Like a
1: great, I would love that job. Bro, it's, it's weird, dude.
2: It's like, all right. From an artist standpoint, it's so easy to be like bitter, right? It's easy to be like, fuck, man, I don't want to have to pay to get my music heard. But at the same time, it's like and, and again, touching on. You know, uh I'm again I'm not through with the whole episode, but like the episode with you you and uh Mike zero like um just like you guys were talking about, it's like there's always work behind the scenes that people don't see. You of know course, I mean? yeah, 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 For with any job, with anything, right, right? Like it's so easy to like think about something on the service, but it's like it does suck, but like at the same time, like it's easy to be like, Oh, I can just make a playlist, like bam. Like like Right. But at the same time, it's like these playlists that are big, it's like these people carefully selected songs from a certain genre and obviously aimed it at a certain demographic. Yeah, like, definitely. there was some thought that went into sure. it, especially if, if, if the playlist gets up to like 200000 monthly listeners. Like you did some shit right, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean, like totally. you made some calls that like pay it off and they're know?
0: putting putting money behind it, too. Yeah. You know, which definitely helps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. Spotify is all about like literally how much money you can spend on the platform to try and get how
2: much s- money can you give them and then not give you exactly that's literally <laughs> what it is for musicians
0: man it's fucking wild i mean it's it's such a spotify is a, such a grind that i'm trying to figure out dude uh, how
2: like it, it's insane that music is is one of those things like you have first of all you have to look you don't have to but like it helps to look larger than life, right? Sometimes with, with, with music. Right? Oh, totally. But then, but then at the same time, because that's part of the brand, that's part of the image, especially if you're a rock and roll band. One hundred percent. Right. Because that's like the whole rock star thing. But it's crazy because it's like it's like, man, musicians, it's like. Being a musician, it's like the one industry that's like. Never fucking pays half the time or it's like everyone's like doesn't want to pay. But then. All the music equipment is expensive. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's the weirdest like mind you know it's like
1: what it's like, all it's, just, it's, it's it has a big payout if you make it that's if the you, you make it, it. That's, it. You that's the goal yeah, yeah. you know uh, that's the goal dude. or if
0: you or if you uh, it's like it's also the like like an industry that that requires every participant to be equally as hardworking. And somehow it has the laziest motherfuckers in the like like pursuing it. You know what I mean? It's like way off that. Jeez. Uh, Jeez. I'm just saying. It's 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 if you if you think about just what it means to be an artist or a musician or a booking agent or a manager or a label rep or the owner of a record label and a production person, like all the moving parts that come into this whole thing, marketing, PR. Like you literally have to grind so hard at every single aspect oh, of this, of, of this thing and always Doesn't, and always be grinding just to stay relevant and make your money, you know, and somehow it's full of people that are just like not hardworking and just don't care about, uh, about anything. Right. Well, to
2: touch on what you said, not just stay relevant and make money, but realize that you're going to have to stay relevant a lot of the times and not make any money. Right. And that's even harder to sell people on. It's like, Everybody wants to dream, man. It's, it's, it's easy, like right? Like, like yeah, I want to play a fucking stadium. I want to play this. I want to play that, right? And it's like, that shit's easy to say, right? That shit's easy on paper. It sounds good. But at the end of the day, it's like, do you really want it when it comes time to do the shit that sucks?
0: Yeah. There's a long like, dude, fucking I a road. Show,
2: I, like, I posted a post the other day that was like, man, I miss being on tour, right? And Yeah, I remember. And, I saw that. Yeah, and like my grandma had commented on it and, you know, classic grandma. Um, and my Nana was saying, you know, like, uh, you know, you need to be close to your family and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, first of all, it's not like I'm saying I want to tour 365 days out of a year. I'm also not saying that it would be like my old tours where I didn't get paid. Like if I tour this time, like, nah, we're getting like, I'm, it'd be like a job. Like I'm, I'm traveling just like any other job you make money. But what's crazy is like, I noticed something is like in music, when musicians say something like that, that's the first go-to, right? Like, you should be with your family. Not if you're younger, but if you're older and you have a family or or anything like that. It's like, or even if you don't, it's like, well, you should get a real job and you go down that whole lane. And it sucks because it's like, it gets diminished so fucking much. And I'm like, but if I said I was a construction worker and they called me for a big job and I had to leave for a month, everyone would be like, you're just, you're doing so great. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, like no one would even question. Like it wouldn't even be a conversation. Like we wouldn't even have any dialogue on that. It would just be like, no, oh, good job, man. And I that would be it.
1: I think it's a more t- of like the whole fact that they all they see is that you're you're selling yourself when you're when you're doing a job like a uh, construction where You're not selling. Unlike I mean, you are selling yourself, but you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for. You know the the, the money com- at yeah, the yeah. end. Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. doing it for glory. Like I built this building. I mean, like maybe you do, but not really. Yeah. But when you're when you're doing it, uh, when you're uh, on tour as yourself, that's what a lot of people look look like. Is like you're just being uh, uh, conceited percent, or a conceited, right. selfish person. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, it's like even it's way h- fucking harder than just like, well, I'm gonna go install some plumbing at this uh, condo down in the Key West for about a month. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, it's it's so much harder than just like just do this and you got it because no one's really there to help you. There's no road map yeah, yeah. roadmap. Exactly. It's like fucking figure no it theory. out. Yeah, there's
0: no theory. Yeah. yeah, boom zinger. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a, <laughs>
1: it's a business with like the most untangible product. It doesn't make any sense how anybody
0: or why so many people are in it, but everybody's doing it. So fuck because it. so many pe- because there is an aspect like if you're a musician same way if you're like a politician, you know what I mean? Like there's an aspect of you that's a bit of a narcissist, right? Yeah. Like and, and you kind of have to be to believe that what you can create, what what you're creating is some is worth somebody spending their time, which is the most invaluable resource on this planet, their time. Like you believe that it's worth them taking it to listen to what you're doing or to go spend money and 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 watch you at a show you believe that what you're doing is is that worth it so there's a there's an aspect of you that is kind of like that as well so I, I get why people have that view but at the same time i think that a lot of a lot of people that hate on the grind or just don't really see the reason why somebody would want to pursue this is because there's really only like three places in the united states that have a, like a music industry. That's New York, L.A., and Nashville. Outside of that, there's there's other places that have like a like great scenes and like there's cool things going on. Mm-hmm. But there's but think about every other industry in the, in the States. Right. And think about the music industry and just where like the only places that, that actually exists on a real scale. Yeah. And that's why nobody else gets it anywhere else. Construction is everywhere. Blue collar stuff is everywhere. Yeah. You know, point. like yeah. there's 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 all these other opportunities everywhere. But when it comes to music, there's and and because we're still not fully out of the phase of needing to be on the ground to do this thing. Right. Like we're in, a, we're in a we're in a transition period where you don't need to be in those places to become successful, but kind of like you still do a little bit. So so it's not like, you know, you're you're involved in like this other thing where you can do it remotely and become super successful. Like you, if you're not in those places. It, it's just that much harder because you have that much more fighting you w- like when you're yeah. on the ground in, the, in like cities like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, to get traction. Yeah. That's the,
2: that's the hardest thing, man, is like um, any, any bit of uh, success that I've had in any capacity throughout doing music has been a lot of times just through talking to the right person.
0: Yeah. Problem is, it's finding that right person, and then in a place like this, it is. Yeah. You, you know? That's that's a, that's the thing, though, right? You go you go to a music city like like where the industry is at, and literally everybody is that person, right?
2: Well, I think I think in no way am what I'm gonna say. Am I trying to like shit on Jacksonville by any means? Because I love Jacksonville. Jacksonville's awesome. Same, yeah. But, but. Um, a lot of times, man, as thriving of a scene as it is here, there's not as thr- Like It is and it isn't at the same exact time. It, it is depending on what you're trying to do. Right? Like, if you're trying to be just, I play in bars, I make money, and then I maybe play weddings also or do corporate stuff, which we do all those things too. Um, we incorporate, you know, intertwine that with, with our band or whatever, with like original shows or whatever. But like, Um, if that's all you're shooting for, then sure, Jacksonville's great, right? You can do that anywhere. You can do that anywhere. But if you're shooting for, like, original music, it is sometimes hard to catch traction. It's hard to catch traction because there's a lot of times where some, which I feel like this is getting better lately, especially with, uh, Underbelly just opening up. And then, you know, you have the amp and you have Daily's Place. We have these, like, you know, obviously have Veterans Memorial Arena, which is huge, but like, um. A lot of times, man. A lot of the big tours, if you look, they skip Jacksonville. Yeah, of course. Shit, yeah. a lot of a lot of them skip Florida altogether. Oh yeah, they, they just don't even go to Florida. Yeah. Which and 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 that sucks. But like, dude, I get it. Sometimes, like, if you all right, if you go to like a big artist comes comes to town, right, and you go to their show. If there's like, let's just say there's fuck, let's just say there's four thousand people there, right? That seems like a lot. But that same artist that they play in some of the places you're talking about, it won't be four. It'll be 10, 15,000. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just like, it's hard to get that traction, man. It really is. But and a lot of times, it's really just who you know. It's just like, no, like, like a big thing with me that I, that I struggle with, like, like, even you guys, like I see you guys, like y'all, y'all play like on some of these festivals. Dude, I don't even know that that shit's happening until I see y'all's posts sometimes. I'm like, I don't even, I didn't, well, first of all, I never even heard of the festival. Maybe which again I'm newer to this whole thing like I've never even been to a, like a festival that is like an overnight festival like yeah. like uh, like um like we played a couple but like we didn't get to stay cuz like uh, everybody had gigs and we had to like split or whatever but like um but one thing I notice is like like with, with those it's like they book I don't know 6 months sometimes and if not longer in advance oh, yeah you know? and it's like I'm like man how I don't know about it until I see the flyer, and then yeah. by the time it happens again next year, I already forgot again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like well, damn
0: it, I forgot. You know, definitely got another promoters right and the talent buyers, and that's just kind of comes to being in that ecosystem. But that's kind of the point of the thing, right? It's like, it's like if you want it, like being, it is all about who you know, and you can make those connections now with social media being the way that it is. But it's it's it does help to be on the ground a lot of the time still. And network, And network, and there's just the thing like uh, like yeah there's a good scene here there's a good scene in a lot of cities right like we talk about scenes all over the place there's a the next level though where you need industry in order to 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 really yeah. bring the money in that yep. allows you to to produce products that become you know national international sensations right there's nobody here there's no there's no company here there's no label here investing the money into an artist to become that next big thing i never really thought of it like that but yeah, yeah it's like having a scene is not having an industry exactly like like the the, the 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 stages actually are you have musicians and then you have like then you have fans and supporters then you have a community right and then you have a scene and then you have an industry all those things need to kind of evolve into the next thing right now we have a good scene uh, we need we need that scene to become like a like like a great scene and then evolve to the point where industry will come and develop people that are here. Right. Be, and, and that's the whole point. That, that's but but, the whole but thing. I think
2: but I think like if we if we play like role play for a second and you're you're a, you're a industry. Uh, Squid. Industry squid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 All right. If you're an industry uh, person, whatever, you, you know, you're you, you work in the industry um, or you're an a r That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. That's the pro word I was looking for. Yeah. Not industry squid. No. But yeah. you were close. You were thank very you, close. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but like, um, you know, if you're an A&R and you're like, OK, um, let's say let's say your business or whatever, you're looking to expand. Right. And open up uh, uh whatever like a locate a different location like really and truthfully man it's like i don't and again like i'm not trying to hate but like i don't think the market of musicians that are trying to reach for the stars is big enough to justify them making this a location no of course yeah, right? i agree it's like everybody will agree there's a shit ton of musicians and jacks there's go to any like legit open mic and you will see people melt your face off right but it's like, how many people want to elevate it, right? So, and again, again, by no mean am I throwing shade. There is no, like, if you... I think it's awesome anybody that just picks up their fucking instrument, especially as they get older, and they leave their 9 to 5, what, or maybe music is their 9 to 5, and they just still love music, and as they get older, they don't let it die. I don't care if you're playing your song or someone else's songs, that's fucking cool. But, with that being said, like... There is something to be said for, like, if you're dreaming big and you're trying to maybe play with people that are dreaming here, that gap is is it's a problem. Like, totally. I, I explained it like this one time to someone. Right. Another metaphor for you. If you have two guys that are on the dock, right, they're both fishing and one guy is shooting for the big fish. The other guy's just like, I'm just trying to fill my cooler. I don't care what what I catch. I'm just trying to catch a bunch of fish today. For quite a while, everything's going to be good. They're going to be cool because they're still, like, his cooler's not full yet. He hasn't caught the big fish. They're on the same field for a while, right? And they're both on the same dock, and they're talking. They're having fun. They're shooting the shit. Well, eventually, guy A, who's just trying to fill his cooler, his cooler gets full. He's like, hey, man, I'm ready to go, bro. Other guy's like, well, I ain't caught my fish yet. And he's like, all right, man, I'll wait a little bit. He waits a little bit. They talk. Eventually, that, that shit turns to frustration real quick. He's like, bro, I'm trying to fucking go home. Like, oh, yeah. like, I already filled my cooler. Like, let's go. And that's when some decisions have to get made. Because yeah. it goes, the guy B has to go, okay, well, do I stick it out with A? Or do I go with A and just do what he wants to do? Or do I say, hey, man, this is where we part ways because I'm waiting on that big
1: fish. Yeah, people get so consistent with it. Well, hang on. I just before we get to, yeah. I just want to say uh, I really appreciate the aquatic analogies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love it. Dude. So I love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, no, that yeah, was, I, was, I had my eyes closed. I was laughing so hard. But so that, I, I, really like that analogy for sure. It's the, it's the uh, uh, complacency or what? What's the word? Is it the complacency when you're no w- when you're when you're okay Content. with just like. Content, yeah. yeah. You're just like, I, I got my fish in my cooler. Like I'm not waiting around for this shit. I'm, I'm not going to fucking go for the big fish. Which, there's nothing
2: wrong with that. There's it's a, just the guy A. It's
0: a different priority. The guy
2: A typically, a lot of times, looks at guy B like he's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. Right? And guy B gets
1: viewed as the wild crazy guy because he's dreaming so big. Or guy A's, or guy B's girlfriend looks at him like, what are you doing? Just get all the fish like guy A is. What are you yeah. Yeah.
0: That's Uh, more of the case. or, (laughs) Or what Guy B needs to do is fucking, like, catch all those little fish and sell them and buy a fucking boat to go out to sea and catch the big fish. You right you like go. like because yeah. like, the dream uh, really at the end of the day what the dream is it's like yeah catching the big fish but you can't sit at the dock waiting for it to come to you right you have to no, get on the no, fucking boat sure. and you got to go out there and get it Absolutely. that oh, wow. that's that's the grind right
1: compounded his aquatic analogy to another one big fan yeah <laughs> <laughs> so th- that's <laughs> have you ever tasted heaven in a glass do you pine for the hoppiest brews and palest ales do you like food if so then Wicked Barley is the oasis that your mouth has been wishing for, walking into the complete barren wasteland that is your life. Wicked Barley is located in Jacksonville, Florida, nestled on the banks of Goodpeace Creek. Wicked Barley aims to provide its guests with a wicked experience, offering over 18 house-brewed beers, ciders, and meats on tap. They also have an expansive gastropub-style food menu, including burgers, salads, sandwiches, and more. Whether you are a newcomer or a craft beer connoisseur, there's a little something for everyone at Wicked Barley. Visit them at 4100 Bay Meadows Drive, and tell them bottom of the bill sent you. I think
0: that I think that there's a lot of um, uh. So that that's why I mean by growing the scene. If you grow the and like and like that part of the reason why we're doing this podcast for is to like show people that there's like there's a thing here where people are trying to create and get to that next level and do the thing mm-hmm. uh, because we want to bring awareness to scenes like this so we can help to grow the scene so ultimately uh, people will be like, Oh, there's something happening here. Yeah. Let's, let's create the industry now, which has right. been
2: growing in the past few years. Like, like honestly, like, like Dustin Monk and the hustle. It's weird to say my name like that, but anyways, my band, whatever. When we started, uh, I want to say it was, 18, 19, 20. I want to say it was 2000, early 2019, mm-hmm. 20, 21, 22. Yeah. I think early 2019 is when we started. Um, like you weren't seeing a lot, at least in this genre, like like indie pop punk punk hardcore metal, like original music was always being heard from that genre, Those genres, like they just that it just, just never quit, right? But um, but like I wasn't hearing like original music from like a lot of bands, you know, and and like it was it was just like covers, right? Which again, nothing wrong with that. We play covers all the fucking time. We just did it the other day. But like, um, but what happened was like. I was like, fuck, man, like, I would see these bands, I'm like, you guys killing it, like, I just want to hear what y'all actually, I just want to hear y'all put something together, just, just try, like, see, just, like, even if it's, like, a single, like, just put one out, just so I can, like, put it on YouTube, put it on fucking Bandcamp, but SoundCloud, I don't give a fuck, I just want to hear, okay, y'all kill it with this, like, I want to hear what you can play, you know, like, when you're not playing something else, you know, yeah. that's why I think it's so cool. Like you guys released your record and then you have bands. And I know Mike brought a lot of these bands up. We're friends. We're really good friends with Calford Town and Annie Deuce. Like those yeah. are our yeah. homies. And uh, uh, there's there's a local guy who just released the e- uh, EP. If you've never had him on here, you should. Rambler Kane is his name. Never he played our album release show fucking inc- just dude. I'm telling you such a good songwriter like. He plays and I'm just like, Holy shit, you're so good, dude. Just acoustic guy, guy with acoustic. But it's like ding, 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 like the stuff he's playing and then singing, it's like, how are you doing that at the same time? Yeah. Like and it's spot on. It's like I've and I know that because I've gotten the sound back. Uh, my buddy has done videos for him and I've gotten the sound from Eric Kaufman at nineteen oh four, so I've got to hear like his from the album release show and I'm like shit sounds so perfect dude like, yeah sounds awesome i hear some of mine i'm like skip that one yeah. skip that. we're gonna put <laughs> this one on the video no yeah. but like it was so good and um but like him and i'm trying to think uh dude we just have so many friends like we're, we're because there's a, there's a band called uh, they used to be called luna cruz but now they're velvet meadow oh yeah we're good friends with them too, yeah yeah, yeah. So they played our album release show man they killed it dude it was very uh I don't even know, like old rock and roll style for sure, psychedelic rock, like like vibes or whatever. And it was just they kill it, and um, so it's so cool to like see all these bands in this genre. And I say this genre very as a very blanket term, you know what I mean? Because like like your band and my band are obviously different in terms of sound, but we're all in the same we're all in the same circle, you know right? What I'm saying? Right. And it's cool to see like. Bands just releasing original music again, man. It's just cool. And like going to 1904 and just playing a show and I'm like, fuck, yeah, this is what I grew up doing. You know what I mean? And for me, it's different because I came from a different background, you know, like like back in uh, in 2019. um, It was was June or July. We played a show here and then we played Ohio. um, My old band did. We still dream. And it was a reunion show. And I think we sold, it was either 250 or 300 tickets in 1904. Cool, And dude. we had not played in six years, dude. Whoa. And it was like playing all these songs. First of all, I'm trying not to get winded because I'm way fatter. Just way fatter. Than <laughs> <the street. laughs> I was like, fuck. And, um, and I've lost a lot of weight since then, so I was like mega huge. By the end, I just took my shirt off. I was like,
1: fuck it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was
2: just crazy. Kids were like stage diving. And I was just like, there's such a – and I don't expect that energy from what I'm playing now, obviously, you know, uh, which is – a lot of people ask us, I think me and you were talking about it before, like, why we call our music Southern Soul. And it's not so much, it's Southern rock meets soul, but I know we don't have, like, a lot of Southern rock. It's more yeah. just, like, I'm from South Georgia. I'm from, like, I grew yeah. up in a trailer with a pond in the back in the fucking woods down a dirt road with sticks around me. You know what I mean? So, like, like for me, that's how I literally vision me as a person. Like, I am a Southern soul. Like, my, my mannerisms, my, the way I talk, like, yes, ma'am, no, sir. Like, you know what I mean? that those things are all southern so it's more or less like that too uh, is kind of where that that term came from but it's so it's not so much that I expect like the punk rock energy in this genre but it's like there's something you get when someone plays an original song and you hear it and you're just and we talked about this before we started the podcast like there's something to be said like when someone sits there and listens to you do something that they have never heard before but they still give you their undivided attention right like if i if we play fucking I don't know, use me or superstition or insert any other fucking song that everybody knows and probably plays and jams. Like, of course y'all are going to like, y'all know this song already. Like, and like we discussed, the groundwork's already been done. Like the hook is already there. I've already got you on the hook. It's way fucking harder to play as we all know. And I'm sure you guys know too. Like it's hard sometimes and, and, and it's a hard thing to accept sometimes. Like you just have to accept like not everyone's going to dig it. Oh yeah. And that's cool too. But in the beginning, especially when you first put it out, fuck, that shit hurts, dude, if you play and, like, no one's – like, or maybe, like, half the crowd and
1: then you see some people not feeling it, you're like, fuck, man, like,
2: just pretend, like, fake it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just act like you like this shit, you know?
1: I'd rather have an honest reaction to my music and it because, like, I don't want to look like a clown, like, playing it somewhere else, but I don't have any friends and they're like, this dog shit. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's a good, that's a good. I,
0: I, I'd rather – I definitely would rather someone – give me some kind of reaction either love it or hate it but don't be indifferent because yeah, yeah 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 because you know what i mean like that's that's the which is what you're talking about right yeah so say people on their phones or like talking or like whatever it might be like just just give if, respect it, give yeah respect. like like pay attention or, or just go or just leave the room because at the end
2: at the end of the day and 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 again this goes back kind of the uh, uh, underlying theme of a lot of the stuff we discussed is like not everyone's going to understand what we understand because we see all the behind the scenes shit. Right. 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 Like we see all the emails. We see all the texts. We see all the phone calls. We see that. Hey guys, be here at this time. This is loading. Like no one else sees all that stuff. Yeah. But like when you know that, it, and it, it's kind of the same thing you and, you and, uh, uh, Mikey were talking about. Um, when you know the behind the scenes stuff and this goes for anything, you can appreciate it more. And it's like, man, like to me, like, dude, like, especially back in my pop punk band days, like whew, we had some people open for us that were amazing. Awful. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> that were, that were rough, but, but I always gave respect. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how bad they were. Like, yeah. like I get pissed if I'm at a show and someone's fucking talking. Oh yeah. I don't like, I don't we like recently. Talking. I told you like we recently went and seen, uh, Chris Stapleton and Marcus King. And like I said, we were right up front. And there was like these girls behind us, and I was like, "Hey, just, just know, when the music starts, <laughs> we're in, we're in watch mode." Yeah, Right? because it was like, "Oh my god!" You know, it's like very, you, you know, the type. Yeah, right? I can't. I and keep I was just going, like, I won't like, like I don't know, man. Like I could just get so I get so passionate about that shit. Like when I'm watching a band, like. Give them, their, give them their due, you know? And I understand they're, like I said, because we had people open up for us. They're like 15-year-old kids, you know what I mean, who just got a first act guitar. Bless their shit. heart. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? It's like, Jesus, come on, you know? Like, you're like, you're struggling. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, there is there is an amount of courage that it takes to get up there and do that shit.
1: Of course, especially as a kid, too.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. And so, like,
1: it's just like,
2: it's like, I don't know man. I just see so so many people. It's it's such a weird I don't know if paradox is the right word, but it's like hey, I don't want to come see you until your band's big. But your band can't be big until someone comes and sees you. Yeah. It's
1: like, "Well, what the fuck?" you yeah. know? Like that is You know, and you're just out there looking too. for
2: guidance from Billy the Squid, you know? Just yeah. like, "Come on, man."
1: That is one thing. Like, obviously I want to get uh big or uh, famous. That would be amazing and I uh, don't have to pay rent no more. That'd be cool, but I was would have a little bit of a little bit of a just like God damn it! Like where were you like five fucking years ago? What changed?
0: I dude? wouldn't care at all.
1: Well, no, I'm if just I, like and, and, I, obviously and, I'm not going to say that in the microphone. Like fuck you, where were you five years ago? But you know what I mean. Oh, you're here now. Oh, I'll That's get all that matters. Exactly. It's, I
0: can tell you
2: some stories about that. Like <laughs> just from, uh, um, it's not my a good look. <laughs> just from my days when I did uh, I did some stuff on TV a little bit.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about that. What? Uh, he was on The Voice. He you were? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, so, man. How, so let's, let's, let's dig into that a little bit. How, how did you get on The Voice? How did you hear about the opportunity?
2: Uh, so a lot
0: of people don't know
2: that the year that I made it, I originally had tried out the year
0: before. Okay.
2: Actually, two years two years before that, I think. It um, got close, but didn't just like... All right, so I'll explain it. Obviously... Um, a girl that I used to date, uh, my ex, that was who first got me to um, try out or whatever. She had uh, mentioned the idea. I was very, like, I'm lazy is just <laughs> the honest, the honest. I was just lazy. Like, I was like, Oh I'll sing, whatever, but, you know. Um, and, and I didn't even watch shows like that at that time. I was just like, oh, whatever. And then I was like, man, maybe I should. Like, this could be cool, you know. And, uh, so I did it the old school way. Like, um, there is a couple ways you can get on those shows. You can be noticed via Insta, uh, Instagram or whatever. Um, but, uh, I did it the old school way where you stand in line and it just fucking sucks. And you're just standing there and standing there and standing there and you wait all damn day. And, uh, so I tried out in the first, the first year that I tried out, um, I made it all the way. to like it, at the end of the day, it's just you and you're in this tiny little room, uh, you know, probably like, I would say double size this room. And that's, that's pretty much it. And there's 10, there's 10 of you. There's like a blue X in the middle. And like, you go stand there and you sing, right? What people don't understand. And hopefully I don't get in trouble for some of this information. Cause some of this, we had to sign big contracts that we don't say, Right. Okay, but like, uh, I'll put it this way. There's a lot of shit that you go through uh-huh. before you before get to those blind auditions. Blind auditions. Yeah. Like there's not just like, bam, of course, uh, the year that I made it, there was 44,000 people. They said that tried out. What? And I made it on a group of 48 that made teams. Jesus. So, which is insane. Congrats. But thanks awesome. man. Yeah. yeah. It, it kind of still blows my mind. Cause I was just kind of, I just kept trying to give it my all and it just kind of kept working. So I was like, all right. But the first year I tried out, uh, it was me and this one other dude. And, um, I don't even remember what song I was singing at the time, uh, for for that particular audition. Oh, I do know. I sang um I sang uh Thug's Mansion, which I actually have a YouTube video out of me doing that song. Hell yeah. But uh so I sang that. The problem is is in the first in the first that first round, you're not with the people you see on T V. You're just with a casting crew, right? Uh like you're not even to the voice people yet. You're with a separate casting crew. And um I think it was called like McNulty casting or something like that. Uh, shout out. But anyways, uh, so we get in there. You don't have music, so you have to know your starting note. I fucked and my nerves made me start on the wrong note. Oh Luckily, no. I can carry a tune good enough to where I just freestyled the whole damn thing. Right. What i up happening though, is when they asked me what kind of artist I wanted to be, I didn't have an art. I didn't have an answer
0: for that question. Question's important to know the answer yeah. to guys. Yeah, to know that one. Yeah, I didn't. You can't,
2: you can't market like, I can't put you on the shelf and market you if you're like, well, I want to be fucking pop, country, indie, hardcore. It'd be like, the fuck, get the fuck out of here. Oh, yep. that wasn't you know what that mean? bad, though? That sounds right. dope. <laughs> sounds super <Yeah>. good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start a project. Yeah. yeah. Billy the Squid. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be so sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking, it's just gonna be so tight. Thrash, con- thrash country, dude. Thrash Ooh, country. I like it. I
0: like it. Yeah. So, uh,
2: so, um, so anyways, so I did that and I didn't get picked or whatever. I was like, damn, you know, I was all bummed out. Fast forward two years, uh, my now wife, uh, we were dating at the time. Um, she convinced me to give it another shot. So I was like, all right. So I did, um, I did, uh, heard it through the grapevine and I did, uh, Folsom Prison Blues, which is my granddad's favorite song. So I did that. Um, and anyways, ended up, they asked me what kind of artist I wanted to be and I had a better answer this time. What and, was your answer? Uh, I said, like, blues, rock, soul, like, just kind of in that vein. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. Because at the time, I, I did originally, I, I do love blues. I wanted to go more blues. And I still, this band will probably eventually write some shit that sounds more bluesy. It's just, I don't, I only know like three blues guitar chords. So I was just like, that's all you well, need to know. There you go. That's all you need to know in yeah, the blues. Right. It's literally one, four, five. That's all there you, you gotta know. So, <laughs> so I was just like, all right, well, um, so I kept advancing and um, not get too deep in that. But anyways, I kept advancing and I wound up to the blind audition stage uh, of things. And I will say, I will say, uh, cause I think I can disclose this information. When we found out, when we found out that, cause you're, you're flying, you're going to hotels. You're, it's, it's a big, it's like a big process, right? Um, like that took months. Like I started, I think I did my audition in February uh, I didn't. It took. I I made it on a team, got knocked out in the next round, and that whole process was just that w-
1: whole process was seven months. Cool.
2: Oh wow, well. seven or eight months. Wow. Well. They
1: like they expect you to just, like not have a job or anything like that. Uh, you get you
2: get paid. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. cool. You get paid while you're out there. You get like stipend and and, well, and nice. per diem and shit like that. So um, and every time you're on stage, you get paid, and I think the price increases the further along that you're. Yeah, with of the course. Show. Yeah. Um. So, because you're out there more, and, and the time is more, and you're having to do rehearsals, but anyways, so I made it to the blind audition stage. Um, it was insane. Uh, I actually got propo- I proposed to my wife. while I was out there, and wow. um, this one is of the guys LA? on do what this is L A. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so they have you at like this hotel, and it's very undisclosed kind of thing. But um, it was crazy, man, because because we get out there and. Uh, Well, before we got out there for the, for the voice, right. You're still with that, the casting company, the one I'd mentioned, right. They haven't turned you over to the TV side of things yet. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, they're, they're like, they're the ones who do all the vetting or whatever you want to call it. Right. And, um, it was funny because the lady comes in and dude, I think it was down to like 200 of us. Right. And you, every day you get an itinerary, like be here, wardrobe interview. Like it's very crazy. And, uh, it was like, uh, Team I guess there's like Two teams It's like Meet here Right uh, Meet here And you have to uh, uh, work, You know you're, I guess you find out The results Kind of thing What ends up What ends up happening Is uh, uh, we, You start just not Seeing people at the hotel You don't know why You're just like Oh shit wow. I ain't seen so and so For a little bit You Uh-oh. know A couple of days Cause If you don't have Anything going on Like you're pretty much Practicing your song Or you're like Chilling at the pool I mean this. There's not really shit else to do. You're just kind of hanging out. Um, and I was like, damn, I ain't seen so-and-so. I ain't seen so-and-so. So we're thinking like, did we make it? Did we not make it? You don't know. And the lady came in the room and she fucked with us so hard. She was like, I got some news, guys. And we're all like, damn, bro, that's it, that's it, right? There's like a hundred of us in this room. And she was like, I'll let so-and-so, and I can't even remember the girl's name. It was like, you remember those old 90s uh, music videos where everything's moving fast? And the person's moving and yeah, yeah, in, yeah. That, that type of thing, like old Atlantis Morissette type, type yeah, shit or whatever, yeah, right? yeah. All right, so, so, uh, she comes in and she's like, You guys are gonna be on TV, and dude, I swear to god, it was literally like, I can't even explain it, dude. It was just like mind, fuck, you know what I mean. First thing I did, there was me, um, oh god, I feel bad, I can't even remember the dude's name right now, but it was this kid amazing r&b singer I, I just off top we're still friends on instagram it's just i haven't talked to him since then but anyways we went up to my room and my granddad was still around at that time dude and it hit me right in the feels it almost hits me in the feels now talking about it but like i got to call him and tell him i'm making it on tv like i made it and uh, and it was cool that he got to be around for that because he was always my biggest supporter dude he would wear we still dream Hats and shit, <laughs> That's Like, awesome. like dude, yeah, yeah, <laughs> cool. dude. He bought all our shit. It was awesome. He had, we had, we still dream sunglasses, uh, like wayfarer style glasses. He had those, and it was just awesome, man. Had koozies and all that shit. But <laughs> anyways, so, um, so from there, it's just pretty much like a ser- Like, you still have more rounds, which is crazy. Um, you even have to go through, uh, like a psychiatrist type thing
1: are like, oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Basically to make sure if you don't make it on the show are you like, going to fucking cut everybody's heads off? Yeah. Much, you know what I mean? Are yeah, you going to go so and like freak wild. out, you know? Um, it was crazy. I almost didn't make it on the show because of that shit.
1: Oh, really? You didn't pass the psychiatry exam?
2: Dude, all right. So I, I have anxiety. I have sure. anxiety. Yeah. At the time, I was taking anxiety medication. Um, and I go in there and... So, you get off the plane, you get off the plane, and I hope I don't get in trouble for exposing all this stuff, but you get off the plane, so I'm jet-lagged, the first thing they do, like, literally, plane, luggage, to the hotel, 600-question test. 600.
1: (laughs) That seems excessive. They're the weirdest questions, dude. I'll tell
2: you a funny story.
1: It's like Blade Runner questions. And I'm stretching this
2: out, (laughs) so if if I'm long-winded, if y'all haven't caught on, so if this gets too much, just tell me to speed this shit up. It's interesting. So... One of the questions, and it's like a, a little old lady dude who's like over the test. And it and it's a it's a personality test basically, right? And um, the lady was like, uh, she was like, um, she was sitting up there. And I raised my hand and she goes, okay, you know, wh- what do you need? And I was like, everyone laughed at me too. And I'm a jokester anyways, but I really was being serious. I wasn't even trying to be funny. I was like, hey, this question says, have I done anything weird sexually? I was like. What you may think is weird <laughs> and what I may think is weird, right? So yeah. and she just laughed and was like, "Sweetheart, put the best answer." And I was truthful, but dude, they're weird questions because it's like yes, no, maybe, somewhat, maybe, yeah. or some shit. And I'm like, like some of the questions, I was like, I mean, I don't know, like maybe, like how <laughs> do I answer that? Like this sounds like Mitch like has- we're not going into like <laughs> I'm married, man. Like I ain't trying to get you know, but I ain't trying to get in trouble or some shit. But like if I've done anything weird sexually. How do I know what you think? You know what I mean? It's like weird questions like that. You know what I mean? So, long story short, uh, we do that, and I I go in, and the guy's like, seems here, uh, seemed a little anxious. And I was like, well, yeah, man, I thought we covered that already. (laughs) like (laughs) 600 questions. Already, already, I already told y'all, because you have to give them all your backstory, your medical history. I mean, it's like a big thing, you know? So weird. And um, uh, so... And you can get sued for a lot of money if you expose a lot of the information. I don't have as much as they would sue me for, so I'm just going to go for it on this podcast. Whatever, well, uh, tell all. So anyways, um, uh, so we do that, and the guy, he's talking to me, and he starts saying things like, I'm going to have to get my colleague in here to talk to you and stuff. And I'm like, thinking, ain't this a bitch? I'm about to not make it on the show, and I don't have shit to do with my singing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck, this sucks later dude all the stars aligned i have no idea how this happened i go big ass a big big ass hotel right i go in the elevator guess who's getting in the elevator with me at the same time the damn doctor (laughs) and he he kind of nudges me and goes don't worry about it bro you're good nice i was like yes and um and then from there man uh it's really just grueling like practice your song 24-7. Like, you're just in your hotel, like, hotel room just practicing and practicing and practicing, right? Um, and, but it's cool, though. It's crazy because you're in a hotel with, like, tons of contestants, right? And it's all undisclosed, like, you know what I mean? And, you're, and it's crazy because, like, have you ever sang in a hallway at, like, or the
1: stairway at, like, hotel yeah, with all the reverb right? and everything?
2: Uh, right? I did that quite a few times because that shit was so awesome but like, like the halo thing or whatever. Yeah. But we go in there and, uh, dude, it's crazy because you have every type of artist you can think of, right? You have the Lady Gaga's, you have the boys, the men's, you have the country artists. So it's like you go in there and like, there's like five part harmonies going on. That's cool. Like you walk by rooms and everybody's like, it's just insane, dude. It's so crazy. Um, and so we were there, um, I got my song, uh, which was uh, Gary Clark Jr. Bright Lights, nice, Ooh, nice. which Great is song. awesome. Yeah, um, I was listening to the song as I got, th- you know, that, uh, you know, I got to sing that song or whatever, and I was like, hell yeah! And so, um, the band there—it's c- crazy, man, because the band is just so the best. Jesus, it's dude, my dream it's job. It's be a guitar player in the voice, it's and fucking dope. insane. So the uh, guitar player is Pink's guitar player. Yeah. 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 Um, he was cool. He was just like super rock and roll guy. Like, Oh, what's up guys. And, um, Paul, which I can't think of his last name off the top of my head. Uh, he comes in, he's the music director. He's, he's the key player, but he, he's the band leader. He's yeah very outspoken about, he is the leader, you know? Um, he comes in there and he's been shares music director for like 15 years. So this guy like, don't fuck around, you know, he comes in there. And the first thing he says is, and there's like a hundred of us at this point, I think 96 or a hundred contestants at this point. He goes, we just learned 96 songs in a week. You can learn one song. Do not show up in my practice space unprepared or I will send your ass home. I love it. That was exactly what he said. And we were like, okay, cool. Cause when you're at that caliber, like when you're at that level, like dude, you just know, like the amount of people, like first of all, the hotel knows who you are. No one else can, right? It's like a secret, right? Because the show it can mess with the ratings. So like, you don't get to tell anybody where you're at. And um, but it's crazy, dude. Because like, everyone else knows, and like, you'll get these eyes from like employees. It's like, I know who you are, and it's it's cool, man. It's 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 really weird though. It's like a weird taste of what that life would actually be like. And some things were cool. Some things were like interesting, you know? Because you're in a hotel, and like, like if we left, you know, I'd have to like call for the the uh, drivers like i had to get socks one day and i had to have a driver drive me to target to get some socks. no shit and then sit out in the parking lot and just wait she sucked though she was an asshole <laughs> <laughs> she did she didn't want to talk so every time she would drive us, she hated her job i guess as a driver i would be like so what's your name where are you from wow i bet you like that is that crazy?" the whole time i would talk her ear off on purpose (laughs) and she just hated my guts it was fucking hilarious i was like fuck this man i'm gonna have fun with this shit like it's a once in a lifetime thing you know yeah i'm like it sucks you have to be my driver but you're not gonna kill my mood fuck this (laughs) so um so anyways um we did the rehearsal um went into the rehearsal which first of all let me just explain when you walk into rehearsal with these caliber of musicians it's very like your heart's just like boom boom B- b- it's intimidating. Oh, it is, dude, because they don't, they're not going to fuck up. Like, 100%, if, it, if anyone fucks up, it's you. Like, it's not going to be them, right? And the guy, this guy, like, his drum set, he's got, like, dude, it's so perfect. Like, they have to, like, wax it and wipe it down before you even go in or some shit, because oh, wow. it's insane. And he does the classic double pedal, not double, double pedal but, like, two fucking bass drums, you know? Like oh, that's super awesome. Super classic. Yeah, it's a you know? huge... Yeah. On the big riser and everything, you walk in, and they're like, all right, you ready to go? And So we did the rehearsal, and um, I, I felt like I could have did better, and it's hard, man, because... And you know this being a
1: Do you sing as well? I do harmonies, and harmonies. I, try, I sing on my own, but nobody should have to hear that. So, well, <laughs>
2: either way, either way, if you sing, you're... For, and, and you yeah, I can especially, sing. yeah, I can sing. I can sing, I can sing. I'm messing around. You know, like, that... If you're nervous, your voice goes, uh, Oh yeah. it squeezes, right? Oh, yeah. And you lose your voice quicker because your nerves are fucking with you, yep. right? So it's hard not to do that on that show. You're not breathing correctly either. Yeah. It's a whole thing, yeah. So anyways, and I'll speed this up a little bit. We did that, um, rehearsed for my, my uh, trusty sidekick, my roommate, Tom Rhodes. If you've never heard his music, check it out. He's incredible. Um, he's written tons of songs now that have been, like, all over, like, tv shows and shit which is awesome awesome um but uh he was my roommate and we would just practice and he would help me he would give me like critiques and then the big day came and it was just crazy man because like you get to bring your friends and family out there um and my wife uh and my mom were my friends and family that i brought out there and they're in the back with uh carson daly wasn't there on the episode that i was with but they're in the back and uh shit is crazy dude because we're back there uh, or uh, you know you walk on stage and you you have rehearsal like you have rehearsal obviously with something that big you know uh, it does look bigger on 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 TV than what it actually is but they have like the little X and you walk out there and dude the band does not start right out, out the gate so when you walk up you just hear and dude it is fucking scary the and there deal. is a crowd there is a crowd Yeah, yeah I've the seen crowd it. is um The first round I did, the crowd was 500. The second round was 600. So it's not an insane crowd, but it's definitely big enough to where, especially with something like that, and you can see the chairs, right? But the way those chairs are designed, you know who's sitting in them, obviously, but you can't see their feet. You're just like, holy shit, man. And the year I was on, it was Blake, it was Adam, it was um, Gwen Stefani, and Pharrell. You get up there and the band starts, dude, and you're just like, this is it. And you've already had tons of rehearsals like leading up to this point. Um, you have an actual vocal coach, which is not um, – you, well, you get signed to two. At first, I had a vocal coach. Um, gosh, I'm spacing here. Uh, Trelawney is the second one. I think she may still be the uh, – Trelawney Rose, I believe, is the last name. She's uh, the vocal coach for The Voice. But there was another lady who, I, who was my vocal coach up until after my blind audition. If you make a team, you get, you go to someone else, right? You get like passed around. And, uh, she was the vocal coach for American Idol for years, dude. Oh, nice. Yeah. And she really helped me with my big note. She helped me to learn when to breathe, how to pull from my diaphragm better, just all that stuff. Right. Um, and then years after being in a pop punk band where everything is singing way up here. And then I had someone like that help me just a little bit other than like maybe let's say four lessons ever that that's the only time i've ever had vocal coaching i taught myself everything and i learned power through pop punk because you have to sing powerful yeah and then you intertwine that with my hip-hop elements where my roots and soul that's where my sound comes from and then i'm the southern twang just comes from the fact that i'm just from georgia yeah so um or south georgia and um so anyways we get up there and adam turned first and you can watch all this or whatever but like adam turned first and i was like holy shit and he is a handsome ass dude i ain't gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> right so he turns around and it's weird because you see him and it's like fuck like just keep singing right keep singing and and they tell you that like before you go you have a lot of like pep talk and coach and your coach tells you like all right when you go up there like just keep singing right so you get up there and they 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 also stress the importance of seeing you're foolish until it's done. Like, right? Like, don't get, like, 90% done and then just kind of fall off because you've had X amount of judges turn around. And, dude, it was my last note. I did a falsetto, and it was that falsetto. And I don't – I'm not a – I can do falsetto, but I don't do it all the time. And I popped into falsetto and popped out, but and that got Blake to turn around. It's like, oh, shit. And it's crazy because what you see on TV is a very condensed version. You're up there longer, not singing, but – whenever they turn around and they're talking to you, right? Yeah. It, they obviously have to chop it up because Course, of time. Yeah. Right. But I was up there for a little bit. I would say, I mean, it felt like forever, but it was probably like three minutes or five minutes, probably realistically. And Gwen Stefani was like saying all these good things about my vibrato. And I'm like, well damn girl, why the hell did she turn around? You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> shit. Yeah. And then Pharrell, Pharrell didn't really say much to me. Like he didn't say anything actually, except who do you pick? That was it. That's all he said to me. I was like, all right, whatever. Um, and uh, I went in there thinking I was going to pick Blake because I'm from Georgia. And even though he does a way different kind of country than i like, to be honest, um, I'm not really into the pop country thing. Uh, I like the melodies, but that's about it. But um, I was like, I can vibe with this guy, this country guy. But Dude, it's just hard. And I said all this on the show, but it's hard not to pick who believed in you first right yeah and Adam was fighting man like, he was fighting for me like he, he was uh and of course they do a lot of banner back and forth which let me tell you that shit looks cool on TV it is awkward as fuck for the artist yeah because you're like
1: you're t- talking about them right here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right here yeah
2: right <laughs> here and you are just like joking and like being stupid and I'm like yeah all right well i like we good <laughs> you yeah. know like um, but it was so cool man and and it's hard because like they you know First of all, in the back of your brain, it's really scary because you know millions of people watch that. Yeah, millions of people see me, and I'm like, shit! Don't be stupid. Don't say something stupid. You know. So I made I made the team or whatever, and then um, and then you get paired up with who is going to be your battle partner. Mine was James Dupre, or Dupree, uh, however you pronounce that man. He's my dog though. I've talked to, I've kept in contact with him over the years. Um, he's done some really cool stuff. He released. Uh, he actually got the to tour. On a uh, Alan Jackson tour. Oh, really? nice! Yeah, um, and uh, it was either a full tour. He, yeah, and he was uh, he was in a movie with Alan. It was crazy, man. So That's shout awesome, out James. Man. But um, yeah, so uh, also fuck you, James, because you sent me home. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we we did the battle. Um, we did the battle, um, and well, I won't say. We did the battle We did the battle There's something I was going to say But I know I'll get in trouble if I say this Because it gives away details of the show But uh, We did the battle And um, James won uh, Carson Daly was there And You know Raised his hand or whatever James felt awesome I hated life So thanks again James <laughs> No I'm just kidding uh, And what's crazy is like This is This is part of the show I will give away You get off You get off stage Immediately Like if you don't make it Um they take you to a psychiatrist again, right? To make sure you're good. I mean, that's kind of like this whole Which thing is gets
1: fucked up, it, and, and they're just like picking random people across the fucking country, just fucking throw them in a fucking blender of just like fame for like 15 minutes. I mean, like you should be fine, yeah, afterwards. Right. But so it makes yeah, sense. Dude, I never would have thought of that, but like, yeah, you need that.
2: It's dude, it's crazy. So they took me to this lady, um
1: and dude, I'm upset.
2: Like, I'm upset. I mean, emo- I'm already an emotional guy, so I got like tears in my eyes. You could tell I was like, "Fuck, man." Because, like, your whole life you work for something, you get 90 seconds, and it's just, like, gone. Like, that's yeah. it, bro. And it's like, shit, that shit does something to you, you know? Yeah. Um, and the lady's, like, asking me all these weird questions, and I just, I was irritated. I didn't really want to listen. I was like, so I finally was like, ma'am, look, I'm not about to off myself, but no, I'm not, like, in a good mood right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm immediately happy after losing. Like, I'm either. not, like, stoked. I'm not about to go <laughs> blow my head off, but, like, so we don't have to do this dance. I'm good. I'm straight. But I need a moment to process what just happened. Like it this shit Well, sucks. that
1: quickly that they brought you in. The yeah,
2: it's like damn. Like bitch, this shit happened like should probably say bitch, but you know. Like, shit just happened like 10 minutes ago. Not even. Like 5 minutes. They like, literally I went in the van, y'all brought me over here to a different building. Yeah. Cuz it's all in, like the Universal lot. Right. And um and that was it, man. And it was like, all right. And and it's very like when you're done like like you're done, you know what I mean? Like like everybody's real cool. The cast was Amazing! The crew is all amazing people. Um, everybody from the... They had a barber there. They have, they have wardrobe. There's so many departments. The crew, there's like a thousand people walking around with walkie-talkies. Like, I've never seen so many walkie-talkies in my fucking life, you know? And it's like, everybody's so cool. The drivers, except for that one girl, she sucked. She sucked. <laughs> this. Um, but everybody else was really, really cool. Um, super nice. Um, but yeah, like, when your time's done, it's like... You're it's out. Very, very out. Yeah. And here's what's crazy. There was actually... No, it's, my just, I <laughs> it's just I think it's just
1: Ikea couch. It looked good in the store. Yeah. <laughs> I, but you don't ever sit on a couch at a store for three hours. You do it for five minutes I'm like this'll pass. And yeah. then I bought it. I'm like oh, oh, This sure. is good, dude.
2: Your side probably sucks because you don't have one of these, man. Well, actually,
1: no, no, I'm no, good. Cool, thank you I, like, o- I like it. No, no but thank actually. you for offering, but the tentacles, <laughs> the, the tentacles are actually doing pretty you good. You see where's
0: every show now. I
1: don't know. I mean, like, maybe not all the way, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to at the Billy the Squid shows. It's kind of, you've created something now. Well, yeah. at least for Halloween. I fucking love that you came up with it. That's, like, the best. I don't know how, because that's all I do is come up with fucking names, like, constantly, how I didn't <laughs> think of Billy the Squid. Yeah, that's a there good one. Go, but I appreciate um, it.
2: So, yeah, so, like, when you're done, like, you know, travel department, like, you have to go to this, like, they have a room or whatever, you go to the room, and are like, all right, well, this is your flight information, blah, 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 and it's very, very cut and dry, and, I mean, not in a bad way, it's just, like, you're, done. You're, you're done, done you know? yeah, um, I will say, there, there was, like, three different kids, man, um, they were younger, uh, like, their big thing, they come in there, you're not allowed to drink while you're there, like, at all. Like, it's just like, like, if you get caught, like, you, you can't drink. Like, no it's just not a thing. Um, kid, so anytime we had to go somewhere, you have to sign out in the production room. You have to say, hey, I'm walking to such and such. And you can walk, like, you can you can walk five miles if you want. You just gotta, they just gotta keep track of everybody where we're at and shit. And um, kid shows up in the production room, toasted, just, just shit-faced. That was it. Didn't see him again after that. Whoa.
4: So crazy. Immediately,
2: the travel department booked his ticket home, and he was out. It's just all. Another kid. Dude, remember? Okay, remember I told you Paul guy, the music director guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't show up. Okay, one thing I forgot to mention. They take your song. The band records a version of of them playing the song, right? And you get an email of that song, and they say, practice this, because this is exactly how we're going to play it. Kid goes on YouTube, learns a fucking remix. Oh, great. Shows up and they said, I, I, I don't know this for a fact. I heard this from hearsay because um, you kind of form like little wolf pack. Like I had a wolf pack. It was me. It was um, Kirlai Victor or Victor Corrali is how we would say it here in America. Um, Keith Simple, Manny Cabo, James Dupree. We were the wolf pack, dude. We were the crew. And uh, this particular in- contestant, like I didn't really know him so but i kind of knew some of the people that he knew so i kind of heard from them that he went in he starts singing the remix and paul was pissed he's like what the fuck are you doing and so he was just like get out you're done wow. That was it and when you're done like they book your ticket you're like literally like you may get to stay the next night maybe you don't maybe they fly you right home but that's it like you're done Whoa. Go pack
1: your bags go to the hotel like
0: you're out well, there's,
1: crazy. there's two things I want to talk about. First off, it's just, it's so mind-blowingly, like, out of, like, some fucking story, like, crazy sci-fi, that this even exists in the first place. That they're just, like, just, you know, crane-dropping people from all around the country to do this, and you're just basically just cattle yeah. at this point for numbers and everything like that. They treat you well. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. the whole concept of all of this is just so bizarre to me, like, like, it's like Willy Wonka or something. Yeah. And the other part, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say, but that was one of the parts.
0: Well, I'm curious. How much time did you get with Adam Levine? Not as much as
2: people think. Well, I um, think
0: almost no time is what they normally get. So, uh,
2: Well, I have friends that, um, like, I was roommates uh, with Jordan Smith um, at, at one point in my, in my stay out there, and Jordan won it. Like, he, he, he won that season. Uh, season nine, stupid good. I heard him singing in the shower one day. I got home from, from uh, got home, got back to the apartment. I got went and got lunch, and I was just like, yeah, that guy's gonna win, and sure enough, he did. It was just like, anyways, he's a freaking angel. But, um, but, he, I, like, it, if you advance in the show, you get more time. Right, right. as the show progresses. And the reason why people don't understand this and I feel like it needs to be understood. When you hear people on there cuz cuz I see in YouTube comments people get like like shit for like saying that they miss their families and stuff. People don't understand, dude, like they've been fucking gone a long time. Yeah. Like they've left their jobs, they've left they haven't seen. Now, sure like you have breaks where maybe they go back home, but the longer you're there, the long the more you advance in the show, the longer that you're there. Right. Of course. Right? That's more of the sacrifice and that's more of the competition whatever that that's the, it's built that way it's built to like push you to your b- boundaries and stuff and missing your family obviously will help with that but to answer your question um look at me remembering shit right i didn't fumble it right there That was you good did, right <laughs> but like no um we had so obviously like whenever he I, I, like um he picked me for his team i walk up i shook his hand he's like man I, you know, i'm excited to see what we're gonna do or whatever blah 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 and that was it. Right. You walk off. I shake all the, everybody else's hands and, and that's it. You leave. Um, and then we had two rehearsals. Um, once I made a team and I got paired up with James Dupree, our song was, um, fortunate son nice. and my mentor was John Fogarty. So I just got to kick it with John Fogarty. That's no fucking amazing. <laughs> right? Oh my God. Which was crazy. Um, uh, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, it's gonna be crazy that that I'm admitting this. I had no idea who he was.
1: You know, John Fogerty. I did know who he was, but
2: I didn't <laughs> know that I knew who he was. Oh,
1: okay. And then
0: I pulled him up. I was like,
2: "That's this guy. Like that's who I. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? He sang the song. Like yeah. this <laughs> is this guy. Yeah. Right? Oh man. So um, it's
1: crazy, man.
2: Like it would blow people's mind. Um, and I don't try to hide it. Like I'm an open book type guy. Like I don't know a lot of artists. Like, like I know them, but I don't realize I know them because I don't know them by name. Yeah. Like I just, I hear the music and I'm like, I, I know this song, but I don't know who wrote it or whatever. Yeah. But anyways, so we go in this room and it's insane, dude. And again, uh, I don't know if they have this episode up, but maybe if it's on Hulu, I don't, I don't know. But anyways, um, I have it, I have it on DVD so they can never delete it. I have it. Right. So, uh, NBC suck it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, Um, so we walk in there and it's like the big grand piano and every stage, every setup that they have is just incredible. Right. So you go in there and it's me, uh, Adam Levine and John Fogarty and, and James, my, my contestant, my buddy, we're sitting, we're sitting in there and I'm like, this is really happening. Right. And I, and I knew him well enough to know, like he's in the rock and roll hall of fame and like, this is a big deal. Right. Um, and so we start talking and, Two things happened, technical issues that ended up working on my benefit because I got to kick it with John Fogerty longer. First thing happened, my mic stopped working, and uh so they had to fix the mic adam Levine he got kind of like irritated and uh he's he's he <laughs> he's particular we'll put it that way right he he likes what he likes, yeah, I know what that means so um so John Fogerty... uh he starts just telling us about uh, writing "Fortunate Sons," where he was sitting on his bed when he wrote this whole story, where his head was at. And Vietnam War had just happened, so he had a lot of a lot of thoughts going through his mind, and just every dude just literally just sitting there, just tell This is like shit people would pay for. I mean, this is like behind the scenes, yes, yeah. form type shit. We're just sitting there talking. Um, they start up again. Then the guitar uh, was out of tune that that they handed us um or it it was out of tune or like the electronics was messed up it's hard to recall these things because i can't explain how much your heart is beating Yeah, your adrenaline's just going yeah it's like you're you're like i'm collected like i'm there i'm in the moment but i'm so in the moment to where when that moment's passed it's like you're like what just happened you know like you're so hyper focused you know and um so we're sitting there and that happened and like Dude, I felt I felt bad for like the guy that worked there because Adam got on his ass, which I totally understand where he came from because he was in the middle of saying something and it's all filming, you know what I mean? Like, and he's in the middle of saying something, and he was really on a roll with talking and it was going really well, and then that happened. And when you're at that level, it's like, dude, y'all are getting paid stupid money, everybody is. So it was like, why is this guitar out of tune? You know? Yeah. Like, you just gave me an attitude. Like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. He's like, what the fuck, guys? I'm, fu-, you know, like, he he was he was mad. Um but uh but that that was a crazy moment and then we had one other rehearsal where they more or less like the first rehearsal you're figuring out the structure how you're going to do it right you show them they kind of tell you like this and this right the second rehearsal is them fine tuning in between those rehearsals you're going to an actual vocal coach like the coaches on there are not your vocal coach they're a producer they're yeah. what a producer. They're the Josh Cobb, right? Right. They're like, hey, you've already done it all. What if you did this? Right. And right. You, you have complete creative control. Like, you can be like, no, I don't want to do that. No. Like, no one's probably going to tell Adam Levine that. <laughs> yeah. John, John Fogarty, you know, especially in that round, because... um, Actually, no, that round... Yeah, that round's up to the judge. So... On the app, people can vote, right? In the earlier rounds, even though it doesn't count. Um, it's the first three rounds are solely up to the ju- uh, to, to your to your coach. Um, but people can still vote for fun. So on the app I had won. But the coach chose James. So see, we kinda tied, dog. Like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but uh but yeah, so um it was a wild ride, man. I mean, that's that's it's pretty much story, uh, one man. of the guys on my team. Uh, shout out Manny Cabo. He just went through a bunch of crazy stuff. He lives in Jersey. They had like the storm there, man. It's like house flooded and stuff. So I hope everything's going good, man. Love you. Uh, but that's my dog Manny, and um, he uh, he is a photographer, like super awesome photographer. And he took photos. He like whenever I proposed for uh, for my wife. Oh, really? Proposed to my that's wife, amazing. yeah. For my wife. Proposed to my wife, yeah. Um, it was him and like a handful of the other contestants. I was like, well, shit, man, he, he did photography. I was like, you want to do my engagement photos, bro. And so they got there. Somehow my mom did not spill the beans, which still to this day blows my mind. Uh, but I had already paid the ring off and she brought it to LA. Only, like sitting beside my wife, never spilled the beans. Well, I waited till they were in the air and I called my mother and father-in-law and asked for her hand in marriage. Cause I knew, okay, she's in the air. Y'all can't call her and give away, give it away right now. That was that was scary, <laughs> like we're cool, but that that was scary, because I like had to call it like not so much with her mom, but with her dad. I was like, man, I didn't even I, I, that was scary. Yeah. So if you are watching this, it was scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, but it was cool. I asked, I asked uh for their ble- for her you know the blessing hand of marriage, man, and and yeah,
0: it was it was really cool. So that'll always be like a cool story. Yeah, Yeah, man, Studio City, man, it's
2: like a fucking fairy tale.
0: I'm, I'm curious, uh, what, what do they offer the winners? Are you allowed to say is like a development deal or like what, like, like what, what happens Um, after that? So, I know. Yeah, (laughs) I know.
2: Can the world know is the question? Yeah. Um. So. uh, You you well you get well actually it's public knowledge like you get. Um, Signed to Republic Slash Universal Records You get a deal um, You get a car I believe Cause every year I don't know if it's the car company like changes I think it's the same I think it's Honda If I'm Or maybe Toyota Honda or Toyota Definitely one of the two But anyways you get a car You get a deal um, And then you get uh, There's one other thing I can't remember
1: I didn't make it quite far enough to figure it out. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> but uh, my friends give me shit for that all the time. I think
1: you did make it very far, man. That's insane. How many people want to be on this thing, and then you got literally that far. I mean, it uh, the odds of you even getting picked in the first place. Yeah, are dude, insane. it's
2: it's weird, man. Like it's still something that like I was like I said, my adrenaline was going so high, and I just went through the motions, and then it was like you're on this ride, and then you're home, and I was like, it's weird, man. Like. Like I said, I'm like I'm a barber, um, and when I when I went there, I was I was they actually introduced me as that like Florida barber, you know, singer whatever. And I didn't have a band at that time. I will say, anybody watching, if you want to go on the show, like get your shit together before you go a little bit because then you have something to pr- to promote. Yeah, totally. Release a single, like release a single right before you freaking go. Yeah. So That way, if you go on the show, you can promote it. I didn't have any music to promote. I didn't have anything to promote. I got home. And I had just graduated barber school. almost didn't graduate barber school because I was leaving so much. You know, you can only leave so much legally. So I, like, barely made the cut. Um, graduated. And then uh, I really, at the time, I was just like, man, I got to focus, like, building my clientele. You know what I mean? Like, I got to get my clientele up, you know, get my clients up and stuff. And uh, so I just, like, <laughs> did the voice, came home, didn't do music for, like, three years. Oh, wow. I would recorded stuff. I recorded a whole EP. I just never
1: released it. Like literally paid everything, mixed and mastered. Why was that? Is that something to do with the fact that you were on that, Um... or are you just like sick of it, or no? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, just wondering if it actually did do something to you. You know what I mean?
2: No, I I had gotten um, mm, that's a good question. I had gotten married or not married, but I was engaged. Right, um, she has two kids from her previous marriage, so. I was like, all right, I'm about to be a stepdad. Um, we have a little guy together now, which I had, was mentioning earlier. But, like, so I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, like, I got to provide and I got to, I got to, you know, I want to step up to home plate and, you know, really, really knock it out of the park kind of thing. And uh, so I focused on my clientele, I focused on my craft um, of barbering and just get my skills up and my clients up, which I did. Um, and then uh, – there was no real reason. It was just like I didn't have a band at the time. And the voice was like this cool thing where like it was my way of proving to myself like,
3: all right, I got it.
2: Like if I need it, I got it. You know what I mean? Like it's, like I, I can do this. You Absolutely. Know? And then I came home and I was like, all right, you know, and really and truthfully, best decision I ever made, man. Honestly. Uh, OK, that might be far fetched. It, best decision was if I would have had a fucking band and had an album out at the time, because <laughs> I could have <laughs> rode the boat. But taking that hi- hiatus or whatever you want to call it, uh, it allowed me to find my sound. Yeah, which is the hardest thing I think for an artist. Um, I grew up doing so many different genres. Like you could tell me to sing country right now, and I could put twang to my voice and make my voice sound like that. You could tell me to sing Daughtry and I could make my voice sound like that. But then I can sing R and B and Boys to Men and stuff like that. And because I can do all those things, like, that may sound cool, but it actually kind of sucks because it's hard to figure out, like, well, who am I in all of that? And you yeah. got to weed through the fucking bushes and figure out, like, weed through the brush and figure out, like, all right, who is Dustin Monk? Like, who do I want to sound like? And the answer is it's actually a combination of all those fucking things. Right. You know what I mean? Um. So so it was tricky for me to figure out who I wanted to be and what I wanted to to sound like but to go back to your question like there wasn't there wasn't like some defining moment where i was like okay i'm not gonna do that or, 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 or i don't want to do this anymore i wasn't mad i wasn't bitter I, I loved the experience i would do it all over again um i i because it's, it's something that so many people will never get to experience dude like it was amazing like um and i made some amazing friends out there And not to mention, when you're out there, like, you do go in each other's hotel rooms and jam around with, like, the other contestants. You get to jam with people that are just like, holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, I can hit a run, and they can harmonize the whole damn run. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm like, this is awesome, you know? Yeah. So, so it's it's a fun experience, man. Not to mention, like, I don't ever get to go to California. So, I was like, (laughs) I get to hang out in California, do music, be on TV, get paid while I'm out there. Like, have people to drive me to Target to get socks. Like, this is pretty fucking... It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's yeah. a
1: very, very good attitude. I think mean, that's what I, wa- I was asking—is were you like bitter, and that's why you stopped? Uh, I
2: wasn't. I wasn't bitter. Um, I don't even. I don't want to say burnout is the word. Um, maybe a little exhausted.
1: You said it was like seven months, right? Yeah,
2: off and on, but yeah. but like you, you fly out there, you do some things, you come back, you know, whatever. But uh, I was definitely exhausted. Yeah, that for makes sh- more sense. I, I was just tired. Like I was like, um, and really and truthfully, man, I love barbering. Um, lately, I've been <sighs> going into autopilot mode at work, kind of like, like I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. Um, but used to, I was just like, man, I was obsessed with barbering. Like um, now music, because I've been so busy with that, especially since April and we had the lineup change and stuff. Uh, and, and me handling everything now I've had to take roles and positions that I wasn't used to taking, you know? And, um, that on top of being, I've worked myself up now. I work in St. Augustine, like two to three weeks in advance always is how much, how long I book out. Um, like I had a guy today, he just booked all his appointments till Christmas, you know? Well, cool. So it's like, I stay booked, um, with that and then doing that and then music. And then I have three kids, one who turns three next month. So it's a lot, you know. It's a lot to juggle, but um no, I would I would I wouldn't say I was bitter. Uh uh I've I've came close, I will say recently, to trying not to get bitter just because it's so fucking hard to find people who And this isn't a jab at anyone. It's just it's just hard to find people who dream as big as you do. Sometimes, yeah, man. Like it's hard. You know what I mean.
1: Like especially you have have like especially money. when you get older and every, you got all these responsibilities. Yeah, people are I, just so easy to just throw it away to do other stuff. And yeah, and, and, I, and
2: I get it, dude. Like I 100,000...
1: I I, yeah, I I do. don't. I just I don't know what the fuck else I would even do. Like yeah. there's a, like if you took that away from me, like I'm just like I I don't I don't know what I would do. like, dude. Walk yeah. into like the I've ocean. heard stories of like my brothers.
2: like bands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. That was That's good so stupid Oh my I've god I've heard I've heard stories of bands Like fucking um, I've heard stories of bands Making Just stu- Like wedding bands Dude Just stupid, stupid No I know mon- Like insane money Yeah And I'm like From that perspective I'm like I get it It's easier right Like it, it's 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 in a sense of like you know what the reward's gonna be at the end of the line. Yeah. Right? It's very cut and dry. Play this, do this, you'll get this at the end of it, right? Whereas chasing a dream, like, it ain't like that. It's like you could do this, 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 this and this, take take this turn, take this turn, come back, and you still don't get shit at the end of it. Yep. Right? And I think for me, my biggest my and and, and, and I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot in the past like four months. Um May, June, July, August, yeah. Four or five months. Um I've learned to, I'm trying to learn to enjoy the ride. Yeah. I'm not good at that because I am a, I am a entrepreneur type spirit. Like I'm a like mover and a shaker. You know what I'm saying? What can we get into next? Like let's get this. Let's kill this shit. And when you're like that, you don't enjoy what you already like, like the shit I have now. Like I'm a homeowner, three kids, beautiful wife and family. Like those are things that like fucking eight years ago, five, like well six seven years ago i would like kill for that you know right, nice yeah. truck like i got like i got i got some things that i busted my ass for you know what i mean like fuck i can afford to pay someone to cut my grass like that's fucking cool but i busted my ass to like get to that point you know mm-hmm. what i mean and it's cool to like like i have to remind myself of that shit sometimes i have to like step back and go like man where this band is now like i w- like we're playing like fuck we just played daily stage or we played like the amphitheater like we've been doing some cool shit you know and it's like those are stages that I wanted to get on, like, two years ago. Um, the, the thing is, though, is I get scared of, like, you can enjoy it, but you can't enjoy it for too long, right? No, oh, yeah. You enjoy it for too long, like, three years go by, and you're still in the same damn stage. Yeah. Like, you didn't advance. You didn't grow. You didn't progress, you know? And I watched this thing the other day. Uh, it was Steve Harvey. I, I'm a fan of a lot of the shit he says, man. Like, he, he um, when it comes to, like, uh, what, what do you call um motivational speaking like he says a lot of really you know and, and, and I watched this thing anyways it was like a little Instagram clip it was very quick but he said something that I've always said and, and it was cool to hear somebody else say it, especially like him it was like you'll never be successful if you don't put yourself in an uncomfortable situation first Yeah. right because if it was fucking easy everybody would just do it right Right. like everybody would just do it if it was totally it. And, and, and I have to remind myself when I get in those moments where it's very hard and I'm not gonna lie I've been kind of kind of a mental rut here recently. Um, and I won't get too deep into it, but it's just, it's just a lot. It's a lot to juggle, right? And um, you get in those moments where you're like, this is it. This is the fucking test. Like, people talk about li- like, it testing you. This is it. This is the fucking test. And I have to look in the mirror and go, like, do I want to fail or do I want to fucking pass? You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And and so for me, I just have to keep reminding myself, like, just fucking go. Like, even if you're, like, inching forward, you're still going forward, right? Yeah. Because, dude, I, I I struggle, and I'll openly admit it. I struggle with these streaks of, uh, I don't know if laziness is the word, but I get, it's like there's so many things to do that I overthink how many things to do. Like if there's 10 things to do, I'm like, fuck, there's 10 things to do. I overthink it so hard I don't do any of them. Yeah, the you things. shut down. Yeah, totally. You just, you just you just shut down. And I'm sure you've been there. Oh, man. yeah, 100%. It's a lot like like you guys. Pl- I see you guys, you guys play a lot like and, 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 and releasing the album and stuff. I follow you guys stuff like I know the behind the scene. That shit looks cool on social media to fans. But just anyone watching, if you're if you're just a, an avid watcher, a lover of music, but you don't play music or you're not in a band, just know all the shit you see. There's a thousand moves behind the oh scenes man, to make so those fucking work, to make those, even this right now, like as soon yeah. as we're done playing. Up. Like, y'all have to upload it to Spotify or, or whatever y'all use All the platforms, yeah. All the platforms, type the fucking description, yep. maybe run some ads. I don't know what, what y'all's, I don't know, I don't know the process, you know, I'm not the chef, but I'm just saying there's a fucking kitchen involved.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I've, gotten, I've gotten pretty good at it, though, and I've got like a, uh, a, ske- system. a system, a schedule, just everything to the point where I don't have to even think about it half the time anymore.
0: Well, we have we we've we've had to learn how to use the platform. Oh, yeah. like we've had to like learn how to like I've had to learn Photoshop to be able to do like thumbnails and create flyers. I learn like, how to use OBS and, yeah. and uh, Premiere
4: Pro and, and
0: all the research we've done on like you know using the right hashtags yep. on social media and like how other Dude, like watching that's a other thing, podcasts right? and seeing how they're doing things and like just. Just all the stuff, man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and video editing, the stuff that you're doing. It's like you know. And then uh, sifting through all, like you know, now it's gonna be a three-hour episode. Sifting through shit like that, and I like even got and, a schedule and, for that too. And I,
1: I, I even like, cause I go back and just listen to the whole damn thing.
0: Yeah, it's like it's just it. It, it is. There's a lot of work that goes into everything. You know what I mean? Mikey's
1: it's, was three hours, so I don't feel bad. No, that's, don't feel bad that's, at all. That's it's kind of what it has been the past a uh, uh, couple of weeks. Actually, they've gone on to three hours. But yeah. As long as y'all are listening, well uh, just give us a note if you want us to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah. it's, bring it, out the the Dave Chappelle. Hey, tell that man. Dustin
2: Monk hey, no. guy to shut the fuck up. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> everything you've said, I wanted
1: to know. Like, I, I'm like just intently listening about that whole experience, about the voice and everything. That's incredible. That yeah. shit's wild. I love that story. It That's still amazing.
2: blows my mind.
1: That that like
2: that really fucking happened. It
1: Blows my mind. I'm sitting next to you. I've never met anybody who's done that before. was <laughs> like, uh, oh.
2: It is. What did
1: Adam Levine spell like? <laughs> um raspberry i know it <laughs> i can just tell that's when the maroon comes it was from weird when i was on top no i'm just kidding. whoa <laughs> this is a real tell-all dude Nah, man um <laughs> uh, he
2: uh he's a good looking guy man um good genes man good genetics keep it up yeah. yeah but not uh it's crazy when i got when i got back because like i said i was doing barbering when i got back the first barber shop that i worked at um i'll never forget man like So when you come back, like, or when you're on those shows, uh, you have, I guess you would publicists, like you, you have publicists, um, that reach out to like channel four news and like all these news. Right. So I was on like Jacksonville news and like doing, doing different news station stuff and you have like this wave. Right. And again, I, I did not ride it. Like I wrote it, I wrote it all the way in the shore and just fucking sat there for like two, three years. Yeah. But like, um, I went to the barbershop, shop dude, and I did not want to do this, but they wanted to do a, a story. I had not started at this shop yet. I didn't start to like the next week, right? Like I already <laughs> had my chair, like it was reserved for me, but I had not started. I don't know any of these guys. And the <laughs> first shop I worked at, um you're walking in the lion's Den. it was uh <laughs> we'll just we'll just we'll just leave it at that. It was an interesting place. Um, so we go in there. All these guys are looking at me like who the and, and it, it was weird because they made me look like I was trying to be Mr. Hollywood and I wasn't. Like I'm like, yo, that they wanted to do this. Like they wanted me to come in here. And like I'm playing music, like they got cameras, we're in the barbershop. I'm like, oh, oh my god. god. Bro, there was ten of us and this was uh you know what square, I don't even care. It was a hood shop, bro. Like it is weird. <laughs> yeah, it was it is. All my friends that. watching this. If y'all went to the bar, y'all know it. Y'all know I ain't lying. I ain't even going. Whatever. <laughs> I won't put the name out there. There's gonna be some people maybe mad at me, but um, whatever. I don't care. But uh, so you can imagine when I walked in there. Yeah. You know, it was like rap music going, and it was like everybody's staring at me. I'm like, oh god. But it was cool. I earned my stripes there, man. I earned my stripes in that shop, and I got cool with everybody. But definitely, that was a weird first impression because it was like, like, dude, I've cut people for three years. That just found out I did the voice thing. Oh wow, like a good bit actually. And they're like, "Why are not you say that about it?" I'm like, "You didn't ask." <laughs> I like I don't know. Hey, by the way, were you ever on The Voice? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like which, which and I know that that's a funny response when I say it, but they're like, "Why did you never say anything about it?" I'm like, "I don't know, cause I don't have shit with me cut, to do with me cutting your hair," you know. Yeah. Now I've learned to, I'm learning to embrace it, and cause I was really weird about it. I wouldn't talk about it. People are like, "Why?" Like, are you not proud of it? I'm like. Nah, like, I'm proud of the accomplishment. Like, I worked my ass off to, like, I practiced the shit of that song. I could have sang that song frontwards and backwards. But, like, I knew every note and everything. So I worked hard for that. But the thing is, is it was, uh, I just felt douchey. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't want people to think, like, I was trying to, like, yeah, I've been on the voice. I'm fucking cool. Like, nah, man. Like, I just, like, I just did it and I made it and shit. Maybe if you can sing and you do it, maybe you'll make it, too. I don't fucking know. I just <laughs> I just did it. You know what I'm saying? It worked out for me. I don't know. Um, but but I, so I didn't really talk about it that much. And I've learned like, like with putting it in the bio, and like our website and shit, like I you our bio and stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, Our uh, website's still under construction, by the way. But uh, I've learned like, OK. This is something I did, and this is big for a portfolio, and so I've had to learn to embrace it, and yeah. and I've learned how to do that and not feel weird about it, you know. Because for a while, like I just wouldn't talk about it that much. I don't know. It
0: was weird. Yeah, I mean, but it, I wasn't.
2: It wasn't again because I was bitter. It wasn't because of that. It just was all. because just like it happened to me. I'm cool. Like it's cool. No, I'm cool. <laughs> it's cool, and and we keep it moving. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: No, I mean it. It is weird to like to to. To kind of boast about the things that you've done as an artist yeah. or whatever. And I, I get that. Uh, unfortunately, especially nowadays, as a musician or as an artist coming up, you kind of have to not view yourself as as yourself and remove you, yourself from who you are. Your brand. Yeah, you're the brand. And you got to talk about it. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. Uh, everybody that I know knows what I'm doing, unfor- uh, for better or for worse. I d- trust me. It's not my natural instinct to talk about this shit. Yeah. It's not gonna want to tell everybody in the world, like, hey. So I just released a record with my band and this and that. Like I don't want like like my natural instinct is to not be that way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just it talk and If
2: it comes up, it comes up.
0: If it don't, it don't. That's but but unfortunately, in this industry, we have to take ourselves out of that yeah. shit and and stop being so like humble about things. Like we have to we have to brag on what we're doing. Otherwise, yeah. if you don't believe your own hype no one else is. Dude, I'm still getting
2: better at like, like I've gotten to the point where I talk a lot more about it, but, I, but it's, 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 it was not something I talk a lot about. Um, I've just now gotten to the point where like, like now, like every time I have a new client in the chair, cause I have a TV with a uh, YouTube right there while I'm cutting their hair. I'm like, like so, what do you guys sound like? I'm like, let me show you.
0: Yeah, put on the and voice. We, yeah, we'll,
2: we'll put on what we we'll put. I put on the record because like you, it's on YouTube. Oh, nice. So I'll play the record or I'll play the music video, and they're like, man, you know, I like that or what you know, whatever they say, and I'm like, well, come out and see us, you know. And so I try to promote it a little bit more. Um, one of my buddies was like, dude, you should frame some of the pictures from the band or maybe from the voice and put it like around your station because I like the other guy I work with. He 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 jokes around. Um, Shout out Edwin, but. uh he always, um, he calls my my corner of the barbershop a thrift shop because I have like all antique stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, fucking yard sale over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So, but one of my buddies was telling me I should put some of the pictures in. I may do it, man, but it, it's 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 been it's taken me a while to like. Be like, hey, I can talk about this and not
0: sound like a douche. Like, hopefully, I don't. Maybe everyone watching's like,
2: nope, you do. No, I'm, but, uh, f- I'm
0: fascinated. So, um, yeah. d- it's, it, it's it, even so. It's like it doesn't even matter. That's just what you have to do, right? It's like, yeah, you it's like it's what you, you gotta have to talk do. About you know, it, unfortunately,
2: yeah, it's like, you know, if you're in the room and you're in a room with ten people and no one knows who you are, you can have the m- most fire ass record anyone's ever heard, but there's gonna be nine people that don't know shit about you if you don't speak up
0: hey man when you get on stage half the time at the level that we're at most people don't know who you are and you're so you yeah. get you're getting on that fucking microphone you're letting them know who you are right that's you it you can dude. do that off the stage too that's yeah, it that's dude. all it is and that's
2: and that's like for me man it's like uh it's it, it just goes to show like like being on the voice being on a show that millions of people watch and shit i can get on the stage and like so many people don't know who the hell i am and it just goes to show like you can't ever stop like it doesn't matter what your name gets to like if you stop people will forget about you
0: yeah 100 percent. Right? there was
2: a time where i probably could have got on stage in jacksonville and a lot of fucking people probably would have known who i was i didn't pick that time to get on stage i picked later, <laughs> later after they forgot about me but <laughs> yeah but um but no so so it's just like keeping that in mind and, and just keeping the grind going, man. Like And it's hard, dude. There's been so many times where I've, I have gotten jaded and I have just wanted to give up and I've just been like, not give up, but just be like, hey, man, Like I'm just going to go play, make some money and have fun. So I get that. I, that. When I say I get it, that's when I say I get it. Because those thoughts start sounding really good sometimes. You're like, damn, dude, I can just go play and make money and go home. I don't got to worry about writing a record. I don't got to worry about any of this shit. I just make money, have fun with my friends and go home. But it's like, that doesn't fill my cup. Ultimately, That doesn't yeah. fill my creative cup. It doesn't get my like juices going. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, dude, when I write a song, like, and you're in the practice room and it's that you write that one thing and it hits and everybody knows it's hitting. It's like, yes, dude, this is it. This is that shit, you know? Yeah. And everybody feels it and it's like everybody's hype and everybody's so excited and I there and then you go and play it in front of someone that's heard the song and then they're excited and singing the words back to you. No better feeling, dude. It's like the best shit ever. Like, I don't care sex, anything, bro. Like that's that <laughs> shit. For me, that is the best feeling in the world, dude. It's yeah. incredible.
0: I hear you, man, one hundred percent.
1: But uh, anyways, I one hundred percent agree with you too. Yeah, that's like, just my favorite as well. Like nothing beats it. It's it's the bee's knees. Well, because
2: it's 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 uh, as a musician, if we play music and we don't go out into the world and have someone uh validated it. validate it yeah like yeah. then it then it's like it's like you it's like you build a house in the middle of the woods on a road that's like blocked and no one can get to yeah it's like you did a bunch of work but like no one will ever know it's just like you just built some shit right so it's like when you go to a when you go to a stage and you get to perform it in front of people It's like they moved the roadblocks out of the road. People can finally get to the house now. People can see what you did. And then when they start walking in that bitch, you're like, yes, they like the house. You know what (laughs) I mean? And hopefully someone purchases the house
0: and you get to live happily ever after. 100% man. But anyways. Well, on that note, let's, do, let's get to unpopular opinions. Oh my goodness,
1: where are we at? Where I actually thought of one today.
0: For. You thought of I one? I, ha- I think I have one. Well, uh, all right. Well, hold so on. Hold on, How do Does it. it work? So we we do we do three of them first each. Uh, we okay. us, And then you, then you get your one. And then they you get yours at, at the end. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. 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 So, all right. so go ahead, Bill. I'm excited about this. Um, yeah, my
1: better. first unpopular opinion is I personally uh, I like the Atlantic Ocean over the Pacific Ocean.
0: You're a fucking crazy person.
1: Well, I just, I feel like the Pacific Ocean uh, is always cold. Always. And as a cold-blooded animal, I just prefer the Atlantic Ocean.
0: You're a warm-blooded animal. Oh, because so you're a squid. <laughs> <laughs> I can
1: kill it. <laughs>
0: kill it, dude. Right, you just saw that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. I'm
1: so doing a thrash country uh, band, <laughs> thrash country with BTS, uh, you dude. You said indie
0: rock too, so it was, put some tame Impala yeah, in there too. Yeah, it's just going to be, be thrash country. Um, it's be all right. So my that. first unpopular opinion is, this is no offense to you, uh, I don't, My big pop punk guy. Yeah. I just, I can't fucking stand it. That's yeah. where I'm at with when it.
1: I, when I was growing up and everything like that, that's like all there was. But now I'm just like, yeah, there's like a resurgence of it coming back. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, I, I think it's just got to stay it. in
0: the early 2000s. That's that's more what I meant with it.
1: I just, I, I think everything goes in cycles. I just never, never in a million years would have guessed that that was going to be like popular again. Yeah. Because it died out so quick. Yeah. yeah. And quick. then I'm just like, what a funny what? thing is, it didn't. I don't like pop punk that much either. Yeah, I had <laughs> and a I didn't, you were gonna say
2: that, which is I why I put it on here. I didn't really. I like music, right? Um I like music, but sometimes I like music in a way that where I can vibe with a certain genre and do what I like over it, but it doesn't mean that I necessarily like the genre. And that makes me sound arrogant maybe, but like it's not the that's not what it is. There are there are definitely pop punk bands that I like, don't get me wrong. Um but like I was not a huge Newfound Glory fan. Can't right? stand them. We played we played music like Newfound Glory. Um they had they had some songs that I like, don't get me wrong but i wasn't um i wasn't a big newfound glory fan i wasn't a big blink 182 fan
0: couldn't stand them either
2: um
1: you were just so cool back when you were a kid dude i'm telling you i'm talking to him i yeah. have some
2: friends i have some friends you that like blink that are crucified like i have some old. friends that are crucifying you right now they're I'm they're sure. obsessed with blink i get it um but uh for me That's a, a lot of the, so i don't know what you call the genre but like we kind of started doing this on our last record we started going this direction which i guess you would call it I don't even like calling it pop punk. It's really just darker alternative, but it was it was blowing up in the pop punk scene. It was like darker, like very darker sounding music, and I like that shit. I like weird dark stuff, like, the, like, like like the used or like. Uh, um, kind of the used was more like like I guess like emo. screamo, or emo yeah. or whatever. They were fucking tight. I like that shit. Yeah, but I liked it when I was. Do like, you mean school. like
1: Evanescence? No. Um, like that kind of vein. Where no, it, there were some bands like, like, I don't even like ever Park heard of maybe? them. There,
2: there was bands like. No, because th- that was more – that wasn't really in the pop-punk, like, warp Tour world No, it as wasn't. Much. But, but, like, like there's uh, – I don't know if you've ever heard of any, any of these bands, but there was bands like uh, um, Citizen, uh, Story So Far. Um, anyways, there some bands that were, like, big in that, those genres. And um, they were just coming out with this, like, darker material. Balance and Composure was a really, really tight band. Um, maybe they're still around i don't even know but i those were bands that i used to uh, brand new was really fucking tight
1: yeah brand new i know them, of course yeah. So dashboard like, yeah but so but they weren't like it wasn't like
2: pop punk but again it was in that umbrella and they were all in the same circle and was, you may go to a show and hear here one of those dude. bands you know so um
1: but yeah so that's that's funny
2: yeah
0: what's your second one bill
1: um i actually love fried calamari it is like one of my <laughs> favorite foods ever i know that's unpopular it's
0: not unpopular at all everyone loves calamari well, with literally the, everybody loves with, calamari with
1: the buds back home it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not the not the greatest op- opinion to have
2: i definitely have never had calamari Actually, fried, fried you calamari? are from southern
0: georgia huh yeah i, yeah. Just, it. I love it so maybe
2: much. my wife wa- my wife's from up north um most of what i've had is the same circle of stuff it's like cream corn mashed potatoes fried chicken yeah, you know, fucking food that you just want to go to sleep afterwards. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but it also getting to that sl- nap is the best thing
1: ever. That is true. <laughs> like yeah. You get the itis nap. Yeah. Like, Got the like, but then afterwards you're just like fuck. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> like,
0: I feel terrible. Definitely. Um. I like how. Cal- I mean, everyone loves fried I feel calamari. Like I
2: tried it with my wife before. Maybe.
1: I don't know. I'm sure it's good. Give it. Give it a shot. It's good.
2: I'm not a big seafood guy though. in General.
1: Yeah, I wasn't. You know, I'm from a say so I'm from Kentucky, man. So, like, I when I moved down here, I still don't. Ev- like, my favorite part about going to a seafood restaurant with any of my friends from Florida and Jacksonville, they all talk about the different types of fish that you can order. And I'm just, like, never had any of them. I'm, like, is that. And then they, I order it. And I'm, like, it's the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the same. I know it's not the same. But, it, like, to me, I don't have any frame of reference. So, I'm, like, oh, that tastes like fish. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> tastes
0: <laughs> like fish. I mean, it's all fishy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what kind
2: of phone is this? This shit looks
0: crazy. It's yeah, a terrible phone. Yeah. This is the the Velvet, the LG Velvet. Yeah. It's a terrible phone. It's a terrible phone. It looks cool. It, it does look that's cool. That's what LG stands say. for.
1: It.
0: it looks good. Looks good. <laughs> good. Oh. Uh Boom. All right, so my oh, Spotify Forest, I didn't mean to pull that up. Uh don't look at those numbers right now. Uh <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, um, been there done that. my uh, my second unpopular opinion is that stability is overrated.
1: Stability is yeah. underrated. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need a little uh, – that's your favorite thing to say is you need a little seed in your life. You need a little life. seed in your life, you, yeah. need a, you need to be, like, like, kind of just shaken for your next meal. Yeah. That's what you need. I, th- I just think that, it's that hunger. Just, it just
0: kind of goes back to what I was saying – what we've been saying the whole time about, like, chasing, like, a dream and having, like, a mm-hmm. thing to go after. And sometimes that just means being, uh, you know, a little unstable, right? Yeah. It's, it's it's like like the like the easy choice is not that it's easy it's still it's like a different kind of grind but it's definitely the path that's more commonly chosen which is like going to school and like getting the degree and getting the safe job with the benefits and raising the oh, family 100%. and the whole thing and that's cool it's definitely hard work and I don't think that I could do it but I think that uh I could fucking do it like uh, there's no way I could do that <laughs> but there was my only option yeah there, but there's uh, uh, a, yeah, you know, a it's a different thing about, I don't know, just like living in chaos while trying to pursue your thing.
1: Oh, it's a lot of fun. I love it. And I understand why people leave it because uh, they don't like that. But totally. there is something about, I don't it know, it keeps if- you hungry. Yeah. yeah. It I keeps you hungry, you know. I, I love it. I love being on on tours, my favorite thing. I love thing. I love being on the road, I, and my and favorite I, and thing to ever. anybody else when you describe it? I want I remember I had a I had a girlfriend that was just like so obsessed with me. She was like, "I want to spend every moment with you." I was like, "But you're always on tour." I'm like, "Oh, fucking like, I want to go with you. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And no then you I, don't. And then, like, looking for a hotel. I couldn't fucking find one, so we slept in the car. She never, ever wanted to come with me again. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's, it's the grind. It's the grind. It's like, what do you have to do? That story about – <laughs> I thought something else crazy, you know, if this was going to happen with that story with you and the uh, uh, birthday party and you sleeping on the table. No. Because I was just like, oh, okay. No,
2: it was uh, – <laughs> no, it was um, – you may see it that way, but when you're the person in the in the sleeping bag waking yeah, up, true. staring at this kid like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like with this like, hey, mom, look at this ki- guy. He probably lives here, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right here on this picnic dude. Yeah, and you're just like, yeah, this I, that's me, bud. Uh, take a good look. You know, this yeah. is what being a rock star is all about. Oh yeah, you look know. Up, um, I, I will I will comment on the stability thing. I think the word stability is overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think everyone's version of what being stable is is different. But uh, everyone or a lot of people, mo- most people in the world, myself included, gets caught up in what society's version of stability should be. Right. Right. And it's like, oh, well, you have to have this. You have to have this. I've gotten caught up in it. Some of the shit I have right now, I'm like, why the fuck did I get this? You know? Um, or whatever. But – uh, and I will say, too, like you get like material is f- at least on the materialistic side of things. Like a lot of times that's what being stable is is referenced to how much materialistic shit do you have. Yeah. of thing. Bro, anyone watching is the same stress, dude. it's oh, this yeah. uh, or anyone listening? It's the same. It's the same stress. Right? Yeah, totally. You deal with the same stress because anything in life, you get used to it. It doesn't matter. You can take someone who's lived poor their whole life. You put them in a mansion. Eventually,
0: they get accustomed to the mansion living, and now they want something else.
2: It's just the way,
0: and not even just. I mean, like that—that that is true, one hundred percent. But the, then there's there's just other thing where it just comes with a different set of issues, right? So well, it's yeah, like yeah. whether whether if you grow up poor, that's one circumstance that people who didn't grow up poor don't understand, right? Yeah. But then like. If you when you move up like like the financial ladder, so to speak, Mm -hmm. then, you know, middle class has its own set of circumstances that are difficult to deal with. That if you're not if if you grew up poor, you don't know how to handle those issues. Right. And if you're middle class and then you become rich, that comes with its own set of issues that you don't understand how to handle either, which is a whole different set of stress for you. Right. So it's like every circumstance has a different level of stress that like people just don't know how to handle unless you're in that situation. Well, absolutely. You know, so I
1: agree. I just want a car with air conditioning. I yeah. I want for not. Yeah. Other <laughs> than cool AC. Yeah. yeah I am so happy that it's finally cooling off in Florida because <laughs> two of my windows don't work in my car either. Uh, so yeah, as soon as there are so well, have you been there for four years? Well, <laughs>
2: I mean, I delivered pizza in Jacksonville. Oh and my yeah. Window went and rolled down.
1: Oh, I used to do
2: it. Who'd you work for? Papa John. Me too. Hell where, yeah, bro. Where at? Uh, over on a Beach in uh, San Pablo. Me too. Really? Yeah. When? Oh, this has been god years ago.
1: Yeah, I did it in 2007. We may have
2: worked in. What the, the fuck? Are you serious? Dude, <laughs> swear to God, bro. It was <laughs> but, right beside the Gumbo Yaya place.
1: Yeah, yeah, Gumbo Yaya, and they had an Australian Day party. Did, yeah. And Nelson was your. Yes, your... dude. Oh, what? my God. This is weird. Uh, that's fucking wild. We got to figure out because that's, that's a real high turnaround place. But I used to work there. You uh, worked there for like two years. Holy shit. Yeah.
2: Holy shit. Yeah. Nelson, dude. Wow. I wouldn't even remember that name. I that's, you know, it.
1: you're not the first person that I've met that I'm like, yeah, we used to work together. I had no idea that we did too. another one of my that's friends that I met. Crazy, like, bro. I
2: could fold the shit out of pizza. Ten, box, <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> ten,
1: ten years, ten years later, I met uh, this guy at Green Room Brewing down at the beach where I go to a lot. And uh, he was like, yeah. I i used to work at pop john's like where and it's like we worked at the same fucking time but i guess i was just pretty fucking high the entire fucking time i worked there i never really made friends with anybody except for all it the right. the russians <laughs> the russians and the uh yugoslavians and bosnians i was so tight with them i just fucking loved hanging out with them yeah but anyways all right so
2: what's this what's the what what
1: another uh, uh, unpopular opinion my last you, uh. my last unpopular opinion has something to do with squid game uh anyways the uh,
0: uh that was too easy Sorry. i
1: i hate going to those arena shows uh, like you say you you like paid a lot of money to go like uh uh uh, uh front row for chris stapleton and everything like that not dogging like the production and everything like that i can't stand being in a fucking crowd with that many people that the whole point of it is so that they can sing the lyrics um, and I, there's no way if you're at like a smaller show you can turn around to the guy and be like stop singing I want to hear him sing or her sing. Yeah. And it's so I cannot – I like I, I love uh, Tame and Paul a lot, and I wanted to go to see them at St. Augustine Amphitheater, and I had watched – I'm so glad I didn't go because I had watched uh, all these uh, uh, videos – of his live performance, and from the crowd's perspective, and everybody's just singing, and I'm just like, I don't, I would be so mad. Yeah, I, I'm not. I paid all this money, and you say that
0: I hate fun and that I'm not like a fun person. You definitely probably hate it more than I do. I mean, there's a the uh,
1: there's there's a difference. I deal with that.
0: There's really a the di-
2: squid is not down to clown, dude.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, man. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not.
1: That there, there's a difference about it. Like uh, there's some some no, bands. I get what you're saying, but like that shit, like ugh. Fuck that! Whatever, It doesn't really bother me that much. Unpopular opinion. Yeah. For when everybody's singing around you to the
0: to the to the main person who's singing, I think it, it's it's yeah. a certain energy and a vibe that the people are kind of picking up on, and and that's part of the live experience. Is that, it, it, that It's not going to yeah. be it's the it's record, it's you know.
2: For like, I will say for me, not to get all like sappy, but like, dude, I almost like I've literally went to shows before where literally I'll get tears in my eyes. Not solely because of the performance, because I'm just like, I fucking... Want, like, with a show like that, I'm like, this is what I want my life to be. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, when I was watching him, I was like, fuck, I just want to be up there. I will actually tell a funny story. I took a sign that said, can I sing Tennessee Whiskey, right? Because that's kind of become like a song that I sing all the time or whatever. And I held up the sign, and he definitely seen it. Uh, and he goes... <laughs> I don't I don't want to say he was being a dick, but he definitely was being a smart ass, which I would probably been a smart ass to me, too, in that position. Right. But he goes, uh, I don't know, man. Can you? This is Chris Stapleton talking to me. right? Right. (laughs) Yeah. He goes, I don't know, man. Can you? And I was like, I was like. uh, And I'm just sitting there like he's not going to hear me answering. I'm, you know, um, he's like, well, you asked me a question. I figured I'd ask you one back.
1: And I was like, I was like, uh.
2: You know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, yes, yeah, right? And I'm, like, s- telling him, yes, I can sing it, you know? And I would have got up there and did my damn thing. I was ready, awesome. right? It was, t- like, 20,000 people there. That would have been so dope. And, um, like, <laughs> turn around, and there's, like, literally a sea behind me. And um, and he goes, uh, well, we got a guy up here asking if he can sing Tennessee Whiskey. He said, well, short answer is, man, only you can answer that. I can't answer that for you. And he goes. Oh, what a fucking tease. Yeah, and he goes, all right, we're going to uh, – we're going to get back to it. And then he kept playing, and he uh. seen me a couple... I mean, he seen me, like... Because, like, uh, he has a song, I Was Wrong, um, that he goes hard vocally, and I was... I just fucking let... I was the guy that you hate. Yeah. Because I let it rip. Ugh. I was I was getting it. Well, yeah. you probably
1: sing well, obviously. You're on The Voice, so you can you can do that. And I wouldn't be mad, but at the same time, I'd be like, you're not Chris Stapleton. I want to hear Chris Stapleton. Yeah. <laughs> hear Chris Stapleton, shut up, Dustin. Yeah. So I, I, I've only been to... I mean, I, I I haven't been to any of them. Uh, like, I refuse to go. Oh no, that's not true. I went to go see Muse play in Atlanta, and like, I was just so angry the whole time. I'm like, are we really doing this? Everybody here, twenty thousand people are gonna do this? Okay, really glad I paid for these tickets. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a I fucking hate. it. I like watching. It's um, fun.
2: The reason why I like be I like being up up front though, man, up close is because you can you can hear the. Uh, you can see, you not just hear. You can see the reaction of the artist. You can see their facial expressions like up close. Yeah, I mean, yes. it's cool to see that interaction. Totally. Um, but yeah, totally. Unpopular opinion. Yeah, big time. Fuck Billy the Squid, dude.
1: Yeah.
0: Fuck no, this guy, bro. Shh. Fuck me, I <laughs> Uh, my last one. That was good. That was good. That was good, bro. Uh, my last one is that. Uh, wish you were wish you were here is my favorite Pink Floyd album.
1: That's already been. That's our, We've already talked about this several times. Has it been an unpopular opinion? That's my favorite one. It's too. not
0: been an unpopular opinion before. I got it on my wall. I know. That's my favorite. That's uh, my favorite one also. It's a good Most people it's are a good like you know the wall or dark side of the mode, dark side of the moon. Obviously amazing records, but wish you were here is just four songs. And it's perfect. Uh, I have four songs in big
1: quotations. Yeah, it's not really four songs.
0: It is four songs.
1: Yeah, part one, part two, part three, part four. No. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> none. Of, none of them sound the same either.
0: Yeah, I know. That's why I love it. It's
1: It's, it's more than songs. They were just lazy. Couldn't figure I out. I can't
0: then. weigh in on that. Huh?
1: I can't weigh in on that. You
2: like Pink Floyd? Uh, no. It's not that I don't like Pink Floyd. I just don't know the. I don't. I don't know them enough to like weigh in on like different records and stuff like that so you I have um, I have the record at home what? I don't know it has the fucking triangle on it the Dark Side the of the, the Moon yeah. <laughs> yeah I
1: love your description. Like, it's got a fucking triangle on it <laughs> yeah. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing it's a great
2: record too though <laughs> that's what I had <laughs> it's a great record also my, my buddy bought that for me um, and bought me a record player shout out Clint or David Gilmour is
0: one of the greatest guitar players in the world hands down yeah he's amazing All right, Dustin, you're up. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, I have
2: a pretty good... Maybe this is a good one. Maybe it sucks. We'll see. Uh, My unpopular opinion is I fucking hate buffalo sauce. That's a great one. That's a good
0: one. I hate it, too, actually. What? I don't like it at all. I can't do spicy.
2: It's not... Dude, I don't like vinegar. That shit makes my nose burn. I don't like Pickles. (laughs) I feel like I sound so ratchet. Like I should have made my nose burn, dog. Yeah. But like, no, like, like I just don't. I, one, I don't like hot sauce. Like I because it's the vinegar. I just don't like that taste. You don't I like pickles neither? No, I don't fuck. With I pickles. hate pickles more than pickles anything. But I love yeah, hot fuck pickles.
1: Everything that has to do with buffalo. Yeah, hot sauce.
0: You I, hate buffalo, there. I hate buffalo I can sauce. Eat wings?
2: I just don't like buffalo sauce. Oh, and it's weird them? because you just eat them raw. Dude? No, bro.
0: There's other. There's other fucking nah, sauces for I'm wings. There's fucking other
2: sauces, dog. Like what? Like you just skip. Have you ever been to a wing place and they have like 50 sauces? You skipped 49 just because you'd only like one. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, thought exactly. they were all buffalo sauces. <laughs> They're all buffalo no, sauces. No, like, um, um, fucking, I eat honey barbecue. I, I, I like barbecue sauces. Oh, I guess so. But, what? But some places you go and they have, I don't, I don't like mustard either, right? T- oh. So we'll, we'll, we'll teeter into a, a, a small little mini unpopular opinion, right? Uh, mustard based barbecue or sweet? That's the question, actually. Not even yeah. in popular opinion. What, that's the question for you two guys. Mustard based barbecue or
0: sweet barbecue, sweet and tangy.
1: Ooh, that's what, a hard
0: one. So, See,
1: I don't
2: like mustard, so for me it's easy. Sweet and
1: tangy all damn day.
0: I'm not a big barbecue guy, what so you're oh, asking me wrong question. Oh, man, dude. Oh,
1: that I was just a went, shot. Have you been to the Bearded Pig yet? They got some
0: good fucking barbecue. I have been a
1: Bearded Pig yet. Yeah. ABBQ's better.
0: I, I haven't been I'll
1: there, so it. I don't know. But I, I, My wife brought me home
2: some of that, I think, once. I haven't been. She's been. We were supposed to go there the other night. It didn't work out so we
1: went to mojo's but mojo's, mojo's is these, amazing uh, yeah so good that's oh, real good. So good mojo's is amazing i'm, a, I'm also. gonna say mustard if you can make a good sweet and spicy sauce like better than a mustard sauce i'll t- I'll, I'll be the judge of that but I, i'm always awesome. going to mustard right, yeah
2: or mojo's barbecue bro Mo- I said mustard barbecue mojo's speaking of m-
1: real quick speaking of
2: mojo's barbecue don't they do they, they still do music there right they used to i don't to. know man back at jack's ba- beach I don't
0: know if they're still they doing it. They used to still a stage. I was there the other oh, night. yeah, they're still a stage. They I used to have big
1: man. The heavy pets would play there all the time, dude. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. What happened? But they. I don't know if they have music. Should there. fucking
2: play a show together. I don't know if it's forbidden since Hustle's in both our band names, <laughs> which was not intentional, by the way.
0: <laughs> we should maybe fight about it. We should fight yeah. about <laughs> it. You went fucking toe to toe with That's
1: Viacom, bud. So you better lawyer up. <laughs> <laughs> you went. You went
2: toe to toe with who?
1: Viacom. Viacom. They have a show called a uh, Nickelodeon called Side Hustle. We got the dude. trademark. I
2: wanted to message you. That's what I forgot because it came up on. Uh, I don't even remember where the fuck I was. But uh, um, oh, I was at work and YouTube now apparently feels the need to run ads every two seconds. I know, it's so stupid. Like in the middle of guitar solos. Dude, today, I know. Joe Bonamassa was on and it's the middle of guitar solo. I'm like, you just fucked up. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. Like, I hate it. When I or hate it'll it. be like, bum, 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 bum. Do you want to wash your clothes? I'm no. like, nah, yeah. bitch. I want to hear
1: this guitar solo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, I seen, the, I seen the Nickelodeon preview, and I was like, what?
0: Yeah. So they're so so they're on all the platforms now changing it to Side Hustle Nickelodeon versus just Side Hustle. And there was another band in, so uh, we're gonna get a paycheck, in Canada that changed their name found a loophole from, real from quick. Side Hustle. We own the trademark on it. So yeah. uh, there's another band in, in Canada that changed their name to Pocket Candy. Uh, and then there's one more fucking band in San Diego that we're trying to take care of right now. So You mean like yes. take care of? It? I mean, they're not changing <laughs> their name, so we got to do we got I'm just telling you, it's not a threat, guys. I'm just fucking around. Don't fuck with squids, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking get you. <laughs> So, yeah, we, we, we own the trademark on it, so, like, it's it's our it's our name, basically. Oh, you know? Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, so fuck them. And now them.
1: we're the dickheads, sending everybody c and I don't give a fuck, bro. Get get off my a... Don't navigate
0: my zone. That's right. Don't tread on me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we do, so if anybody steals it, uh, I'm just going to tell you. I don't like if you. you. If you don't know if you own it or not, then you <laughs> probably don't own it because there's a process. We have LLC and stuff. But yeah, that doesn't matter. Uh, well. I didn't know a separate this. Issue. So we got
1: to learn all this fucking shit too, and mm-hmm. talk to attorneys and everything. Talk
0: to attorneys. We fucking paid a lot of money to get it trademarked. Paid a lot of attorney fees to get the shit sent out to fucking Nickelodeon and bands and other places. And we, 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 we're
1: forced to be reckoned with now. Yeah.
0: So. No. So yeah. Just is.
1: make sure it's just the hustle. <laughs> yeah. I'm not threatening I'm just like I'll come at you dude To
0: fucking shoot his ink at you bro That's it Dude I don't remember how that name
2: even came out Or came about It just kind of like randomly got thrown out there And Jeez dude I wish I could remember It was definitely better than some of the other names Uh, One name was like don't even know man we had some fucking band. creating band names are interesting it's you right just see Billy's list he's got like fucking got, hundreds I, of them
1: because and I wish I had started when I was like 18 but I, just just over the past like year and a half those are all the band names that we just talk about like oh that would be a good band name the last one I have uh, carries Carrie's um, well this is going to come out her home, she's going to be a unicorn for Halloween and I was like yeah, did you put together your unicorn uniform I'm like that's such a good
0: band, good name. band name
1: unicorn uniform <laughs> and then yeah, yesterday I, I we came up with Mr. Ubiquitous because we were talking yeah, about God
0: yeah. good common oh yeah common unity common yeah unity. yeah. That's yeah. A good like I, I think, see, I think that being a jam band. I think type. that
1: is a band name and he was just talking about a band called common unity because I he looked wasn't. that up he wasn't no he was just Fucking, saying that's a great band name yeah.
0: Man, that's a good one. Um, all right. Well, let's fucking go. You got anything to thing.
1: promote? You got any shows coming up or anything like that? Uh, we're if playing anybody's <laughs> still listening after three and a half hours. <laughs> Jesus, are we really three <laughs> and a half hours in? Good God. It's
0: our longest episode, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. Sorry. Fuck, man. I'm no, sorry, I cut, bro. You fucking I cut my
2: drummer's hair today, and like, he
0: literally was like, Yeah, you're going to fucking.
2: Because he knows I like to talk a lot, and he's like, You're <laughs> definitely going to win, dude. You're going to win the <laughs> longest episode. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, yeah <laughs> you won. Yeah, like, I actually did it. You it's did it, bro. Icon. It's, uh, all, it's playing, all good It's all good information uh 904 live um it's like a festival in orange park okay uh it's like orange park mall parking lot or something i don't know it's like some f- they have like food trucks and all kinds of shit out there we're p- we're playing with this band they're a local band they're like i don't, I don't want to mess this up like
0: latin music i think is it lpt mandala oh mandala okay. oh yeah yeah
2: yeah right two chick singers or yeah. whatever i think it's like four piece or something but yeah we're playing with them we're going from from 6 to 8 i think they play from uh they play 4 to 6 or something, We or 4 to 5.30, I guess, or I don't know, whatever, and we play from 6 to 8. Cool. Obviously, there's got to be something. But uh, yeah, we play there, and then other than that, um, that's about all we got for right now. Okay. We have some stuff next month, but nothing. You know, we're playing like a wedding and a few other little small little spots. All so right. that's it right now. Do you know the date of it yet? The wedding? No, the <laughs> festival. Uh Oh, I should probably have said that. October yeah. 30th. October 30th. October
1: 30th, yeah. Which is... Next week. No, hang on. Because this is going to come out on oh, yeah. October 29th. So it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. So go out there
0: tomorrow. Yeah. Go out, go there, out there tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> 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 All right. All right, guys. Well, uh, man, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure. Hey, thanks, man. I Absolutely, appreciate man. It, so much guys, great Thank, fun, right? thank you. Dude. Thank you, broskies. Hell yeah, man. And thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time.
1: Squid out.